Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com, Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Kellen Brower. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp of Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming at you. It's Monday, October 25th. Happy Halloween, everybody. Thanks for listening and or watching on YouTube, Facebook, listening on PulpofMechShow.com. We are deep into the throes of the off season, but we got a great show for you. No matter the Paris Supercross announcement has been made. Eric Pernard will join us tonight to talk about that and putting a race on with a uh, COVID-19 and what's happening in France and all of that. Aaron Plessinger's deal with Red Bull KTM is done and announced, and he will join us tonight to talk about that. Fly rod. Uh, Jay Reynolds will be on. He is the owner of the Hoosier Arena Cross Series. And Jay will come on to talk about what's going on with that series. They got a TV package, some familiar names calling the action, and uh, get some more information about that Arena Cross Series. It's coming up, man. It's like, uh, I think it's next month. So we'll talk talk to Jay about that, talk to Aaron about his dirt bike, talk to Eric Pinard about that race. And more, 702-586-7857. If you have a question, a comment, or a concern about the sport of Supercross or Motocross, give us a call. Why don't you? And again, thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, don't forget, the new app is coming out on Friday. Should be here any uh, time Friday. So thank you for that. Amazon widget. If you're going to buy something from Amazon, go to the widget on uh, pulpamex.com. Click on that. It takes you to Amazon. Make your purchase, and it helps us out. So that would be fantastic if you people could do that as well. And, uh, yeah, lots to talk about uh, when it comes to the sport this uh, this show. And, uh, yeah, we got – listen, we'll talk in a little bit. The show may not be for everyone, but we're going to get to the bottom of that uh, later on. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, ORW, Skosh, Pro Filter. Firepower Batteries and Chains, FMF, Guts Racing, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, OGO Power Sport, Art of Sport, Get Data, WUSA, Ride Engineering, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Cycles, all on board with us and uh, as are you people for the show. So really looking forward to this one. Got a couple of great in-studio co-hosts with me to uh, talk about the sport, break everything down and, uh, and all of that. It should be great. Are you kidding me? First up, he is a friend of the show. He is a base, a professional baseball player. He's a super fan of Adam Cien Cirillo. He's been in a few times already, backed by popular demand. You people wanted him. We got him. It's Chris Betts. What's up, man? Good. Just happy to get in this uh, compound. Yeah. Punching a couple codes, tip a couple people. You never had a you never had a uh, a, a house subdivision with a with a gate. I mean, not this many. I, I feel I, like I feel like it's just one gate. I feel like it's easier to get, get into the White House in here. Here we go. It's already started. Nice to have you in, Betts. Happy to be here. I've already moved in. You just didn't know because this place is so big. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> uh, this is basically the same square footage as the last house. It's not true. It's a little bigger. The it's, ceilings it, are 40 fucking feet high. The, yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. The, what you, does that matter? You literally said when I got here, you don't know what you're going to do when the light bulbs go out because you can't change them. Okay, I have a tall ceiling. I mean... I, you uh, could get a 10-foot ladder and an avocado picker and still not touch it. Okay. So that's a little bit more than tall. Also here, sitting here, he is uh, a content director over at uh, RacerX Online, works for the RacerX Magazine, of course. Start your systems, video gaming as well. It's Kellen Brower. What's up, man? Not too much. Thanks for having me on again. Thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. It's uh, always fun to come up. Don't like that hat. Uh, not a fan of that hat. Sorry, I, I'm not going to put a Blue Jays hat on for you. So we may as well just address the elephant in the room. I'm a big baseball fan. Kellen, you are a big baseball fan. Yes, sir. This man plays professional baseball. Not a fan, though. Not a fan of it. <laughs> so, do we just start grilling him now about no. baseball? Do, where, I mean... I just want to hear the motocross stuff. And I think a lot of people listening just want to hear the motocross at, stuff, so... At some point, though, I have a lot of questions about the Blue Jays and baseball <laughs> for our friend, Mr. Betts. I just Mr. want Betts. to hear the motocross stuff. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you prepared to, to help us with some baseball talk? Tonight? Yeah. I, okay. just, I just want the people to know, though, that... I don't want to be a part of the baseball talks because I don't want to be hated by the masses, but right. I'm here for it. So. We, we are going to talk about your career and, and your season. Yeah, something like that. And, and yeah. What the hell happened? Tony's got questions, so <laughs> we're going to get to the bottom of that. Um, directing this show, uh, holding things down over there, deciding on the camera angles and all of that. He's uh, fiercely working on the app. Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? How are you? You scare me when you do that. I hope you know that. Uh, no, I don't. But well, hey, you we, do we, now, get, we, so. Are you in Slack? Yeah, yeah, okay, I see. Right, I okay, see. Right. You said balls. Yep. So we'll um, bring that up with HR later. Okay, fantastic. Yes. Everything good, Marks? Everything's good. Yeah, I'm happy, uh, happy to be here, um, You know, considering I'm the only one here. We'll working the phones later. over there, working the phones, uh, showing up on time, ready to go. The Tiss Legendary. Tiss, what's up? <laughs> Please tell me you just have it on his camera. The, 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 that's the funniest part is <laughs> the camera is just an empty chair. So Tits has been working for the show for, well, he took a couple years off, but basically he's been the show for five years, six years, a long time. Didn't this used to be a thing, though? I swear he used to show up late like it was like a common thing at one point. Or at least was like running in from the sprint right at the late. end. Yeah, yeah, I think close to late uh, was the thing. Yeah, he was close to late. He's regressing then. He's um, going back to the old tits. So he, I texted him and said, hey, are you coming? Kind of half joking. And he, he thought the show started at six, but <laughs> he's been doing it for five. For We started at five. We started at five because of him. Right. Yeah. We, that's we moved the start time to five because of him. So we didn't go so late. Tis legendary, everybody. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try to get him on later. Here, here we go. Uh, so, Aaron Plessinger on the show tonight. Uh, Jay Reynolds, Eric Pennard, all interesting guests. Uh, looking forward to talking to all of them, as a matter of fact. And uh, a lot, lots to get into tonight. I mean, without a doubt, you know, we have some silly season stuff. The news that shook the sport, the news that dropped while we were on the break, the news that is everything for 2022. Alex Martin is on Club MX. Troll Train. Troll Train. Troll Train is hitting 450 Dude, Supercross. I, I don't know why he looks really small on a 450, though. Like, and, and I'm not Shut like, your mouth. But he does. Like, and I, I, I know the 250 is like basically the exact same bike, right? But he just looks like really small. And we did a weed show and uh, showed him riding. And I guess it's maybe a little bit different because Garrett Marchbanks is huge. So comparing them is a little different. But Troll looks a little small. How many wins does Troll get? How, what uh, race are we talking? Four fifty Supercross mains. I'd say he could maybe win a heat. That's what I'm talking about. 
Big news. He'll, uh, he'll get good starts because he is little on a 450. So. He, he was sitting here with Phil in studio saying that he wants to go 450 Supercross and he's going to do his own team, his, his same team he did last year. Next thing you know, he signs up a club. Like, Phil hates him, so I don't even know <laughs> how that worked. I, I, I don't know how that worked. I have no idea. So, who knows? Um, I'm looking forward to Troll Train riding uh, Justin Bogle on hip. Twisted Tea. Where are you at with the Twisted Teas bets? I, I I'd only drink these on your show. So we, nobody mean, believes you. <laughs> I know they don't. You. I'm a vodka soda guy during the season. Got to keep it as slim as possible. I feel like you would like Twisted Teas. Do you have any? Yeah, I'll try them. Billy Grotto. Billy sure. I love that guy. I don't know who that is, but oh, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's all right. What do you What do you think of Bogle signing? Riveting. Riveting. Yeah. Is that the the Suzuki team? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good for him. Awesome. <laughs> right. Uh, Adam yeah. Adam's doing pretty good this year. Oh, we're already going there. Going real fast this week. Uh, okay. Seen it. Okay. Oh, so you the were, vlogs out? Did you go to the track? No. Oh, uh, okay. We talked about it yesterday. Oh, okay. So you just think he's, he's going fast? No, he said he's feeling good. Oh, imagine that a rider in the off season said he's feeling good. <laughs> I know. We should call Adam tonight. We have to. Bets cold call. Here. Yeah. Let's bring back the cold call. Bring back the cold yeah, call. Yeah. Let's let's do the bring back the cold call. Um. Uh. What about so? Have you and Dylan been talking much? He hasn't. I haven't seen anything of that guy yeah. in a while. Do we know Dylan's feelings on Eli going blue? Like, do we? Has anybody? Can you cold call him? I don't oh. have his phone number. Oh, thank God. <laughs> no. But we should get it. I think we should. Yeah. I think Darkside might have it. Stop it. Do you want to call? You want to call Dylan? I mean, I'm always in. But but do you? Is there a chance that Dylan? Because I feel like in one of Dylan's many rants. He mentioned that he was a Kawasaki guy, right? Like, I feel... Like- I feel like there's a lot of people that are, like, bummed Eli is gone because they were, like, Kawasaki guys plus Eli. It was just, like, the match made the, in heaven. The fans that are pro-OEM and they don't <laughs> care about the riders are fucking bizarre to me, right? Like, But that's kind of like, like, like any other sport, though. I guess, like, it's different because it? it's regional, but, you know, like, you're a fan of a team, not necessarily a player in other sports. Okay, but that's a team and not a manufacturer I, I of a get car. It. Yeah. But like, so or, or, in F one though, people are fans of like you're a Ferrari yeah, fan yeah, yeah. or something I, like I, that. I still find that bizarre. I find that bizarre. <laughs> okay. like, they're Europeans. Like, it's different. It's like, not the same. Yeah, like I, I feel like, like I'm a Honda guy, and I, damn, you know the, that guy left Honda. Like, who cares? Go fo- go follow him on the new team. Blue Crew. Yeah, I mean, well, we know Blue Crew's best. But. <laughs> I don't know. I think Dylan- like, okay, like I was a, I was a super fan growing up in Canada and love the sport. And love Ron Lachine and Bradshaw. And, like, I didn't care where they went as riders. I just loved those riders. And if they switch teams to another brand, no problem. I now I still like the rider. I hope he does well on his new brand. The fact that Bradshaw left Yamaha doesn't mean, like, oh, fuck that. Like, I'm a Yamaha guy. Like, fuck it. Like, I, I find those people bizarre. You were, like, pumped, though, when, I don't know, someone went to Honda that you were a fan of or something, and it's like, oh, finally, this is, like, a match made in heaven because it's going to be the Hondas and this guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure, if I thought it's, you know. Back- I think that's what I'm saying, though, is that people that are maybe Eli fans or maybe Cowie fans thought that that match was just so good. Like, it, it just wow. mixed both of their true loves together, essentially. I, I feel like those people are weird. Yeah, that shit's still wild to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I know what you're saying about sports teams, but I feel like it's really different. You know, yeah, I do. Feel but like I mean, different. it would be cool if something like that existed in Moto, because then it would be another like merchandising opportunity, marketing, and you get like actual. Well, fan no, bases I think involved. it does exist. I think it does exist. There but are I'm Honda saying, like, people. More, more intense, oh. though. Like oh, it more would be, intense. Yeah, because like that's like what, you have the Honda flag, like a Ferrari flag. <laughs> not that way. You know, because those but people do what, that, right? The Ferrari flag, they're just waving. It. I think that's part of what makes you know team sports so compelling is because you get really behind a team and you want them 
you know, to go all the way for your, what your fandom supports. Like you guys are Blue Jays fans or you're a Maple Leafs fan or whatever. Um, you know, you get behind the team yeah. and then you, you have shared interests and camaraderie with other fans around you. So you collectively all group together and, and start cheering for them. Uh, like I get it for individuals as well, but I think that that's what makes sometimes team sports like way more compelling. Yeah, you get, but you get like with the Blue Jays, there's, there's a fan wearing a Vladimir Guerrero jersey and a Bo Bichette jersey. Like no one wears a Justin Shanty collared shirt like, <laughs> right, right, like right, right, no right. one no one's cheering for oscar when yeah, Adam, yeah like, it could be no. the first one yeah I well could. those I could. hey listen the, the, could. the drive to survive thing for the f1 i mean toto and and the red horner and those guys they have fads yeah you know the, the, they also the, have a documentary on netflix true yeah so true um all right i got dylan's number from dark side but oh, oh yes uh, do we try to call him this i didn't i'm only i'm two drinks of this oh. cool all right people. <laughs> all right let's Oh. oh, disconnected number? Yeah, I don't think that really works. Oh man. Oh no, the phones probably aren't working, or I I don't know. It's it's. Hold on. Pop show. Who's this? Hey, this is Justin. Hey, Justin. It's like the old days when I saw how you stands with the phones. <laughs> yeah, let's just get rid of. What's up, producers. Justin? How are you? Man, this is an honor and a surprise. I thought I was going to get marks. Wow, well, you know <laughs> things things have changed on on the show now. So hey, what is that supposed Tough to mean? Time. Uh, tough times, tough times. It's an honor. He thought he was going to get marks. It's an honor and a surprise. Because he, he thought he was going to get you. Because <laughs> yeah. he didn't get me. Uh, what's up, man? What, what's on your mind? Well, um, I was, I've was i had this question for a while now and never had a chance to ask. But uh, you know how, like, the manufacturer's title and championship is big in F1 and, and different yeah. other sports? Um, is that ever talked about in our industry um, no, maybe just mechanics and team managers care, yeah. but why don't we care? Like that should be a bragging well, right, right? We, they they started publicizing it this year a little more or the last couple of years. When I was at Yamaha, a trophy showed up one day, and we're like, "What's?" I'm like, "We're like, what's that?" We're like, "Oh, we won the manufacturers thing because of like the way they." they I think it's the top two brands count. Kellen, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think it, it's top two finishers. Top two finishers on brand, of each brand each race, counts yeah. towards the manufacturer's yeah. title. So we won this thing um, at Yamaha, and none of us knew, and nobody knew. It was kind of like Eli in the Triple Crown Championship. Remember when they gave <laughs> Eli the Triple Crown Championship? So yeah, oh, yeah, Justin, nobody cares. Nobody doesn't really matter in our sport, right? Um, so yeah, nobody really. Marks, you have a point though, right? In F1? Yeah, I think it matters more in F1 because that decides the Constructors' Championship decides how much money they get as well. Yeah, they get for tons the next year. of money yeah. for winning so, the Constructors' Championship. I mean, if there were more incentives from F1. like that. Yeah, yeah, from, from the F1. Right. Uh, yeah, so the, there's no money in it. There's Nobody cares, and it's like whatever. And honestly, if you're going to do it right, if you're going to do it proper, count everyone in the main event on your brand. Did Don't they not just, do that? I thought no, that's what they, they did. The top two. Top two. Oh, I, I thought you were saying like, but it, like in a situation where Webb wins and Davalos finishes like ninth, but Marvin DNF, they would count Davalos, not Marvin. They just count the top two on a on a brand though, on the not brand. teams. No, no, yeah, on the brand, yeah. yeah, on the brand, yeah, yeah. So count everybody though. If there's eighteen Cowies in the main because they pay Night Show money, count them all. <laughs> but I feel like then that makes it unfair because then the teams would have to equal. I, I, it would make right. it better because they'd then, equal contingency. So then, then pay more if you need. If you want this trophy, pay more for you know. Uh, that's you know, fair. So, so if you're going to do it, count everybody in the main event, and that's how you do it. But they as they they don't do it now, and there's nothing in it for the teams, and there's nothing in it for the riders. So Justin, like, who really cares, right? Right. Yeah. So. It bring more value to those consistent guys like Chiz and. You know those yeah. uh, top ten, top twenty guarantees every every week. But, yeah, yeah. You 
It is what it is. Yep. Sideshow. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a question. Like, uh, there is a trophy, and they do talk about it. I think it was in the broadcast, even. I think so, yeah. yeah. They put in the broadcast. It's kind like, of interesting the teams don't care that much about it, though, because, you know, the whole, like, you know, win on Saturday, sell on Sunday, yeah, or sell on Monday, yeah. or whatever. Like, they, you think they would care about that. They would be like, look at our team. Like, we won the Manufacturer's Cup. We have the best riders and the best bike and whatever, but they, yeah, yeah don't yeah. care. Yeah, no, like I said, it showed up at the workshop when I was in the town hall, and none of us knew anything about it. We're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. We won it. So, yeah, yeah, whatever, right? Uh, so we got uh, Aaron Plessinger on the night. That took a long time to come out, that press release. Uh, we all knew about it for <laughs> October 1, and then it just dropped. So that was odd, you know? It was really odd, too, because like we reached out to some of the teams beforehand to try yeah. to like schedule interviews and stuff like that. And KTM is usually like pretty good about you know setting stuff up, and they were just yep. radio silent, and we were very confused about it to the point where it was just like, yeah. what, are we, what, what are we waiting on? You it's know? really like, it, odd. It didn't make any sense. I think October 1st was a Friday. So that made sense because Anderson came out and Tomac came out. So maybe you want to wait till the Monday because you can have your own day to announce your rider. But then it didn't come out Monday or Tuesday. Or, like, <laughs> it just kept going. Yeah, it just kept going. You're like, okay. like So anyways, Aaron Pleasanger is on the show tonight to talk about that that uh, uh, Red Bull KTM switch and also going to Baker's Factory. That'll be a big deal uh, for sure. Uh, we're going to break down baseball with, with Chris Betts <sighs> later, get all into that, everything else. Uh, by the way, Chris Betts brought to you by the folks at Vortex Racing. Dylan Ferrandis uses a Vortex Racing sprocket. That's cool. To win championship. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, Adam beat him, you know, last yeah. year. So, yeah, he did. you know, let's uh, two we'll get him, We'll get him yeah. again this winter. We're good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Vortex Racing. Email Kyle at vortexracing.com to get a deal, whether it's a V3 bar, 29% stronger than the competition. Sprockets to Chad, Chad Reed, James Stewart, Dylan Ferrandis has won uh, championship the Star Racing Yamaha. They equip all 18 of their riders with Vortex Racing sprockets. They got aluminum sprockets. They got steel sprockets that last a long time. They got that V3 bar. If you email Kyle at VortexRacing.com, tell him Chris Betts sent you, and uh, you will get a hell of a deal uh, from the folks at Vortex Racing. So thanks uh, thanks for bringing in Chris Betts for the show, and thanks to the folks at Firepower as well. You know who uses Firepower? Cheers. A-Ray. Oh, man. Cade. Privateer Warriors. Rod Bell. Go for Dunes <laughs> Honda. <laughs> I feel like you would like Rod Bell. I like a lot of people. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Rod Bell would be a guy for you. I mean, as long as he's not a threat, we, we're, we're cool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. The yeah. threats are banging wars with Rod Bell. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the Firepower guys. They got batteries and chains. They're committed to offering superior products for over 50 years' experience in industry. Don't waste money when replacing OEMs or batteries or chains when you can get more power and supreme reliability by choosing Firepower, firepowerparts.com. Uh, great company, great uh, featherweight lithium batteries and chains, of course. Uh, I will put a Firepower chain on my Blue Crew for my assault on the World Vet Nationals in, uh, fuck, like a week. So I'll be coming up for that. Oh, let's oh go. wow, Fire- that's next weekend? Yeah, it's next weekend. Let me, yeah. Are you coming out? Probably not. Okay. If it's Halloween weekend. No, it's the weekend after Halloween weekend. Oh, I'm going to be in Italy. Oh, you're going to MXGP? Humble brag. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Wow. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. thought you knew. Let me uh, let me be a wrench out there. I think there. I did know. I think I did know. L- let me work on the bike out there. You got a bike? Uh, yeah. No, not really. Kind of. Do, uh-huh. do you want to do you want to announce on the show that your your uh, that bike's for sale? Yeah, I got two bikes for sale. Okay, now announce it. Uh, 05 450 that runs like a 2022 and great bike. It's at Connor Olson's house, and you can go pick it up from him, and he can give me market value for it. Still don't know what that is, and then I have a 110 <laughs> that I don't want anymore, and. That's also yours. So can I just DM you on Instagram? You can go ahead and DM Steve, and he can filter out the bad. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to involve any sort of shady, 
<laughs> shady bike sales for yeah, you. Yeah, just go ahead, DM Steve, or you can send me a message, and I'll get some pictures and stuff. Okay. Yeah, they're not mine. I'm totally selling them for someone else. Right, yeah, because yeah, yeah. dirt bikes and baseball, professional baseball players, that's not that's No, not I've never. Didn't right. go well for Bumgarner. I've never even sat on a dirt bike before. Oh, so. Jeff Kent? I don't know that story. You say that all the time. He, that was, um, he broke an elbow or a wrist. Uh, he was uh, motoring. Went like in in, was yeah, that in his, his career, in his career, like in his prime years. That was the year when they went to the World Series, I right? Think so without him, or was that after without the him? Without him, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 So ah, well, the Leafs are losing okay. now, so that's cool. Oh, great, F- fantastic. Um, oh, GNCC series settled. Blue Crew came up a little short. Ben Kelly, congratulations! What a I saw a little bit of highlights of that. What a shit show that looked like. Oh my God! Right? Yeah, they're inviting a bunch of uh, media people out to like go do that because I'm. You saw like Anton yeah. was there and uh, Tifont from uh, MXA and stuff like that, and they had invited a couple of us, and I was kind of like, I don't know, you know, we got to get ready for Italy and stuff like that. So I didn't end up going, and I was so happy yeah. when I saw oh, what it yeah. looked like just, that I didn't just... go. A massive mutter. Is that uh, the one where they they rip through the woods and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. GNCC. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, so, hey, uh, MXGP was this past weekend in uh, Trentino, Trentino, uh, Italy. And uh, I didn't watch any highlights. I looked at the results, uh, and I saw Dylan Wright with a strong 13th in one moto. Uh, and, of course, Jeffrey Hurlings took control of the series. It looks like uh, they're, they're doing three of them at this track. And uh, to talk about that was a man who was there this weekend from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. Just uh, trying to figure out what time it is and what time my uh, my body thinks it is and trying to get caught up to i got a lot of work to do before uh, i get back to work back in the office tomorrow so yeah lots of things happening but um yeah excited to talk about the race it was a, a hell of a weekend to be honest uh yeah it looked like a good race uh i saw some uh some twitter highlights of that so it looked pretty pretty awesome from there um jt do you want us to call you back to talk about your griffey record rookie cards when we do the baseball hour Sure, absolutely. Okay. I'd right. love to. Fantastic. Yeah. So <laughs> incredible. <laughs> we're we're on a group text. Me, Betts, Kellen, and and JT. What's here. the title? What's the title of it? The title is whatever AC champion, yeah. whatever series. It changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it changes. Yeah, it changes per series. series. <laughs> you, you've not you've not been correct in any of your titles of the convicted. I have been though. Yes, you have been. Yes. yes. Uh, so uh, all right, JT. Uh, Dylan Wright, thirteenth. I mean, that was really the story, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Good for Dylan. Uh, that class is, is brutal. Um, and, I mean, you really have to be super opportunistic in that class uh, because a full field where everybody has a good moto, it's really tough. I mean, really deep. So, yeah, he rode really well the first moto. I mean, he, you know, guys were having issues. The track was pretty treacherous. Not like bad conditions. It's just tricky. It's rocky. It's slippery. Um, so people are crashing all over the place. Prado and Cairoli and all these guys are crashing. And if you were able to put in consistent laps and be there at the end, you know, there was an opportunity there. And that's kind of what Dylan did. Yeah, it, uh, Caroli DNF, both motos got landed on, I saw. Or he said something get- Something happened yeah. with his leg in practice, right? I didn't see what happened with that. But then he went down in the first and second moto and pulled off. So Yeah. Yeah, I spoke with him today, and he just said it was just one thing after another. He crashed, and then he had bike issues, and it was just like his throttle was messed up, and he was just like, I just had enough. So, Yeah, yeah, that, that uh, bummer bummer for that, for sure. Um, so, Hurlings, JT, the, we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe with Lewis. Feels like he's going to start, you know, taking control of the series, and, and certainly uh, didn't his competitors didn't have the day they wanted to, and now Jeffrey's got a little bit of a points lead. Well, you know, for me... I think it's it's more about 
the the opportunity that Roman Febro let slip away in the in the second moto. Um, you know, on the first lap, he was out front. He got up to the front really quickly, made a move on uh, Glenn Coldenhoff, and I really felt like it was a chance for him to kind of check out and have an easy moto. And he was unable to do that. And, and I have not heard exactly what went on with him. I, I kind of hypothesized that he got arm pumped and just the way he was riding and the way he looked, that's kind of what it seemed like. But he couldn't get away from Koldenhoff. And then he, he let those guys hang around, right, to where Jeffrey could look up and see him. And if you are anywhere near Jeffrey at the end of the race where he can start to reel in and feed off of that momentum, you're in big trouble. And, uh, yeah, Geiser was there, and then they, they kind of reeled him in, and then they left him. Like, they just kind of checked out uh, from Febra towards the end. So it was a, a, just a really strange moto. And, you know, we were looking at the points and trying to, you know, where we didn't even have to try to create suspense. There was so much suspense with the championship going on with uh, Jeffrey and Tim Geiser are both outside of the top ten on the first lap. And then everything just fell apart for Roman Febra. Um, and, yeah, so whether you want to say that it was a, a really tough race for Febra or you just want to say that Jeffrey made the most of it and, and fought through the pack to win, either way, the end result is Jeffrey's just kind of eking away in the points here. I wanted to ask you, JT, in the second moto there, like Geyser and Hurling's both coming from uh, a little ways back there. Do you feel that if Geyser had forced the issue earlier with uh, with Koldenhoff and then Fevra, that he wins that moto, or or do you think it was inevitable that that Jeffrey was going to get him too? Yeah, I mean Jeffrey, it's it's funny because you always wonder how hard he's pushing at certain times, and I think once he got to where he could see Fevra, and you know the the battle was on. I don't I don't know if if Geyser had enough pace to really get away from Jeffrey. You know maybe maybe there's a battle the last couple of laps and they have to sort it out themselves. But just for, for Tim to be able to ride away, had he made the pass, I don't think he was going to be able to do that. I, I think no matter what, it would have come down to kind of a two man duel at the end. Best case scenario for Geyser. What do you think it is about that track too? Because this isn't the first time they've had like really close races down to the flag there uh, that makes it difficult for someone to get in the lead and pull away. Cause even hurlings in the first moto, when he got around Seawer it seemed like he couldn't get away from him. He just was like hovering a second or two ahead of him the rest of the race. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's super one line and super narrow. Um, I mean, it's easily the most scenic track of the year. I mean, it is beautiful and, and that can't be overstated, mm -hmm. but as far as a racetrack, I don't think I would really want to race on it. Um, it looks really, really challenging, but everyone's going kind of the same speed, you know? And, and if you look at, time qualifying and how close everyone was. I, I think it was maybe a second between like first and 10th, you know, it was just really, really close and it's hard to make up time or, or big time anyway. And as the traction kind of went away, you couldn't really be aggressive, right? You almost had to be smooth to be fast. And uh, I just don't think it's a track where there's a lot to separate anybody other than maybe when those guys, you know, wait in the motor, they go into that alternate dimension of where they're just like riding, you know, way above where most people can even go. Um, I think the pace is pretty similar throughout the pack. JT texts me. He's like, hey, Steve, this, uh, this place is really awesome here. Like, it's beautiful, good scenery. And I hit him back, where is it? Like, I know it's in Italy. And he just writes me back some some town name like i like i'm supposed to know the interior of italy you asked and the name can you just say like southern italy it's northern north. italy asked. by yeah. venice by milan it's on the southern part can, can of, you, of can the you... alps and so like there's milan and then there's like this big lake called lake garda and it's like okay. on so, the northern so side that of that would, so milan would have helped 
It's close well, to it's Milan. Not anywhere near Milan. It's fairly close to Milan. Okay. You, uh, you I mean, it's, it's, it's a two, two, two and a half hours. But I'm saying it's, it's on the other side close. of that lake. If it's two hours from Milan, it's not really by Milan. I'm saying it's on it's, the other side of that lake from Milan, though. Like, I'm talking about oh, major that cities. Oh, that lake. That yeah. lake. That yeah. got I mean, it. It's two and a half hours driving from Milan. I don't consider Did that you close. fly into Venice or Milan? I flew into Venice. Okay, so it's like it's halfway between, I guess. If, okay, if you're to try the point is, is JT, I'm just trying to find out where the hell this place is, and JT texts me some Italian word <laughs> well, back. What, what, okay, well, hear he me answered out. your question. What, what I think most people would do in this scenario is take your phone, yep, maps, open the maps, type in the name of the city no, that no, I gave I'm you. I'm busy. I got to move. No, on. have you ever no. seen oh, pictures wow. of this place, okay. Steve? I, I, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. So looks awesome. Cool. It looks awesome. Um, I didn't know how you would tell me like you want me to draw you a map and text you like send you a picture of Italy, like the boot, and then <laughs> circle in the area of Italy where it is. Or no, I don't know. Most people just, would, if I gave you a city name, you would just type that in and say, "Oh, right there, that's where it is." Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been to Italy a whole bunch, so you know, I know the lay of the land of Italy, and that that's just a simply something that I would just simply know. Is it, well, is, this area is, this... is is super specific, and what I wanted you to do was look at it, like actually maybe take I don't know ninety seconds, because this area is like the mountain bike mecca of Italy. Like I was talking to a few pro mountain bike guys, um, Danny Hart and um, Scott Beaumont. Those guys train in this area during the summer because of this like this is part of their normal routine part of the year this is where they go like to to do a lot of their training and i'm telling you everyone there is on a mountain bike like it's it's like nothing i've ever seen it was wild i I had no idea this even existed but i don't know 80 plus percent of the people that you see walking around or doing anything are on on mountain bikes like it's it's pretty crazy i just you know i just wanted a little more this is is this not the track where rv looped out yes yeah same one same track right so JT, do you think I, did, I would have thought a city name would have got you right where you need to go? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not some city okay. name. That's some random town. JT, do you I, think I feel like you're reaching for complaints right now? Yes. Okay. Right. Do you think the infrastructure at that place is good enough to host a nations ever? Yeah, that was actually what I thought um, when I was there. I'm like, this would be unbelievably great for that. Yeah. I think there's enough. You know, if you really needed more infrastructure, Verona's like. I don't know, 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And there's everything you could want there. You know, there's plenty of hotels and restaurants and all that kind of stuff. So that would work. The main question I have is, is the track. And I don't, I hesitate to say good enough because that, that sounds bad. I just don't know if it'd be the perfect track for designations because it's, it's really compact and mm-hmm. it's small and it's, it's fairly narrow. Um, it almost feels like a local track with this incredible backdrop. You know what I mean? It's just not this overwhelmingly beautiful type racetrack, even though the surrounding area is, and it's got some elevation in those things. The track itself is, is definitely not the big draw there. But if, if you're talking about atmosphere and what that would all entail, it would be unbelievable. The other thing I'd have to mention too, is parking for this race is a complete nightmare. Yeah. Like, that's what I was nowhere thinking to park. So yeah. I don't even know, like they would have to bust people in or, or they would really have to work on logistics to make that work. I know. So, that, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I know they have like a enduro track there too. You don't think that they could maybe make the track a little bit different for a specific event like that to expand it and maybe make it a little less tight, like cut a hill or two off and then go to that enduro track too. I mean, sure, sky's the limit. You know, I, I don't know if they have specific rules or what they can or can't do. Um, but, I mean, I'm open to it. Like, I don't think there is a more beautiful location that you could have a motocross race at, period. Like, mm-hmm. it's really that good. Okay, so 
uh, was were the fans going crazy for Dylan Wright? Were there a lot of people waving towels and such? <laughs> uh, there, there were people going crazy, and if you want to uh, pretend that they were cheering for Dylan Wright, that, that's okay. They're okay, cheering so, for a Honda guy. So Betts wants Betts has some Brian Sue questions. Oh, I like I want all of the stories of this guy. You guys gave me like two stories, and I'm just like, this is the most interesting guy in the he whole sport. Popped out out of nowhere to ride an MX2. But, like, I just asked, like, I saw some tweet or something. Yeah. And you guys said that he's just this, like, evaporating. He's got a very eclectic. I did listen to, so Lewis Phillips uh, interviewed him, and I listened to that interview, and I guess, like, he had a JGR right on the table, but it was like a 450 deal, so he said no for that. And then um, he went back and raced, like, Italian Supercross and French Supercross, and then said he was going to come to the U.S., but then the COVID thing happened, so he just disappeared back into the shadows again. But he says he's going to come race Supercross here next year. hes I've seen him a ton at Geneva and, and Paris. He's a good rider. He's a good Supercross guy. I don't think he's anything elite. I don't think he's going to be Dylan Ferrandis or anything. You know what I mean? Like, no. But at one point, when he was 15, 14, yeah, 15. Yeah, they kind of molded him when he was young. There was a lot of, yeah, there was a yeah. lot of Brian suit hype, but he's a world-class violinist. God, that's awesome. And his, I believe his <laughs> mom is too. Like, how do you not love this? Like, And then he's a moto guy. He came out to opening ceremonies in Percy one year playing the violin. But he also just disappears off the face yes, of the earth, which just, is the coolest he part. He just also just goes right. away, either gets hurt. But he, he had like a Bud, ride, a bud uh, racing ride, mm-hmm. yeah. gone. Then he had a KTM ride, gone. Like, I love it. He yeah. says that part of the reason why, though, is like he's kind of introverted. So he doesn't post a lot on social media. He doesn't like text his friends and stuff like that. So people just think like he did fall off the face of the earth, but he's really just like at home or something. That's awesome. Okay. Well, he got 14th in a moto? Uh, MX2? I think he was like 21st overall, oh, okay. but yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like 17, so, right. 21 uh, or something like that. Brian Sue. That's incredible. With an H, too. I mean, yeah. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Frederick Vial, uh, Frederick Vial, Thomas Vial. Tom Vial. Tom Vial. Frederick was good, too. Uh, Tom Vial <laughs> is just working these dudes, JT, like badly, well, I mean, huh? I mean, he's losing the championship. Yeah, so, but I mean, he, I, well, he got hurt. He didn't race. so He did ride really well this weekend, and honestly – you know, the the storyline has really been lately between Vial and Renault as far as who's the alpha in the class. Yeah. And uh, Renault actually beat him uh, the prior weekend in Spain. And, and I think kind of he's really out to send a message that he was going to win this title regardless if Tom Vial was healthy and regardless if Iago Geertz was healthy. I don't know that I buy that. Right. Um, I personally believe that Vial is the best rider. But to be honest, Renault has impressed me. Uh, he's he's better than I would have given him credit for. Even when he was leading the championship, you know, everybody kind of got hurt, and, and I knew he was riding well, but he's better than even then. Uh, so I think it bodes well for him moving forward. It sounds like he's moving up to the MXGP class on Factor Yamaha. Um, I don't think that's released yet, but that's what it sounds like is happening, yeah. which I honestly I don't think is the right move. Um, when you look at the MXGP class and how difficult it is, go walk around and ask the likes of Ben Watson or Calvin Vlaanderen or Boisromay or any of these guys that moved up. Ask them how that class you know, uh, treats them. And when you move up, when you don't need to, like he doesn't have to move up. I think he would have at least one more, I think maybe two more years that he could stay down. Yeah, it's insane that they would move him up to me. Nuts. I, yeah. Man, I, I mean, to each their own. But to me, it's like, hey, mature, spend more time, get better. Because when you move up, it's, it's serious, right? And you're going to a factory Yamaha team, and the expectations are going to be pretty high. 
You know, you Ben Watson is a perfect example of if you don't produce, you're not going to be there. A and question, when you have, okay. man. Go I was going to say, a question I do have with that, though, is we've seen in the past with, like, Tixier moving up after he chose to defend a title, and then, like, he, he won yeah. a title, defended, it didn't go well, Hurlings was beating him, a bunch of other guys were beating him, and then when he did move up to the 450 class, he was, like, deflated. Like, don't you think that that's maybe a little bit playing into Maxime's mind, I guess, maybe in this situation where he's like, there's a 450 ride on the table, I'm maybe at my peak right now is what I can do in the MX2 class, I should move up now so that I can carry this momentum into the 450 class. I personally don't. Uh, what I would do if I was Maxime Renault or his manager is I would sign a contract for at least another year in MX2 with a guaranteed 450 spot to move up. You would go into the 2022 season as the defending MX2 champion, which Yamaha could market all over the place uh, and, and use that to their uh, to their benefit. They already have, uh, you know, Jeremy Sewer and Glenn Coldenhoff, who are, in my opinion, better than Maxime Renault, right? So they already have really good Yamaha 450 riders. And I just I think you take advantage of the situation. You you sign a really nice contract again for MX2 or even a, the next year, and then you guarantee yourself a 450 spot behind that. And you make the most of the opportunity. You try to get wins. You rack up bonus money, and you make sure that you are damn ready to move up. Because I would argue he's not even the fastest MX2 rider right now. So why are you in a hurry to step into a class that you can watch right after your race and see how good those guys are? It's not easy. Like that class is. Um, yeah. I just don't know what the hurry is. That's all. I'm not saying it's a good move I, either. I just think that uh, maybe if he's looking at, at past stories with um, with Tixier or, or even Jonas, you know, won the title and then stayed down and it didn't work out or, or whatever it was. But, Jonas actually's been okay, but he's like, gotten yeah. like he started yeah. slow and built yeah. up. So I'm just saying, like trying to ride that high from your your 250 days to your 450. I mean, if Renault comes back next year and is and Vial rides like we think he can. I, I think we would still put Vial ahead of Renault, right? Even if he is a defending world champion. Well, if he if he can guarantee himself a 450 spot for 2023 or 2024, it kind of doesn't matter, you know. What and just from speaking with Renault a little bit and hearing, like he's a very very confident. So mm-hmm. I don't think anywhere in his psyche is he worried about coming back next year and getting beat. I, I just don't think that's who he is as a person. Like he is extremely adamant about making sure that he is the best guy in the class right now. Like he wants everybody to know it. I mean, there's, there's even, there's been a lot of attitude from him, uh, which I'm fine with it. It's competitive fire, but uh, really, if you want to talk about anything to talk about in the MX2 class, like any hype or excitement, because he's got a hundred point lead almost, you know, so the airs kind of got sucked out of the series. It's really been between, um, you know, just between Renault and Vial on like a, just a, personal battle that they kind of have going in for ego and and who's the best guy uh jason thomas on the line fly racing flyracing.com the formula cp helmet is out same great features as the regular formula helmet but a little different shell so that uh that saves some money and what's wrong that's you nothing i just dropped the bat on accident Oh, you don't? Okay, all right. Yeah, that's okay. Um, and uh, much more to go on flyracing.com. Go to motorsport.com. Check out the Fly Racing uh, stuff. And, uh, yeah, man, it's everything good with JT, with Fly going over there? Are you are you signing? So that big signing isn't happening, is it, JT? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I shouldn't say. I, it's not my place to say yes or no. And, honestly, I haven't really been in on those conversations, so I don't know the latest anyway. Okay. I, I just get updated. 
Um, but on the MXGP front, yes, I was uh, in meetings pretty much throughout the week. And any time I wasn't uh, inside the, the television broadcast truck, I was meeting with someone. And, uh, yeah, things are things are uh, on their way. Um, there's, there's so many options. And, it's you know, it's funny. It's kind of like this delicate dance between these brands that are trying to sign teams because you can't make offers to everyone because what if everybody says yes? right? You don't have enough budget for everybody to say yes. So you're trying to like assess who is, who really wants to maybe do the deal or not, or who's just kind of shopping around to get an offer to take to someone else. And you don't want to waste all of your time and effort on a team that you really don't think is serious anyway. Um, so there's just, man, there's so many ins and outs, a really complicated case uh, when it comes to this stuff. A lot of ins and um, outs. Yeah, that's what she said. But uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting, right? But it's also really challenging because you you'll get down this path where okay, things are going really really well, and I think everybody's on the same page, and then you run into a first rider refusal with a maybe a sponsor that they're currently under contract with, right? So then everything can get just get turned on their head. Whether whether they want to sign with you or not, almost kind of doesn't matter in the end sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, every trip I've been over there has been kind of nonstop meetings and and. We're progressing. Like it's, it, we're definitely going down the right path. Um, it's just really hard to say what's going to be the end result. You know, okay. I, even this weekend, I, I couldn't. Even sitting here today, after those many meetings, I couldn't tell you exactly how it's going to pan out. But I think in the next ten to fourteen days, I think pretty much it's either going to be done or not done across the board. Because the problem is getting into a different topic. If the, if everyone doesn't make decisions soon. We, we as brands, whether it's us or Fox or Thor or Alpine Stars or whoever you want to pick, we won't be able to supply product because we're going to run out of time. Uh, with supply chain issues and the factories are way behind uh, as far as their time frames, they've had to move everything way up. You know, we're having to tell them it's either now or never because we are going to fail you if you don't, you know, if you don't make a decision, we're not going to be able to live up to our end of the bargain. Just we're going to be out of time. And then on the OEM side, they're pushing hard, too, because they have to prepare all their materials for the teams with that brand's logos on them, too. So we're getting into a time crunch, and everybody's kind of playing musical chairs here. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, looks like Glenn Koldenhoff had his race of the year, right? Unreal. This, this, this will be, be Glenn's race all year. That he'll, <laughs> People will be like, see, see, he can do easy, it. Easy, easy. Yeah. He won't talk to you. I think uh, – I think he's working on that, right? Isn't isn't uh, isn't Lewis working on that? I don't know. You don't even it's watch the races. Why does it go. matter? Very touch and go. Very touch and go. What do you mean? Yeah. Why does it matter? If you don't talk, like, you don't you even watch this weekend. I didn't watch this weekend. No. Uh, we got AJ on three. AJ, what's going on? Welcome to the Pulp Show. What's your question, man? Um. So obviously, you guys do that Mount Rushmore thing for like the greatest of all. JT time, loves it. Right? Yeah. You guys. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite so segment. my question is. Her brand on 250 slash 125, who would be your Mount Rushmore for each brand? Like four guys for each brand yeah, in, four, in, in the small four guy guys class? on a light bike. Yeah, on, yeah, on a light bike. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Kellen? You don't got to answer uh, it now. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Great, I mean, you got to put Stu there. But, yeah. For, uh, on Kawasaki, it'd be like Stu. It'd be uh, Ricky. Wardy, Ricky. Yeah, the, RV. Yeah, yeah. I you know it wouldn't be a bad idea, AJ. I'm gonna ask why again so we can put that on the website. 
All right, Mount, sounds Mount, good. Thanks, man. Mount Rushmore. JT will take part because he loves their Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, tough day for the Ferrado fans. Tough day. Home home GP. <laughs> two, in a, two in a row. Yeah, not not good. Well, I, I don't know. We got like ninth, like two GPs ago. In before Turkey? Spain. Before Spain? In Turkey? Yeah, Turkey. Yeah. I mean, it's Turkey. What, what happened to that ninth? Turkey. It's, I guess it's not everyone's favorite track. I guess, I guess. yeah. I, I don't know. We got to we got to get the train back rolling. Yeah, if we can. Um, Jason Thomas on the show. Brought to you by uh, Fly Racing. FlyRacing dot com. Bets. Anything for JT? Any any questions? Um. Oh, I actually got a question. Okay. So like these guys' names blow my mind. Sounds yep. like soccer. Do you think Fox Europe keeps more consonants in stock because of all the just mumbled lettered names? <laughs> uh, JT, I, I, what do you think? Well, I don't think, you know, there's not this uh, massive pile of letters. You know, it's not like uh, Sesame Street where we have letters that <laughs> right, we go, right. ee, uh, 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 you know, like, it's not like that. Like, you just print them out. You know, you can print right, whatever fair. you want. Yeah, um, fair enough. And then also, uh, this guy rhymes with Kellen Brower, uh, said that your enthusiasm was a little low at the end of the race this weekend. Mine was? Uh, just a hair. I don't know, man. The, the racing was good. I didn't, I don't. I didn't feel like it was low. I, you know, I, I, when I speak, I have a problem with uh, it coming across like a little bit monotone and Paul's like all over the place, right? He's <laughs> screaming and yelling or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's something, it's something I'm working on, but I felt fine. Like I was, I was super engaged in the race. There your was, insight was, was a lot to talk about. Your insight was great, but I did feel like Paul was like, you're saying jumping off the rev limiter and then you would be a little bit more monotone. Like you're saying I it wasn't like, that yeah. bad. I feel like I'm he's always saying. like that though. I don't feel like JT starts getting excited for any like anyone that I've watched, you know, he said uh, he's working fair. on it. So he's working on it. Though. I hope you. It was a dick. great race, and, though. Like it was. Gnarly. Anytime I I deal with Paul and I've called the action with him at Bercy a bunch, I bring up ninety four MXDN every single <laughs> well, time because he loves it. Every he will time. talk about oh, that yeah, to yeah. the no, end of the it's great. Earth. It's great. He had a, he had a day, an amazing day, and I always make sure I bring it up no matter what. Uh, JT, before we let you go, uh, Paris Supercross CR two two. He is back. I'm sure he's vaxxed. Uh, you know, in order to enter France. Right, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. What, what do you make of him racing? You do, you do make sure you're being uh, sarcastic. Let uh, everyone know you're being sarcastic. Okay, uh, yeah, because, I'm, I'm being very yeah. sarcastic. Yep. Okay. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of him racing Paris? I think it's awesome. Uh, you know, I think the lineup is very unique this year. I think Cole Seeley's racing, uh, having, you know, Tony Cairoli there, having Roman Fevre, who, you know, I don't think I've ever seen him race the Supercross other than that kind of failed supercross around they had in what was it belgium or netherlands germany. or wherever it was a few years ago germany. germany okay so i think the aspect of that when you can't get the guys you want let's face it you know they didn't get the the big name current stars that they wanted i think pivoting to this kind of event where you're getting Cairoli in that arena you're getting reed back you're getting Seeley, all these guys that we're probably never going to see race supercross again i think it's cool you know it's different than what you might expect from this event. But I think if you can kind of shift gears and get into that mindset where it's like, man, this is a really different, unique event where, okay, I'm not going to get Tomac and Stu, but so what? This will be really cool. Like, this is going to be kind of yeah. pretty nostalgic and uh, I think it would be a really fun weekend. It's going to be good. Yeah, I like that list of guys that they got and they had to wait till the GPs are over, but it's uh, it should be good. So, yeah. Um, no, I, yeah. again, like I, you know, I, I think it's different. It's not going to be the standard Bercy where you get the best of the best. Um, but it, like, once you get away from that, I think the lineup is pretty cool. Like they did a good job of kind yeah. of piecing it together with some in, some interesting guys there. Right, right. What do you think of that? 
Seeley and Chad and Brayton. I think it's a really interesting mix to see Fabric, how they'll shape Caroli, up. Yeah. I did hear in a Caroli interview, though, that he said they're going to tone the track down like a decent little bit. Like he literally said the word SMX Cup, which we've, we yeah. saw before, which yeah. was like really toned down. Um, so I'm curious to see how much I would just think, happen. honestly, the, the way the tracks are, just tone down the whoops. I guess, yeah. And but, that's about it. Those I guys mean, can ride everything else. You saw the SMX Cup, dude. It's like table, table, sand section. Kyroli said there's going to be a sand section, too, in uh, the race, too. So. Okay, well, I don't know how much that'll work, but yeah. yeah. We'll see. Bats, any? How comment? much do these guys make to go out there? Uh, like, how much do you have to pay Chad to get off the couch and go do that? Uh, that's probably 50K. That's it? Yeah. Oh. I would think. That's it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, I mean, does that I mean, I just wouldn't expect him to get out of bed for 50K. I mean, fifty grand. What do you What do you mean? Fifty grand is a lot of money. I guess. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he, I doesn't, know, I just, he doesn't have a lot of. Uh, you know, like I, I don't think his income is probably what it used to be. So fifty k. I mean, for true. one night, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, all right, JT. Thanks for uh, calling in, and uh, yeah, try to get some sleep and figure out what you're doing. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, fly racing, flyracing.com. Thanks, man. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk baseball cards, I want in. Okay. So. Yeah, we'll call you back. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> See you, man. All right. All right. So we're talking about troll train. And the news that came out, let's go right to the source. Uh, Phil Nicoletti, what's up, Phil? Ahoy, Steve. What are you doing? So Chris Betts is here. Hey, are you Phil. familiar with Ahoy. Chris Betts? Chris. How are you? I feel like you two would get yeah, along. Oh, 100%. You guys would get along great. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, and Kellen Brower. Hey, Kellen, what's going hey, on, bro? What's up, Phil? How are uh, you? You know what? We, oh, I'm doing it. This is kind of an unplanned call, So, but... Uh, yeah, brought to you by Motorsport. Let's do Motorsport. You're back in with them, right? Scott re-signed with you, Phil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I talked to him. I mean, nothing okay. official, right. but he said he wanted to keep something going, and you know, it's awesome. So, I mean, so. after what he paid you for your performance <laughs> oh, this fuck, year. Here we go. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> How much was it? How much was it, Phil? Uh, never enough. Never <laughs> enough. Phil is, not, Phil is uncomfortable. It's not, it's a, hey, it's not Bet's money, so we're, no, uh, I, you know, we yeah. got a little 1.14. 1.16? 1.16? No, but what was it, it was a long time ago. What was it? 1.4. 1.4 million dollars. But it was six years ago. Did you say what? 1.4 million dollars. Okay. But yeah, it was six years ago. All right, so. Oh, that's, that's, it's a while. Hey, that's enough to, if you play your cards, right, you never got to work again. We have. Hey, but, Phil, if I paid you 1.4 uh, for six years, are you okay for that? Uh, I mean, because he keeps saying it's six years ago. Like, what does it matter? (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. Sign my deal. So motorsport.com bringing you Phil Nicoletti. So, Phil, you were here in studio with our our buddy Troll. And, you Mm -hmm. know, before the show started, we were talking to Troll about what he wants to do. And he wants to ride 450s and, you know, more likely go with the same team that he was on. And then next thing you know, Mm -hmm. you know, he's riding with you a club and we're all putting two and two together. And then the announcement comes out. Did you get your buddy troll the ride at Club MX? No, I I, I didn't. I, I had nothing to do with it. I was actually kind of surprised because when I was there at the show, he was going a different route on. A, I know with another four fifty gig. You I know, know. So, and that's the god. That's the god's honest truth. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Things just kind of happened, and uh, Brandon talked to him, and yeah, I hadn't even heard. I had talked to. Uh, you know, Andy at FXR, and he actually kind of mentioned it to me. Alex didn't even really tell me because he's being shady with it because uh, <laughs> he's still stealing all the money, you know. And I found out through Andy, and, you know, next day I called Alex. He said, yeah, you know, kind of makes sense, and this and that. And then, boom, he's fucking staying at my house. <laughs> so that, that was it? So That was yeah, it? Yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, it, uh, did, 
transpired pretty quick. So when you talked to Brandon, the owner of club, what did he tell you about what he saw through the great potential of Troll Train? Uh, I mean, Alex is Alex. I mean, he can't go against his results and stuff, you know, but uh, he wanted to ride 450 and he was adamant and that was the way he wanted to go. And um, they were like, oh, well, you know, you're not kind of crushing it, the 450 deal, and you're just kind of a main event guy and struggling to get in, you know, is there a potential of going back to 250? And then I, don't know, I guess Yamaha wants a 450 guy, so wow. he's going to stay 450. So, yeah, we'll see. But uh, wow. that's a little dude to handle the, that big bike. Well, Callan so. was saying about how small he looks on the on. The, it's the same frame and everything, but yeah, it's like yeah. The same I know, frame. but right. it, it it does look like it's the same frame. But God, he looks tiny. <laughs> it's not just me though. So, how's our speed? No, no, it's how's our zero. speed? I uh, looks good. Fitness is not very dialed, um, but uh, speed looks okay. You Why know, is fitness not dialed. Because he just had a month, you know, month and a half off. He literally has trolltraining.com. Well, this is his excuse. Even trolls need an off season. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. Whatever. I didn't argue with it. Right, right. But, okay. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, he looks okay. All I heard from Weege's visit to club was that everybody was off the track until Brayton got off the track, and then everybody jumped on the track. They didn't want to be compared to Justin. He, he can't. We just yeah. fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, it's almost kind of true because JB makes them all look slow. So, I don't know. JB pisses me off, too, when he goes out and rides. So, I don't know. He just, <laughs> it, that, that shit just comes fucking easy to him. So, it's like, you know, you were just off the dirt bike for, I don't know, five months, and then you just hop on, and right. you go triple, triple quad like it's no problem, you know? Right. I mean, at least let the guys double through for the first week. And why aren't you, know? you? Why aren't you riding Supercross yet? Or what was your delay? Uh, what do you mean? What was my delay? Well, you didn't jump on right away and ride Supi. I heard. I I didn't I didn't I haven't even ridden the dirt bike yet. So when when is this happening? When is this? What's going on? Um, we'll see. That I mean, ACLs take a little while. But I haven't it, even been three months. Oh really? Fuck! I felt like longer. Like I feel like you're ready to go. Like I, I didn't know it. To- no, I mean training wise, everything's going okay. I'm, I'm actually going to go down and <clears throat> Saturday I rode a little bit on the outdoor track without sticking my foot down and stuff, just because I don't know. I had to go down for some FXR photos and it felt. And I was just, you know, I'm going to go test it out. You know, like I said, not stick my foot out, but God, it feels so fucking good to ride. So mm. I did two 10 minute practices and then that was it. And then. My knee actually felt better with some of the impact and stuff, so oh. I'm going to go down and cruise a little bit tomorrow. And well, uh, my apo- yeah, it was my first time on the 250. My apologies, and I thought it'd been longer. Like I thought you were ready to go. You know? No, I mean I got it done. What was it the seventh of August? So it really yeah, hasn't okay. been. All right. Yeah. Um, who had a yeah, worse? I'll, who had a, I'll Kellen, go ride a little more tomorrow. Kellen, who had a worse year, huh? Betts or Phil? Oh. Or Phil. Why you got to throw that at me? That's rough. I mean, that's a tough one. How many games you get into this year, Betts? Counting like rehab games that are on the stat sheet, or no? Like, sure. uh, we'll say I don't. I think like twenty three, and like four or five of those were like late inning pinch hits when I was still coming back. Okay, I'll say he had a worse. Betts had a worse year yeah. than Phil. Yeah, I broke Phil the got into and three months. Fuck, that's pretty bad. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Phil got into two races. It's pivotal for him. Free Three agent races. Time. Yeah, more than that. Yeah, yeah. Great, yeah. great, great time for you. It was really a good year. Honestly, hit two home runs. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Motorsport.com bringing you Phil Nicoletti. Well, Phil. So, all right. So trolls, trolls rolling. 
Uh, Brayton looks good. Mm-hmm, Kate mm-hmm. is Kate, Kate is pissing does. you off. Kate is Cade, and yep, he's, uh, yeah, I might fight Cade before the end of the year. Okay. So. All right. Well, Cade's doing okay, so. Cade's suspension uh, soft, I hear? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I try not to watch Cade because it scares the shit out of me, so um, <laughs> I just watch, yeah, I watch JB and Alex, and then that's. That's really about it. Okay, so, Marshbanks and Enzo, Marshbanks and Marshbanks, Marshbanks yeah. and Enzo. Yeah, they yeah. look they look pretty good. So, all right, um, well, yeah, it's is... going to be good. Uh, I mean, I don't know why you just don't come out one time and come check it out. We got a solid crew. Yeah, I love getting on a plane you and know? flying across the country for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You do it all the time. You yeah, can I bunk mean, up with weed. If, if you were if yeah. you were a couple hours away, I, I'd be there every day. This would be gold. But uh, <laughs> no. I'm getting reports from Phil, from Weege, from uh, Alex, from Cade. Like getting all these reports from all of my sources about Club MX and all conflicting. What's going on? Well, Wygan is you can't even trust Wygan. I no. mean, he's just like JB looks so good today. <laughs> yeah, feel that. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, JB was there. Um, uh, uh, Wygan was there on Saturday, riding with his kid, and I was I pulled up. Obviously, at a ridgeline, and Lane is you know his kid's only what five. Yeah. He's sitting on the tailgate all by himself, eating I don't know, like yogurt. I wrote up. I said, hey, Lane. I said, where's your dad? He goes, riding. I was like, he just left you here? He goes, yeah. I, and I asked him why the generator was running, and he said, I don't know. <laughs> Meanwhile, his dirt bike, his electric 50, is hooked up to the Jenny charging it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I, yeah. I, that's what dirt bikes yeah. have come to now. Is you have to bring a generator, generator back to running, and he said, I don't know. And his <laughs> dirt bike, his electric Talk 50, dirt bike is hooked up to the Jenny charging it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I, yeah. I, that's what dirt bikes have come to now. You have to bring a generator. What is happening? I don't know. I know. What is happening? Oh I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Multiple, multiple oh streams are going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Phil, we'll call you back. See ya. A fucking cheese dig radio. <laughs> I'm with you. That's what a is, drop, Mark. That's a drop. What is going on with this show? Good God. Did you get it fucking sorted or what? I think we got it sorted. What, what, uh, Marks, okay. why do we have I the thought I was drunk going? for a second. Uh, I think that was that was me. My bad. Oh, that was oh, Marks. <laughs> Marks's fault. Oh my god. Um, making, every, making sure everything works. Yeah, it works. Just, by the way, we're checking on everything. Um, all right, Phil, we're gonna go. Uh, we got uh, lots more right. to talk to tonight, but please keep us updated on the troll train. Uh, uh, you know, off season. Yeah, he'll be up next week. So call up and uh, see what's cracking. All right, thanks, buddy. All right, see you, see boys. See you. Yeah. Hey, Phil. That's motorsport.com bringing you uh, Filthy Phil Nicoletti. Uh, before we get Eric Pernard on here, Seth's on one. Seth, you there? Seth. All right. Hey, I'm here. Seth, what's up, man? Hey, so I was the dude that called in a while ago uh, trying to come in studio to cut off Dark Side's pony. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, well, I think we want to do it uh, on the road, on a road of some sort, you know? So... I get that. I get wanting to do it at a live show. Yeah. I've never been to a Supercross, so if you guys were going to do it the weekend before, or like the day before a Supercross somewhere, I'm more than willing to travel to do it. Wow. Really dedicated to this yeah. cause of cutting the... But we need a whole hairstyle with Dark Side. We don't just need the, co- the pony cut. Oh, I can do the whole thing. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, well, send me a DM, all right, on Instagram, and uh, maybe we can okay, make this happen. Good. All right. Sounds good, buddy. All right. Thank good. you. Thank you. How do you feel about cutting off Darkside's pony for a dirt bike? 
I felt the guy sounded so just like dead on the inside that whole time when I was listening on the way up here. Really? I just felt bad for him. He just sounded He's like getting a dirt bike. But he just sounded like the the chick thing was bugging him more than you guys I think were giving him credit for. Yeah. And he just sounded fucking out of it. Like I think he needs a like Someone needs to give the fucking guy a hug and then, like, reach around and, like, sniff it while you're hugging him. But, like, but, like I felt bad for him. I was stoked he got a bike. Right. I mean, if I'm him and if money's why I'm down, like, I'll turn around and sell that thing right away for it. Well, yeah, we, we need – I mean, we he's going to have the that? title to it, so he can do yeah. it, but we hope he doesn't doesn't do that. Uh, Jason, what's going on, man? You got a, a YZ450? Yeah, man. It's uh, I think we're teammates, man. Blue crew. Um, Hell, yeah, all the way, baby. Well, congratulations on your purchase. So uh, a few weeks ago, I was listening to you talk about how Yamaha hooked you up with bikes all the time. Uh-huh. Um, I actually work at a dealership, and we bought one from a uh, the auction. And when it showed up, it had a number 762 Works Connection master cylinder cover. And oh, the nice. Clutch. Yeah, I think it might be your bike. It's probably my bike. Yeah, Yamaha takes the bikes that they uh, give out and put them in a loan pool, and they sell them to dealers. So, yeah, you you, you have my old bike. Hell, yeah, man. Um, well, it came through, and I tore it apart to grease it and everything because I wasn't sure, you know, what had been done to it. Oh, nothing much. Uh, Not even washed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. <man. laughs> well, no, it, it has the Mack truck springs, which are appropriate for my weight. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was just wondering who I could contact about the valving because I want to to service all that here uh, this winter. Uh, send me an email using the contact form on uh, pulpamex.com, and I'll forward it you to Chris at Race Tech, and he will dial you in with all the stats for that thing. Fantastic, man! I really appreciate no it. No problem. All right, have fun, man. All right, later. All right, uh, all right. Let's get to Eric Pernard here, but first a question for uh, Bets. Nick, what's going on? What's your question for Bets? So I'm just curious, how does uh, one of the best Supercross racers and and AC and, you know, uh, uh, a super cool baseball player become such good friends? Easy on the super cool. What led to you guys being friends? Uh, Yeah, easy on the super cool. We were both – it was the year that Adam sat out outdoors with his knee. Mm -hmm. uh, And we were both golfing down, like kind of like running around the same courses. And so I hit him up and asked if he wanted to play golf, and we played golf. And then we realized – how did he – so it was all social following. Yeah, so at first. I was uh, I was at the course or something, or I saw he was at a course that I had played up his way, right? Um, and was going back, and then I ended up uh, through the Rays getting us on a golf course that the PGA Tour plays. Yeah, yeah. And so right. invited him out. We played golf, and we realized we kind of go back to California and Florida same times every year. Kept golfing, just like and a then- Kellen, just like a like a stalker fan, just contacting <laughs> his, contacting his former his yeah. favorite rider. There you go. You know, that's yeah. it. Yeah, what? yeah, that's it. Right. But we ended up playing golf a bunch that summer because the only thing, like, we could do everything but our sports. Right. So, like, my elbow, I could I could do everything I wanted, but I couldn't play baseball, and he could do everything but ride a dirt bike, and right. so we just golfed a ton that summer. And I remember, because I'm into baseball, he must have retweeted you or something or, or whatever, and I was like, who is this guy? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I followed you that way. And then were you listening to the show at that point? I think I bought a, I bought a raffle ticket okay. for, like, one of the privateer things, and you saw it or – okay. And, like, you brought it up to Adam, like, hey, your buddy bought a raffle ticket. And then that was yeah, yeah. that okay. was pretty much it. All right. And then I was at Vegas giving you a spat a couple months later, I think, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But, that's, yeah, that's it. Nothing crazy. That's how it worked. Yeah. Well, still pretty cool, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, be cooler if he, uh, you know, had a good year down in the minors, oh, but didn't, didn't really work out. So. Blow, dude. Yeah. Fuck my ass. Yep, that's All right. Me. Uh, thanks, Nick. 
Thank you. Thank you. Uh, coming up on the show here, uh, we still got Aaron Plessinger coming up here. Maybe Adam will make a, uh, a, an appearance as well. Uh, thanks to the folks at Maxima. What's your favorite Maxima product, Kellen? SC1. Everyone says SC1. I know, but it's I. I it's, have the chain guard too, Lou, yep. but uh, I Ugh. think those are the only two that I have with them right now. SC1's pretty amazing. Thanks to the folks at uh, MaximaUSA.com. Pulp20 uh, is the code to save with MaximaUSA. Please check that out. Pulp20 is the code to save at MaximaUSA.com. They got the 927, the number one selling performance two-stroke oil in most markets around the world. They got SC1. They got suspension clean. Their chain guard is fantastic. Mm. Their MPPL is amazing. Their filter uh, grease is amazing, Fil- filter slash linkage grease. So please check out MaximaUSA.com. If you uh, need some lubricants from those guys, and uh, great, great company. And also, uh, OGO, thanks to the OGO guys. Traveling is a pain for sure. Uh, whether you have a 9800, whether you have the backpack, whether you have the rig bag, the folks at OGO will make it happen. And we are going to give one away for this month an OGO uh, rig bag. So thanks to the folks at OGOPowerSports.com. Um,. I don't know how we're going to do that. give that away. Let's figure it out, though. But thanks to the folks at OGO. Uh, traveling is a pain in the ass, but it sure makes it easier when you got an OGO. And OGO brings you our next guest on the show. Uh, this man is a friend of the show. He's been on a, been on a whole bunch. He's uh, a mover and a shaker in the industry. It's Eric Pernard. What's up, Eric? How are you, man? Hey, Stephen again. Good evening. So good to be back. Yeah, thanks for coming <laughs> on. I know we were, we've been trying to come on, and then the different things you've been working on have been postponed and everything else. So, yeah. You know? Yeah, post, postpone is a good word. Uh, you know, cancel is a bad word in my yeah. in, in in my in my uh, in my life right yeah. now. So postpone is good. Yeah. And, uh, and lately, we had uh, the opportunity to postpone the Paris Supercross, but uh, fortunately, it's happening, and we're all very excited about it. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's going to be great to have. Uh, I'm stoked on that. Uh, thanks to the folks at OGO. Do you use OGO when you travel, Eric? By the way. Uh, among among other stuff, nice. yes, good, and, uh, and I haven't been traveling enough, but Ojo is definitely on top of the top of the the, the, the line. Good, good to hear. Um, so. Yeah, let's start with Paris Supercross. This is cool. I, I listen. You moved the race back. You guys moved the race back to uh, Thanksgiving weekend. It's one night only. But as Kellen and I were talking, JT and Betts here, the lineup is really cool. Chad Reed, Cole Seeley, a couple of retired guys that are you know still super fast. Antonio Caroli, Roman Fabra, a couple of top GP riders, and then of course JB and Troll Train, who are Supercross specialists. Uh, I love this lineup. This is really cool. Yes, uh, it, it is kind of a different. It's an old school lineup. We we have a, a lot of uh, older talents, but you know, I mean, uh, in Supercross, old doesn't mean slow, as we've seen in many, many, many years. You know, so uh, super exciting to have lined up all those great guys. Uh, it was uh, it was not easy, and uh, but you know. Uh, it's like uh, if it's not easy, it's not fun for what people are saying. And obviously, motocross is not easy, and we love it. So organizing motocross and supercross race is a challenge. But uh, you know, it's been, it, it was, we didn't feel like it was a challenge four years ago. Now it is. Uh, we had definitely a couple new layers of uh, difficulties. But uh, that said, you know, super pumped about uh, the lineup we have. Great guys, and uh, obviously uh, we're going to try to bring you in as well, Steve, to to be able to report the excitement to your fans. That's the best part of this whole thing, <laughs> a, a trip to Paris. 
Love it. Yeah, and may, maybe I'm still thinking we should give you a spot as the FMX announcer. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, please do. I know we can make it happen. The, the higher you scream, the, lo- the, the louder you scream, the higher they yeah. go, everybody. Uh, no. uh, you, you, need, you need to work with Edgar. Oh, E.T. can't make it. But that would have been kind of an achievement right, to work right. with Edgar Tonteras. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kellen, ask Eric what you were talking about talking to Caroli. Yeah, I had heard a, an interview with Caroli where he had said um, that you, the, the the plan was at least to tone down the track uh, a little bit for the Paris Supercross so that the GP guys aren't met with like a full-blown Supercross track. I don't know if that meant, you know, toning the whoops down or, you know, easier rhythm lanes, but he said similar to SMX Cup, and I'm just curious, like, how close it, it will be to that versus what we've seen in the past with Paris. Yeah, no, it, it, it's definitely not going to be like Anaheim 1, but it will be a real Supercross track. Uh, we're going to tone down the whoops because we all know that uh, the whoops are a liability for the MXGP crowd. And uh, But it's going to be more like rollers. You know, it's not going to be uh, five feet deep where you get in and you never see you again. You know, so it's, uh, it, it, should be, it should be a normal Supercross track with... with you know, easier whoops, and I didn't say easy. I just said easier. Easier, yeah. right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That's uh, that's that's good to hear. And I, I like, yeah, this is a really unique lineup for sure. How come only one night, Eric? What uh, what was the cause of that? Do you think? Uh, it's just a very complicated situation. You know, to be honest with you, it was not really our choice when we decided to move the date. That, uh, forward, you know, and, and postpone the race. Uh, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, the stadium was not waiting with, uh, uh, yeah, with yeah. zero occupancy. So we had to do the race on one day. And uh, the reason we're doing it in the afternoon, it's because the next day there's a major rug- rugby game, which uh-huh. is, you know, the big stuff there. This building was built for rugby, and it's a, it's a super nice sexy building as as you know but uh, the prime purpose is rugby so you know we had to you know when we we asked them to change the date we had to go with what was available so once again beggars can't be choosers and um you know we got uh, we got what was left that's a, that's the yep. reality of of life well I, I like it i'm glad it's happening man for sure and obviously with with everything going on with covid what um what what kind of restrictions did you have to work with with some of these riders that aren't vaxxed? Was that tough to do? Was that a, a tough negotiations? Or how does that work for the uh, the city of Paris and, and doing all of that? Yeah, it's um, you know it's not a conversation I'm personally having with the riders. I'm just asking them if they're vaxxed or not. And at that stage, we have a, we have an exemption from the French Federation to allow professional athletes to come in the country uh, for a purpose. So. You know, the non-vaxxed athletes, which is the big majority, as we all know, yeah. will have to follow up all guidelines, uh, which we hope to be as well as possible. But, uh, you know, I can kind of guess what's going to be, but mm-hmm. I haven't got all the information on the protocol. So I'm not going to say things that I'm not sure of, right. which is not, not my specialty, as, as you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Eric Pinard on the show brought to you by the folks at OGO Power Sports. Uh, please give us a call if you got a question for Eric. 702-586-7857. Kellen Brower and uh, Chris Betts are in studio. Um, I, what are you most looking forward to, Kellen, as, a, as an off-season fan? Uh, and you're going to uh, MXGP here shortly, too. 
But what are you looking forward to at, at Bercy? Like what? What's or Paris? I should say. I, I mean, I think it's just going to be awesome that we get to see GP guys line up against yeah. you know some sort of Supercross contingency and just see how they compete. I know that if the track is toned down a little bit, I think you know it makes a fairer playing field. Mm -hmm. I think because those guys don't practice whoops or rhythm sections or stuff like that. But um, you know, I'm a big fan of MXON as you know. So anytime we get those guys somehow connected together, I think it just makes a lot more exciting atmosphere to just see how they compete against each other. I am looking forward to troll train domination. <laughs> okay. And and then Wygant crying. Crying because his guy JB lost. Yeah. That to me is what I'm looking forward to the most. That's just me. So. And don't forget we have a two fifty class as well. Yeah. Uh, just con just confirmed today with uh with uh, Kyle Peters. Uh Ty Ty Masterpool should be there. Uh we have uh, you know all the, the usual suspects, uh European racers such as Subiras or you know other other good decent riders that all make mains in US. Uh, so the 250 class would be uh, very, very, uh, should be very exciting. You know, yeah, so that's... Yeah. Uh, it always is, you know, and, and freestyle that will that you will announce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get into that. I really, I, at some point, uh, we talked about uh, uh, doing like a a Pulp MX me with a like a like a like a four rider team, and then Motovert with a four rider team, and having like <laughs> the four guys that we that would have been awesome. That would have been great if Pulp MX could have took down Motovert at the at the Paris Supercross. That would have been amazing, Eric. It's never too late. It's never too late. <laughs> we're, we're still a month away, and uh, we, we're cranking away to, to make it a, a real uh, nice show. And, uh, you know, it's it's just, uh, like I said, we, we are so relieved, Xavier and I, for this, uh, this green light, because uh, I think we put more hours in the Paris Supercross oh. this year than we did in the last 10 years. <laughs> you know, and, uh, I bet. And, and uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of issues here. You know, I mean, the, the riders are getting stricter contracts. The team are getting stricter. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, we, need, we need everybody's support to keep going. Because it's uh, it's really uh, surprising to see after all those years and and seeing that we have only one international race left yeah. this year. Yeah. You know that that you know we we really thought it would be easier and everybody would be overly excited. Uh, the riders are, but uh, it's not easy for everybody to accept that concept sometimes. So okay. so we need we need to put a lot of effort in that, and uh, that will be uh, started. To do this race, would be working on the next one as always. Right, uh, you know, guys talk about the the riders' purses not being big enough and this and that, and they ride in some cases. And a guy like yourself and Xavier, and through Geneva, through uh, Genoa, through Paris, you guys have paid out millions of dollars to riders. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, let's keep these things going for these guys. You know, absolutely. I mean, it's it's important. I mean, you know, look at this off season we have. You know, I mean, we had off season where where every two weeks we were going racing. You know, it was going from Montreal to straight Fism to Montreal to Bulgaria to Paris to Geneva and Australia. Yeah. Here we have yeah. race left. And, and I cannot tell you how, how sad it is to have only one race, you know, because it's uh, it's just, you know, so much so much excitement and income that is gone away from the riders and uh you know um, 
I feel like it's uh, you know it's millions, millions of dollars yeah. that they, 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 that are not on the table for them. And uh, we all know some are lucky to make those millions, but uh, a lot of riders, you know, as our you know JB10, they've made really good living racing, you mm-hmm. know, in, in, on foreign land. So it's uh, you know hopefully we can turn things around for the future. But uh, it's definitely uh, been challenged with this COVID crisis. Do you anticipate Geneva coming back in 2022? Uh, I am hoping yeah. it's coming back. You know, it's, uh, I think, you know, having Paris this year is going to help. Yeah. Uh, and then we need to see how we can make it work. But, uh, you know, we, we had, uh, we had a lot of our sponsors pulling away, you know, due to COVID yeah. fears and protocol. So hopefully they can be back on board uh, rather sooner than later. Hey, Eric, I'm a little curious, maybe not just this year specifically, because I'm sure it's, it's been a lot of hoops to jump through, but um, as much as you can tell us, how is the process for you guys uh, to select who you want to you know, invite to this event or, or who reaches out to you? Is, is it them reaching out first? Is it you guys reaching out first? And do you kind of just ask anybody and everybody that wants to come? Or is it, you know, you guys target certain people sometimes? It's, uh, it's a very good question, and it's a little bit of both. We uh, we have uh, riders that call us every week, you know, from the beginning of the season till the end, <laughs> and we we have the, the top five guys that uh, we we usually usually contact, you know, and and it's very difficult process because you need to get the green light from the the manufacturers, the team manager. I mean, it's really. Uh, I mean, first you need to know if the rider is interested, and then you need to go and talk with all the the you know the surrounding and uh sometimes it's a trainer you know derail yeah. the project sometimes it's the mechanic you know sometimes it's uh, the team manager and we have uh, we have manufa- manufacturers that told told us right away or telling us right away that they don't want to be part of it and you know what it's okay it, it, it's okay because at least we know, you know, if you if you're racing a green bike, it's going to be very difficult for you to do yeah. international race because Kawasaki, to name them, is not very much in support of uh, international races. And but at least it's clear, you know, the, the difficult situation is when things change, mm-hmm. you know, and it's uh, this year has been. Uh, a lot of uh, changes and, and and few disappointment, of course, as as you well know. Um, yeah, looking forward to uh, to seeing the, the full calendar coming back for sure. I don't know. I suggested Logan Carnow. They're looking for a 250 guy. Carnow has got top tens. I don't know what's going on with some of these teams, Eric, that they don't want Carnow. He's, he's our guy. So if something if something opens up, Carnow is ready. Eric, he is ready. So let me know. Trust me. I've been, I've been working on that as well. Uh, all right. Fantastic. Hey, so you're, you are an interest. You're the most, maybe the most interesting man in motocross. Uh, you've always got something going on. Uh, you're in Florida. You're in Moab. You're a Red Bull Rampage. You're working on Paris. You got Enduro Cross. What have you been doing, Eric, lately, besides on the phone 24 uh, 7? Yeah, I mean, the last two months have, have been very interesting, you know, on, on, on the pace level, and we finally get a race, and we're going to race, and it's going to be super exciting. Uh, I've been. Uh, no, no punch intend, intended, but I've been putting my my fingers in uh, the the electric world. Uh, as you know, I was uh, a very big fan of uh, the Alta project. Mm-hmm. I was an advisor to the brand. You know, very involved in getting Josh Hill to race uh, an Alta at Straight Rhythm. 
been spending a lot of time with FIM, kind of uh, helping them maybe launch an electric bike series. Mm. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of things. I'm under an NDA. I mean, I'm, I'm under several NDAs, so I'm not going to say too much because I don't want lawyers to wake me up tomorrow morning. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's uh, definitely, uh, definitely, I do believe in the electrical aspect of motocross, of off-road racing. Uh, yesterday, I was with my son, Alec, uh, riding uh, Altas and electric motion at my track in Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, we couldn't we couldn't remove the smile we had on our face. It's kind of like, yeah. man, it's awesome. You know, it's just, and you know, you've been, you've been testing those bikes. They yeah, they're great. Issues, they're great. And, and it's, and, and the future is looking bright. There's a lot of project going on. You know, getting involved with FIM on 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 those projects gave me uh, exposure to a lot of um, brands that actually are working on you know decent electric bike. And uh, I would say within a couple of years we will have a, we will have a options. You know, four stroke, two stroke electric. Uh, the bottom line is we have to keep on riding. You know, and I don't, I don't care personally if it's on either. It's just as long as we ride, we're happy. And uh, I'm not going to be, oh, if I don't ride the two-stroke, I'm not going to ride because I think riding is bigger than, than the, the cycle or the mode of propulsion. Personally, right. you know, that's, that's, that's my opinion. So that's, that's what I've been doing and, you know, always trying to keep things alive. I haven't been very successful the last 12 months. Um, <laughs> What uh, what's your what's your take? Sorry, to interrupt you. What's your take, Eric, on uh, the Feld guys uh, breaking away from the FIM people? Something a move that is a long time coming, in my opinion, and I'm I'm happy they're away from that. And then the FIM put out something looking for a partner for for a Supercross series not long after that. And 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 obviously you have friends at Feld, you have friends at the FIM. <laughs> but what do you make of that? I, I think it's a great thing. I don't think the the Supercross series in America needs the FIM at all. But where do you stand on that? Uh, the person that got me in the hot water right away, so I didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> that was I knew I knew that would be uh, leading to some complication in my life. Yeah, they, yeah. That, 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 that it's like the divorce you don't want to see, you know. So that that definitely created some created some challenges for me as far as uh, where to put myself. But I think everything is clear now, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I I liked. The establishment of having the FIM, you know, being part of Feld for keeping the world solid and not having too many ideas floating around and series that could be started and did not start or whatever. Uh, so I, I was I was trying to push the two party to stay married. Uh, I yep. think I was I was one zero to too much on what they uh, they wanted you know there was uh, definitely a, a lot of uh, expectation on either side and um, you know that led to a divorce yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I, I don't think American Supercross is going to suffer. Um, it's going to make a lot of things more complicated for me to realize that starting next year, all international races, every every rider is going to need to get an FIM license mm-hmm. instead of having one at the beginning of the season, yeah. which is another layer of complication for us. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's true. You know, se- selfishly. Selfishly, I'm not excited about the, the divorce between FIM and uh, yeah, and yeah. and, uh, and Feld. But 
you know, uh, I see your point. Uh, I see, uh, I don't think there was much value for the fans. Uh, se- selfishly, where I am, it, it's going to make my life more complicated, most likely. But, you know, that's that's just the way it is. Right, right. With that FIM... Good question. I was expecting this one. Yeah. Okay, good, good. <laughs> With the FIM, though, looking for uh, a promoter, though, that, that they wanted to run a World Supercross Championship, did you uh, entertain an idea of trying to throw something together? Did you hear of anybody that, that was trying to put, put a proposal together to uh, submit to the FIM for that? Because I haven't heard anything. I, I cannot tell. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, okay. I cannot tell. But uh, there's plenty of great promoters... There's plenty of people that could do the job, uh, but, you know, the politics of racing are so heavy and and getting heavier by Mm -hmm. the year that I think the issue is there. I mean, finding a promoter in a world that is willing to put five, ten races a year, it's, it's not the issue. It's finding the freaking genius that can put the teams into being part of it yeah and that that is way above my pay grade <laughs> <laughs> well if you can't do it uh, i don't know who can eric everybody likes you as we've covered uh, you know uh, yeah but you know being like is not a job definition no it's you good know point, good it's, point. Uh, uh, at some point you have to be able to sit down with ktm group the honda group the yamaha group and 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 count on them to be part of it and that is that is what is uh I mean, scary. Without, yeah. with, there is no other word. I mean, honestly, I uh, I'm, I would be willing to take that chance, but it's kind of like doing a triple backflip. You know the chances of landing it are very slim. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> Once again, I bring it to freestyle because I need yeah, to yeah. train. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm a big freestyle guy. I'm, I'm big. Uh, also, by the way, thank you for the uh, doing the uh, Re-Raceables podcast on the U.S. Open, and, and people should check out the story. The complete story of Eric Pernard starting in the U.S. Open and uh, and all the, the stuff that came with that. I got good reviews from that thing, Eric, so I'm glad you uh, took the time to do it. Yeah, it was awesome. You guys did a great job. Like I tell everybody, it's uh, 99.9% accurate, which is really good in in the world of fake news, right? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know what? That's the first time I've been called really accurate, so that's really good, too. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate the time for sure. Uh, I think people really, really enjoy it. So, um, all right, Eric, uh, thanks for the time, man. I appreciate it. anything else for Eric, hey. uh, Kellen? Or? I'm, I'm nope. good. Okay. No problem. Um, I'm all used, guys, if you have any more questions. But uh, otherwise, you know, it's it's late on the East Coast. And, yeah. uh, you know, let's, uh, to, let's get you back to, in studio. I'm sure I've got a couple more contracts to sign before going to bed. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> uh, let's get you in studio at some point. Anytime, let me know when you're coming through Vegas. I promise so. you I'll be back. I'm, awesome. You have no idea how much I missed, but... Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's difficult to, you know, it's the way it's the way it was, and uh, I appreciate the hospitality all the time. All right. Awesome, Eric. Thank you, man. Okay, guys. Thanks. Have a great evening. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That's Eric Pernard, everybody, brought to you by OGO Power Sports. And, and it is. It's a really cool lineup of riders for this thing. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun to just see. Uh, it's just going to be fun to see Cairoli try Supercross again because it's been yeah. over a decade since he even tried. When so. did he go to Bercy last time? I think it was like 10 or was it really? 09 okay. maybe. Yeah, I was so, at, yeah, I was there and it was funny like he was fast and looked good and then like just like he like he would just be a tick off of the American guys and by the end he was you know uh, a couple lanes behind. Yeah. It, it was really close but obviously when you're you know 
four off, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.4. Adds up. It adds up at the end of the race. So it was interesting to see how, how close he was at times to it. Uh, let's go to um, Clayton's on four. He's got a weege question. Mm. Clayton, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Clayton? So I'm a little concerned that we're going to lose Weege here. Um, how do you? How so? How are we going to lose him? Well, remember at Southwick when he was getting shit on for uh, watching Ferrandis go around the track with smoke coming out of his bike? Yeah. And uh, the the issue was at the time that they couldn't watch two battles at the same time. Yeah. But at the very the very last race, they were able to watch. Justin Cooper in the lead, and they were getting jet runs coming up through the pack. Because we had a, we had a drone. drone. Yeah, so, we had a drone, right. Yeah, so he made it happen. Where are you going with this, Clayton? Yeah. So I, think that's, <laughs> I think that's awesome. I think he, he uh, didn't get any credit for it, and he went over there to Rome. He got wine-dined in 69. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just afraid that we, we might lose him here in silly season. I don't think so. At one point, at one point, Weege was going to be a big NASCAR guy, but that that's not happening. And who else would hire that guy for anything? <laughs> I mean, apparently a lot of series. <laughs> he's cheap. He's cheap. He's he is cheap. cheap. Yeah. yeah, he works. He cheap. could be my accountant. Yeah, yeah. He he. That's true. Uh, Clayton, um, you got a bike? All right, Clayton. I uh, you there? Um, I, hey, Clayton. Yeah, what, I what, lost you for a second. What, you got a bike? <laughs> yeah, I do. I got a, I got a couple bikes. Do you want an OGO gear bag? Oh hell yeah! What's yeah. wrong, Bets? Nothing. What? Nothing. What's what, what? Nothing. You don't want me to give Clayton anything? No, 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 no. That's not it. Oh, you want the OGO bag? I thought I, I was going home with it. I got a question. <laughs> <riveting>. <laughs> we'll get you a bag. Okay, we'll get you a bag. I'll put my gear in it. Okay. Yeah, Clayton. I got a question for Bets too. Okay, go ahead. Let it rip. So, Chris, what what's your uh, prediction on AC this year? And uh, is there going to be another debate between you and uh, Eli Tomac, Superfan Dylan? I'm just waiting for Dylan to pick up the phone, and then I think I think Adam's going to win everything, win it all, like every race, every or? qualifying heat race, main. Oh, we're good. Okay, yeah. jeez, he was winning every qualifying. He, he was a little he bit is. there. Yeah, he <laughs> was. Um, and then so uh, um, so undefeated the whole year. Yeah, but okay. realistically, like I think I think he can win half the races and walk away with it. That's a that's a very down to earth projection for me. <laughs> down to earth. It yeah. is, yeah, it is. Uh, all right, Clayton, stay on the line. All right, you win the OGO Power Sport bag. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Right. I've been watching the um, the re raceables too, and they're awesome. So I appreciate. Oh, it. good. Thanks. Thanks for that, man. All right, stay on hold. Thanks to the OGO Power Sports guys for doing that. Uh, update from Dylan. He's uh, going to try to call later. Oh, the guy okay. didn't even ask a question, and you gave him way back. He did ask a question. He asked if we were going to lose Weech. You know what? You know while. why? You know why I gave him the question? Though? You know why? <laughs> to, to get him off phone? No, no, no. He was on hold for a long time. <sighs> he was on hold for a very He's, long. But time. when you're on hold, you're still listening to the show. You give people on hold too much credit. Like the show is still going on speaker. You're not on hold to an elevator fucking tone. You're on hold <laughs> listening to it on your phone. On like, have you ever been on hold for your show? No, I think so. It, there's no tone. Yeah. You just hear you. Yeah. So he, you give people who are on hold way too much credit. They're just, they're just listening to the show. Kellen Brower brought to you by Scotia Industries, innovators of award-winning consumer technology, power sports, car audio products, and accessories celebrating over 40 years in the business. 
The folks at Skosh get a 20% discount. Pulp 2021 is the code to say. Pulp 2021 at Skosh, S-C-O-S-C-H-E. Skosh.com to unlock your discount on accessories for life. I've got a base mount charging system yeah. here. Put your phone on there. Charge it up. Uh, and uh, so thanks to the folks at Skosh uh, for the co- chargers, phone mounts, cables, power sports, clamps, mounts, and more. Skosh bringing you Callan Brower from Start Your Systems right slash on. Racer X. Yeah. How is the Start Your System stuff going? Do you know anything about that? Yeah, it's his video game broadcasting. Yeah, but did you, you know? Yeah, that, you oh. shit on it all the time. MX Simulator. <laughs> I don't think he runs I, series. I don't think I he, shit on it. He broadcasts. Do I it. shit on it? Yeah, you've you've made some comments. Like like when you his little video game army, you'd like make some sly remarks. Well, he's got, you did he, say Kellen Nation was yeah, kinda got, hot. He's got Kellen Nation, yeah. like, he's got like oh God, here we go again with Kellen's Nation. Like that. Okay, all right. I mean, I know the territory. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know about it. So it's here I awesome. am asking him, uh, yeah. how start your systems going? Uh, uh, it's it's going well. Uh, trying to pick things back up a little bit. I took a lot of the like outdoors off because I was traveling a lot more with Racer X. So, um, yeah, it's it's good. It's you know we're I think we're almost at ninety thousand subs on YouTube now. So we're we're cruising along. Uh, taking your calls over there, holding things down. Coming in at six thirty. The no. tits legendary tits. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> and I have no excuse. <laughs> I have nothing to say in my defense other than when you text me asking if I was coming, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like I'm late. And then I realized, oh, shoot. Like the show's you been at five. Yeah. No, the I, show's been at five for, you know. Yep. I always think the show gets over really late. And Are you okay back there? Like Maybe it's like COVID fog or something like that. I don't know. I don't, didn't actually have COVID for a long time. Unbelievable. No, I, I got no excuse. I really didn't. I, That's your guy, Marks. Yep. That's your guy. I mean, the worst part is, is he makes that joke all the time. He does. All the time. When he's not here on time, he's like, oh, he's is the show starts. a little bit late. You know? text him in and he's like, oh, shoot. Is this? Yeah. And then he shows up. And then this time, no, he sends a screenshot of his Google Maps location. Like, no, I'm <laughs> Really not coming. No, I, I I got nothing for you. I really don't. Other than I'm not routinely late, and I rarely am even close to that. But uh, I was listening before anyway. All right. So I'm sorry. Welcome to the Uh, show, tits. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Tonight's for free, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> I've been there. That panic is not a fun fucking place <laughs> I, no. to be. There's, I don't think I've ever done that. I, like, something I, like that. Like I, I had a pitching coach walk up to the clubhouse and be like you playing tonight and usually saturday games start like 45 minutes earlier 30 minutes okay. earlier and i just i don't know what day of the week it is during the <laughs> season it's if there's a day game it's usually a sunday and game was at six instead of seven and it was about 5 40 and the pitcher was warming up to the pitching coach <laughs> the and pitch- i was just sitting there <laughs> sitting there at my locker on my phone oh, like oh, i'm about to go warm man. up man yeah, Jesus. but I don't, I want nothing. But to this where is he just this was. is like showing up in like the fourth inning. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, you know, I mean, I, I'm usually out there forty minutes before first pitch. Okay. okay. First pitch was ten minutes away by the time I got dressed. The ump's like, "Hey, welcome." I mean, I was <laughs> I was in like a dry fit tights, jock strap. That's it at yeah, the locker. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> uh, well, tits, thanks for coming in and making it. We really appreciate the show. Sure, we'll get better with you here. So. um all right, uh, I think we are gonna get Adam Cincerlo on. So when oh, we get lovely. him on, this is just this is just your interview with him. I don't see this. That's is, no. I, I I talked. We were we golfed all day yesterday. I know. So we talked about this before the show. So can I think I should get some time off, and you can conduct the interview with Adam Cincerlo. Maybe Kellen can can 
Kellen can I'll do jump it. in a little bit. We're we're literally like we're adult friends. I think everyone like I told you, yeah. and everyone thinks that we just we don't part they just gay. think that we just sit there and we just burn the house down every time we're together. It's like we can fuck we, my ass. Yeah, that's me. We can we can go out to dinner and just uh-huh. have a normal not like Okay, well. You better have some questions ready for him. Check out no. my cock, dude. No. I talked to him yesterday. Okay, I'm well, good. I, I well, look Bring forward. up what you talked about yesterday, then. Let's hear it. <sighs> I can't. Let's just... Okay. No, yeah, we're good. I can't. And we're only but two... Bring them on. Are we only two claws down? Tight, oh, tight shit. program. We got to get more claws. I'll get more claws. I'm, ain't no I'm laws, done with dude. my second. That's my first. Uh, Vertex <laughs> Pistons. Uh, thank you to Vertex Pistons. Two-stroke and four-stroke uh, Pistons bet. Bets for uh, all sorts of motorcycles. Did you know the Husqvarna, KTM, and Gas Gas come stock, the two strokes, with a Vertex engine uh, from the factory? No. Did no. you know that 65 years ago they were founded in a workshop in northern Italy? No. What part of Italy? What city? Northern Italy. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, that's all I need. Trentino? That's all you need to say is northern Italy. And then someone gets the general drift. They don't need to go like, oh, it's uh, uh, Macarella. You know, like nobody knows like where Macarella is. You know what I mean? So... Just Northern Italy works, right? Yeah. I Thank guess. you. I, all right. Once again, yep, I win my argument against JT. <laughs> sales at, He's going to call back. Sales at PivotalWorks.com if you want a two-stroke or a four-stroke piston from the folks at Vertex. Uh, again, thank you to the guys at uh, Vertex Sales at PivotalWorks.com. Email them. Tell them you listen to Pulp. Tell them Chris Betts sent you, and you will get a discount on a, a, a piston no matter what brand of bike you ride when it's time to rebuild your top end. Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. Uh, let's get uh, our next guest on the phone. This man is the owner of the Hoosier Arena Cross Series. Uh, they've got a big deal they announced today with their series. It is 18 round arena cross series looking forward to getting to know jay reynolds a little bit and talking to him more welcome jay what's going on man man i'm telling you it has been a big day around here it is a big day absolutely so press release comes <laughs> out uh who's your yep. we know about the who's your arena cross series it's been around for a little bit but uh yep. 18 rounds starting next month fs1 ralph shaheen and jeff ma Kristen beat congratulations jay good for you guys yeah, been working hard at it. Uh, it's all it all came together here just recently, and uh, we're looking forward to huge things. Just a progression of what we've been doing every year, just progressing more and more. Uh, we and, call it yeah, yeah we, and we we call it making arena cross great again. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, that we need it. We need a series, and I know there's a there's a kicker series as well. But we need a place where these guys can go, make some money, put on a show, have some good racing. When Feld folded up the old Mike Kidd series, we, we have a void there. And, and it sounds like who's your guys uh, want to help you fill that and get, make this thing uh, great again. Hey, just to your point right there about making money, every year we've brought in more. We've brought in, we've expanded the purse as much as we can. If we can come across anybody out there that wants to sponsor, you know that's what we're in the great we're in the great sponsor hunt for this next three years, and uh, that's what we're looking at as a three year deal um, to bring this thing up. Where like what you just said, some of these riders can come and uh, and really make a living. That's one of the things that we're in the pro class. So right now we're it's, we've got a purse. It's up to about ten thousand dollars a weekend on TV on the TV show on the TV weekends. And uh, we're really looking to push that. And that's our next step. That's our next progressive step in the next two years. So how do you get FS1 involved? How does that work? What Do you go to them? Do they come to you? How, talk about the, getting that deal for you guys. Uh, that started back whenever uh, whenever uh, uh, Feld um, dropped out, mm-hmm. and I had a phone call. But at that time, I had bought the uh, – I had spent all my money, I guess, or any money that was there uh, on the uh, – the, uh, the, sorry, the – 
come on, the Arena Cross Tour. Okay. My friends in Canada, yep. right? Yep. And I had bought uh, Justin Thompson out um, right then. And then right after I did that, then I call, Then they called me. And uh, it costs money, right, to, to, to do it and uh, for production. Production is your big cost. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so didn't take that deal at the time. Didn't feel I could do it. And, uh, and it came back around this year. And um, you and uh, felt that I needed to take the chance and make the leap and do it. Nice, yeah, that definitely. Like Ralph Shaheen, Jeff Ma, Kristen Beat, they're fantastic, and uh, I'm sure the the show will be great. Looking forward to uh, uh, giving these riders some some press. November fifth and sixth in Kansas, you end up in uh, Mississippi, I believe, uh, and adult, two races a weekend, right? Yeah, absolutely. Friday and Saturday nights, we do an amateur and pro show. We run uh, 800. One of the cool things that's been able to allow us to grow is we usually average about 800 entries a weekend. Um, So that's pretty substantial. We've got the same crew we've had for 10 years. They work fantastic. We use everybody runs full transponders, my laps transponders, everybody that the whole program does the both the amateurs and the pros and um so two two separate days of racing um the night shows is a full pro program um we've always got a pro level freestyle show for entertainment and uh, with pro autograph sessions the whole nine yards we uh, run the stacy kids race before the before the show starts uh, everybody loves that and uh, we just keep on kicking it and building it up. Nice. Who's your arenacross.com for more information? Go ahead, Kellen. Yeah, hey, Jay. Um, you know, first off, yeah. congratulations on, you know, signing this deal with, with FS1. It's it's obviously huge for the, the series. I'm kind of curious because you mentioned being at it for a while and, and you know, tr- adding more to the purse and getting more riders involved in the series and stuff like that. Um, what do you look at as, like, sort of your overall goal for the pro classes in your series? Do you you want it to be like a feeder series for Supercross? Or are you happy with it being like it's almost like standalone series where these guys can come and actually make a decent living? Uh, you know, in the beginning, and I think that the goal is still the same. I see it as a launching point for uh, – I've always saw it as a launching point for younger riders. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a kid, uh, Ty, Lube, Ty Lube team rider named Isaiah Clark. He's been doing some outdoor nationals and trying his hand at Supercross, but he's – and um, he's, he's a kid, Brandon Walder, some of the, some of these kids that are coming up. Uh, and so it's a feeder, like you said, it's a feeder series. And then on the reverse side, it can be a landing point um, for other guys, um, guys that frequent our tour like this year. Uh, we'll see Michael Lessie at the tour. And so you see it as a place where they can, guys can kind of come back and make some money out also. So, yes, I see both. Nice. Uh, yeah, so Mike, so what are some of the guys coming in? Mike Alessi's one of them. Uh, it looks like Chase Marquier is one of them. Um, Kevin Morans will be at some, I imagine. Yeah. So Yeah, absolutely. I've got a whole laundry list here, you know, of everybody. But we do. We've got some up-and-comers like Brock Lassiter. He rides for Redline. Um, our ty- uh, our two-time champ, uh, he's a Hoosier tire uh, rider, is Michael Hicks. Um, and then you've got Kyle Bitterman will be there um, at at some of the rounds. Kyle Peters and Colin Park, you know, um, some of the top AMA guys. They're going to be they'll be that, there this year. That'll be good because you'll have the Peters versus your current series Hicks, right? That'll be a, a, a showdown. It, it will be really really cool to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> and you throw in you throw in Kevin Morantz, who's cut his teeth in my series. 
Um, and the 800? He knows the track. And the 800? Oh, and the, the Michael Essie? Yeah, absolutely. You put that together. I was adding these guys up. We only put 13, ga- 13 or 14 guys on the gate. There's some really good guys that aren't going to make the cut on a certain night. Uh, 100% chance, Jay, that Michael Essie's involved in something. Uh, 100% chance. <laughs> like, like, and I don't, I don't even mean from Mike being it on purpose. Just something, something will happen, Jay. Got it. Got it. <laughs> noted. Check. Noted. It's noted. Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're used to that a little bit. So you've been doing this for a little while. What's what? Uh, you know, when you go through the series of any series, whether it's the Hoosier one or or, or the Monster Energy Supercross series or the Lucas Oil Pro Mash, there's always one or two events that stand out for uh, crowd participation, uh, crowd spectator numbers, uh, sure. a better a better track. What yeah. are some of your rounds that you know that stand out? Well, Topeka to start off with is amazing because of just the whole complex. Okay. Um, the pits uh, are huge, so all most of our pits at most of our events are like mini Supercross mm-hmm. pits. Um, the, the, they're very large. They're, most of them are indoors. So anyway, Topeka has this amazing attached hotel. It's a four-star hotel. Um, you've got the pits. You've got a super nice track, um, and then you've got the Evil Knievel Museum that's on the same complex. Oh wow. Yeah, I like so that. It's in a Harley Davidson. It's in a Harley Davidson uh, shop and everything, and it's the real deal. So Topeka's one. Um, there's one that's not. Uh, the Council Bluffs one has turned into a real amazing ground. Last year, I think we hit an all-time arena cross high. We hit 1,200 entries on New Year's Eve weekend. Um, it was crazy, absolutely crazy, and the and the facility is top notch. But Kansas City is one of the ones, uh, and it's at the at Hale Arena, and it has a massive pit area. I mean, kids are in there running their running their uh, their scooters and everything around, just playing inside while it's literally snowing outside, you know. And uh, track the track size is really really large, and we always sell out Kansas City. Nice. We've got a new one on the the new one that's on the on the uh, on the slate is Moline, Illinois. That's real close to Chicago. And it's at the Tax Slayer Center. Uh, that place looks really, really, really nice. A top-notch indoor pits. Um, I bet we sell that place out too. So we're looking forward to a lot of really cool, uh, cool venues. Where is uh, where's Claremore? What does that buy? Cl- Claremore. Now Claremore's so interesting. Claremore is one of my longest-running buildings. I can make it to that uh, one. Maybe. Co- maybe I can make it to that it, one. It, Jay. Claire, Claremore has the best dirt. And the best arena floor we can. It is actually uh, a dirt floor, and we actually we create we have a pro lane in it. We have actually five lanes of of track, so we can put the tra- we can put the start sideways on the end, mm-hmm. so we can get five lanes of track in, and it's just up to our. Where- so we can build some of the lanes bigger um, for the for the pros, and some of them smaller for the amateurs. Where do I so fly into we- for that, Jay? Where, where do I fly into Tulsa? Tulsa. It's, okay. It's, it's okay. a suburb of Tulsa. All yeah. right. So Jay Reynolds on the show. Maybe I'll maybe I can make that one. I don't. I'd like to go to one of these. Maybe it'd be kind of fun to cover it. Jay, do you need any halftime uh, acts at all? <laughs> do you need uh, any intermission acts? Because our buddy Chris Betts here in studio. He's a professional yep. baseball player drafted in the second round by the Tampa Bay Rays, and he's a huge moto guy. So we could either have a couple things for him. 
So he's always does he stand there with the bat. Does he put the nose on the bat on his uh, put his nose on the bat and run in a circle until he falls down? Oh, well, we can maybe do that. <laughs> Bats, can we, is that something oh, you're interested in? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think what I'd like to see you could do is bets. Uh, we could get some baseballs or some sort of ball, right? And yep. inside the ball, we put um, a golden ticket or some sort of ticket. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And then that's that's uh, I don't know a, a t-shirt or uh, I don't know some sort of prize. <laughs> okay. And you, whatever, sure. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. And then you take these balls. I don't know, fifty of them, a hundred of them. Fifty. I have had, I've had two elbow surgeries. That's a lot of throws. No, no, no. <laughs> you're, you're hitting them into the stands. Oh, okay. You're, you're throwing them up. You're doing BP. So I'm hitting screamers at people. With gold. I, well, they're not Steve. that hard. I hit so, 150 no. this year, so. No, they, they won't be screamers. The, the okay. ball will be. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, this yeah. is arena cross. The fans are not yeah. like way No, the ball away. will be like a wiffle ball. <laughs> okay. Like a wiffle ball. Right. So it's not going to hurt anybody. Jay's oh, not going to okay. get sued. I was going to say, who's paying the injury? Yeah, right. No, Jay, exactly. Jay won't get sued. <laughs> right. And then bet. So then you do that. And whoever whoever gets the ball. With the wiffle, with the ticket inside, that's the winner. Tulsa is a minor league baseball town, too. See? I think, right? Dodgers? Absolutely. It's a big baseball town, yeah. actually. Yeah. Well, well, Jay, so yeah. keep that in mind. Chris is... Bring him, bring him on. Okay. Bring him on. All right. Absolutely. He's in. He's uh, in. I actually have a question, can... too. Oh, you got a, yeah. you got a serious a legit, question? Yeah, okay. a shocking one. Um, <laughs> so, like, as Steve mentioned, I'm uh, in minor leagues, and what the major leagues did this year, what MLB did was they tried a bunch of experimental rule changes uh, uh-huh. kind of throughout the minor leagues, and all different levels of kind of impacts on the game. So I was just wondering if someone at Supercross reached out to you and they were thinking of doing something, whether it's like the schematics of the race or format or something, but they wanted to test run it first, would you do something like that for them? Or or have they reached out before to Arena Cross Series to do stuff like that? I'd be interested. We're always doing interesting things. For example, uh, we have a Pro Dash for Cash. And we invert and we invert it. So we take the top ten ten time sorry, the top seven timed in qualifiers from, from the qualifying in the afternoon of the pros and we invert them mm. like you would do a, a red flag start. Three laps. That's cool. I like and, it. Uh, so yeah. we so yeah, so we're doing stuff like that all the time. Yeah, because for us in the mar- and like I think you see you're gonna see in the major leagues when some of the rule changes start happening that we've already played with in the minor leagues the fans are going to complain like they do, yeah. especially in this sport. Right. But they adapt a lot quicker because us as players have also bought in, so you hear a lot less feedback mm-hmm. or negative feedback uh, what from, a, from the athletes about it. So, What about a mascot? Why, do, why, is it, why doesn't Supercross or Arena Cross have a mascot? How does, how does one series <laughs> no. have a mascot? Well, just we kind of we, we do. Okay. Okay. So we have, we have Who's Your Daddy? Oh, oh wow! Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. we're talking. So he's he's he's, we'll he's, a, he's a racing clown. <laughs> okay, he's, and, oh, uh, okay. does some does some does kind of some crazy stuff. So we've got yeah, we've got oh. who's your daddy? Sometimes he comes out as Nitro Ned. Just depends on how he's feeling. Oh, okay, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> alter yeah. ego. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, uh, it is. It's kind of two 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 ego. Yeah, two things going out there. That's a shout out for uh, Irish. Nice uh, from from Who's Your Tire there. Um, Jay, hey, I do have one thing okay, I yeah, want to make sure I get to, yeah. and it was in the press release. I think it's real important. So on the yep. FS1 broadcast, FS1 and FS2 broadcast, uh, we got together with the producer. This is a Kristen Beat shout-out, okay, for one of her ideas, and, and probably mine too, but I'll give it to Kristen Beat. We wanted to feature some amateur racing on FS1 and FS2, which would be a first. Oh yeah. That's so nice. what, so so does that sound like a good idea? Do you think that there's interest? I like it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Up. Anything amateurs right now is a big deal and and people want to show up, you know what I mean? So yeah, absolutely. 
So the second part of that is is who what is what is the crowd always like whenever they're seeing pro and amateur together in arena cross or even supercross? They like the kids. Yes. I was going to say disaster. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So right, so they love to see the kids. So we decided on the 65 open class and we have got some heavy hitters. So we're going to take the, the main event of the 65 open class and feature it in every single broadcast. Nice. I like wow. it. I like I just to hear Along Ralph and with throw the call the action. So you're going to so yeah, so you're going to tune in on every Sunday between January and March, okay? Every Sunday between 10 between 11 and 12 on Sunday after on Sunday morning and you're going to see Jeff Emig and you're going to see Ralph Shaheen and they're going to be announcing all they're going to be announcing the races going through the normal thing and then you're also going to see the 65 open class. And then on the right after that on Monday night or Tuesday night it's either one around five to seven o'clock, you're going to see FS2. And that's for 10 weeks, all the way through the heart of Supercross. I like we'll it. Be on, we'll be running, and those kids will be featured on there. I like it. It's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Really really good to hear. Um, obviously, there's a kicker series too, Jay. Are you friendly with them? Do you guys talk about dates? Do you guys uh, work together? Yeah, okay. So it's not... Absolutely. I have nothing but good to say about good, it. Good, good. Um, Another question for you. So I, I I was talking to you a week ago or so about this, and you said a few teams have reached out about riders. Is that something that you still uh, you want? You have some openings if some teams are looking to get together with some guys to do this series. It's getting closer. Uh, you know, I mean, it's really close. I think some of those are. Start, uh, I'm sure you they could reach out to me, and I could see if they could be. You know, somebody yeah. could be placed. Okay, um, for sure. sure. We're yeah, always okay. interested in that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, listen, if you're a rider and you're listening to this and you want to make some money and race against some great guys, uh, uh, you know, look into who's your who's your com and, and check out the schedule and and everything else. Uh, should be should be stacked. Uh, and yeah, looking forward to Kristen and Fro and Ralph as too. That'll be really cool in FS. Isn't that gonna be amazing? Yeah, that's that's guys. awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Betts. Looking forward to Betts. The Chris Betts halftime. I just want let me do a lap or something. Be cool. You want to do a lap? I'm an, I'm an amateur by definition. I could also do the Sunday thing. Do we? But okay. But your contract provides provides you from. You can get on a 65. Okay. Open right. class. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. That sounds good. Um, you got to be there on Friday or Saturday because our amateurs run both Friday and Saturday. Just so I'll you know, probably be day. there on yeah. Fridays. I got a. I got. Uh, Schedule's booked on Saturdays this winter. <laughs> uh, okay. But I do like the Sunday broadcast because I should be waking up from my hangover from yeah. the party <laughs> from, at the victory right, the right, night before. Right. Yeah. No, I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. Uh, brought Jay, Jay uh, Reynolds brought to you by VertexPistons.com. Email sales at PivotWorks.com. Tell them uh, Pulp Omex sent you. Get a four-stroke or a two-stroke piston and uh, get a deal on it. from Just listen to Pulp. Yeah, I actually had a question about the, the tracks that you guys have because you have to do a balancing act with all the skill levels that you guys um, you know run the races with, with the pros and with the C-class guys and, and then the kids and stuff like yep. that. How difficult is it to create a track that's safe enough for those guys to race uh, but also you know challenging enough or technical enough for the pro guys to feel like they're, they're really getting some uh, work in there? So I've got an amazing track, master track builder. His name's Tracy Freeman. He's okay. from the Kansas City area. He's been with us for, I think, 10 years at least. And he really does that well. Um, yes, you can't. It is a tremendous, it's a really hard balancing act. Um, uh, there's a reason we have 800-plus entries a weekend, because we do keep the amateurs in mind. Um, that's where your bread and butter is, and whenever you get away from that, then you. But 
the tracks are challenging. I mean, the pros, there's passes. There's Every time there's passes through the whoops, a pro will be passing one of the top, other top pros. So they're hard enough. To, the, for example, the whoop section is hard enough that you're, they're just not running through them, you know, just wheelie tapping through them. They're having to, they're having to work through the, through the whoops. The rhythm section, he's gotten really good at creating a 2-2-2 two, two, two or a 3-3 three, a three, three or a 2-3-3, or a three, three, you know, a step on, step off. So that's something that just that the, only the pros can, can actually accomplish and that the amateurs can go through on a 2-2, two, two, you know, on a 2-2-2 two, two, two basis, for example, double-double-double. So, um, and then, um, and then on your catapult jump, uh, a lot of times all you really have to do is you need, you just have to tabletop that landing a little bit, which is, you know, you it's, it takes away the do or die, um, part of it. Um, but it allows the, the amateurs to get to the top, um, whereas the pros can get to the downside. Awesome. So that's that's some of the things yeah, that, yeah, that we that we try to do. It's a delicate Long balance. Long answer to sure. a short question. No, no, you got to figure that out for sure. Uh, you got to make it, yeah, all for all the reasons that you talked about. So, um, all right, Jay. Anything else for Jay? Oh, I'm good. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Congratulations with the series. The big deal. Uh, FS1, FS2, Fro, Ralph, Kristen Beat. Um, good risers. So yeah, looking forward to it, man. Yeah, awesome. Everybody, look at the like I said. Son, um, Go to HoosierArenaCross.com or HoosierArenaCross on any of the social media platforms. We'll start as uh, the schedule will start materializing. And I guarantee you, if you can make it to Topeka, Kansas, you won't be disappointed. It is a party. Nice. Um, uh, in the pits and everything around there. All right. And let me know about the halftime thing. I'll put you in touch with Betts and yeah. you can work that out. I've, not, I've I always wanted to see Topeka. I mean, you just got to get him here. Okay. We well, just got to Beautiful. get him. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'll fly on Steve's jet. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jay, and good luck with everything. Keep in touch, man. All right. Thanks, Steve. All right, Have thank you, guys. Thank you, Jay Reynolds. Uh, yeah, um, you're not sending me to Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> I, I I don't. I'll go to maybe. I'll go, what's the other biggest city on there? Uh, read, read me some of the cities. Kansas, Kansas City, uh, Memphis. I could go to like Mississippi or something. Where's the too, Mississippi one? Uh, Tunica. Nope, never been there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sam's on one. Sam, what's up, man? You got an MC question and a mountain bike question. Um, I had a question about like MC. I guess um, he's so underrated, like as a motocross rider, like widely underrated. And then, I mean, he was 34 after two years off, and he gets fourth in a Supercross. Yeah, on a two-stroke. I mean, yeah. just out of this world. But I didn't know. If, I was in uh, Northwest Arkansas, and there's a big mountain bike network there. I didn't yeah. know if you knew about the yeah, Walmart Benton, family Bentonville. being, being yep. so in. Being so into that, so yep. I was just curious. Uh, yeah, Bentonville. Uh, actually, uh, McGrath's told me a few times I need to go there. So he's, yeah, he's he's been there a few times, and yeah, um, he's he's like you got to go. So my yeah. buddy Gene Newmack told me all about it too. I'm looking forward. I'd like to go out there. Yeah, it's uh, so the Walmart family, uh, who people own Walmart. Oh, okay, they have a little bit of money. Fair fair amount. Yeah, they created <laughs> a a massive bicycle park out in Arkansas. In Arkansas, and it's well, that's where the Walmart's from, yeah. right? Um, so. I don't. How many acres is this, Sam? It's like crazy, right? Uh, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I, w- I wasn't there long enough to uh, right. to enjoy it. it was, Sam, uh, Sam, are you in Northwest Arkansas? No, I'm in Damn. Ohio. Okay, I just went there for work. There's so. a minor league <laughs> team there that's double. I'm trying to get a feel on the free agency. See where we're going. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Um, all right, Sam. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. You are. Thanks. All right, let's do uh, the X Brown Goggle Tear Off segment, shall we? It's 
the X Brand Tear Off segment. 15 second rapid fire QA. Rapid fire. X Brand goggles, a choice of champions everywhere. You know who wears X Brand? Freddie Norn. A lot of people. Josh Strang. Kyle Chisholm. Champions everywhere. Ben LeMay. X Brand everywhere. Surratt. X Brand. Crushing it. I was so mind fucked when I realized that it was EKS, not just. <laughs> just it's both. Right, but it's, yep. it really messed, like, I questioned a lot of things when I saw the EKS on there. This is riveting. Uh, yeah. X-Brand goggles, Pulp Show 21 is the code to save with X-Brand. Uh, please check them out. Great goggles. The Lucid goggle is uh, doing fantastic. Sponsorship is open now for X-Brand as well. Go to their website, check it out, use the code, save some money. And uh, once you get the X-Brands on, you, you win. That's it. That's all you do. You just win. Right on. All right. So these questions are submitted by a Swiss Corps. Are you familiar with him? At all? Yeah. What happened to the other guy? I uh, I think he died. <laughs> but like for real, like he ain't doing anymore. Mm, I was I ready for the whole. Do you know this guy shtick? And then it just caught me off guard right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I know. Let's, let's do this. Do you know what happened to the other guy? No, uh, what other guy? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Steve. Yep. Would the original U.S. Open of Supercross setup work today, or would it be a dud? I don't. So the MGM Grand Garden Arena, where it is, where it was, is a smaller floor than like T-Mobile. So I think you can't go. The four fifties, the two fifties are too damn fast. Go to T-Mobile, have it there, it'll work. But not MGM. Thank you, Chris. Why do so many catchers move into management roles? Uh, you're just responsible for a ton during the game and you're usually in every single meeting from like offense about the opposing pitcher to uh, scouting reports on the other team so I just think it comes down to like you have to kind of know the most about what's going on out there at all times time 19 uh, who's the greatest catcher ever and why is it Benito Santiago it's not Benito Ooh. Santiago and it's probably Benito Ivan Rodriguez or Johnny Bench Piazza, garbage. Posey. Oh my God! Well, wow. with all get time greats, Posey's going to be your there. lack of baseball knowledge is shining That's, through. Right yeah, now. it's yeah. really bad. Okay, I'm Santiago really was good though. Santiago was good. Had a hand cannon, dude. Yeah. Why didn't you say Molina? Uh, there's guys with better offensive numbers. Okay. First so. ballot, Yachty? For sure. Okay. Not unanimous, so not even close. Next. Yeah. Okay. I've been done. These guys <laughs> just keep asking me. This is a preview for later. Yeah. Oh, God. oh, boy. People are stoked. Kellen. Fly it down. How do you think the Astros will cheat this World Series? Oh, that's tired take. I, I don't think they've, they really did anything beyond maybe some stuff in 18, but I don't what? think they were cheating in 19. Excuse me? What? I don't think they were cheating in 19. I'm just going to go back. Well, I don't think they were. Okay, let me rephrase. I don't think they were cheating in 19 the way that people say they were cheating in 19. I promise you they were. The exact way that people are saying it? Camera from center field, relaying signs no, no, on no, plate no. to guys who wanted it. With a buzzer? No, with the trash can. But that's what they're saying No, not is what was going on. They said from 17 to 19, I get that the trash can thing was going on. I'm saying that people were talking about the buzzers, and they're talking about... That got proven false, though. I know, but that's what I'm Hold saying. Hold on. So, you, like, you all think, that did, stuff. did the Altuve buzzer yeah. for sure get proven false? Yeah. Not a buzzer. You're fine. We're good there. Because, dude, that was so weird. And then they, they said he took his shirt off, and there was no tattoo there? That he was claiming there was a bad tattoo? I mean, let's be real. Like, the guy, like, isn't just a shredded, you know, right. John Carlos Stanton. No. Like, I, 
I'm comfortable with myself. I'd take my shirt off for some money on TV right now, but like, I don't really want my shirt ripped off during the championship series in front of 10 million people. Okay. We got to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying more baseball. Say the baseball. Yeah, Show yeah. the baseball. Talk. All right. Steve, why couldn't a CC reduction rule work? Hashtag save Supercross. It could work. Uh, it would work. I think the, the manufacturer is really fucked up making 450s, but how do you go in and tell all the OEMs, hey, man, we're going to go to 350s now. And so, you know, I know you've been cranking out 450s and now you have to make 350s. So, and I don't trust, like if they sell 450s and all they only race 350s, that, that's not, you can't do that. Why, why is it? Why is this such a topic though? Like, why isn't it a just this is what you got? This is what we race today. Like, is it a our riders like? Because if you were to say to Yamaha, "Hey, we're coming up, we're racing three fifties in 20... Why? Why are people saying four fifties bad? Just too much. Good. Just too much power. Yeah, they're, they're 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 too fast for the indoor stadiums. And they dig up dirt from an like injury no other... standpoint, like pretty much only, or like a quality of racing, quality or... racing, injury, all yeah, of that, okay. all of that. Yeah, yep. what yep. like quality of racing? How genuinely don't because know. you take away all sort of sort of riding ability. You can now jump anything on the four fifty that you want. You mm -hmm. can stop in a corner and still make a jump, carrying momentum, racing somebody, right. making sure you're in the right line. That's all past that now. You can just do whatever you want to do on a four fifty. It doesn't matter. Would changing the tracks affect that, or is it all too far gone? They're too far gone. Okay. You would have to make the jumps 40 feet high. Yeah, fuck you know? that. Yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Chris, how many miles per hour do you guess a torn rotator realistically takes off a fastball? Hashtag never forget 37 miles per hour. Yep. Thank you. This, the public needs to know this. Okay. I have a... One of my best friends pitched with a uh, partially torn labrum, mm -hmm. non -surgical. That's not a rotator cuff. Right, but not many people tear rotators. That's not a very common baseball okay, well, injury. It's common in my world. Um, and he was went from 96 to 97 to, like, hovering around, you're going to hate me, 91, 92. So maybe you're, like, a 43-mile-an-hour guy, and you drop down to 36. Okay, but a labrum's not a rotator cuff, so... You know, let's okay. let's let's try to compare apples to apples here. All right, Chris. Call, call me a baseball player tore rotator cuff. Go go through your contacts I mean, for me. <laughs> <laughs> I have bets, Chris. That's all I, I have. I got elbows. <laughs> right, right. I was really looking for the the labrum drop from uh, Watson. I can't find right. it. Uh, Kellen, how do you deal with Weege being a Yankees fan? Uh, he really only yeah, ever says anything if, like, you're talking about a series the Yankees are in. Like, if I'm talking about the Padres or something, he, he just goes and, silent. And, and if they win, he starts talking about it. If they lose, he doesn't care. Exactly. Yeah, he is it, a super fair weather and fan. And he's them. jumped from the Giants to the Panthers, and now he's back to the Giants. Yeah, he's he's a joke. He's a joke fan. I love that. He, he keeps saying that, like, he, he got all of his World Series wins out of the way when they won from, you know, 98. Eight or whatever it was, was the like 2000 1890 to 2000 he got him out of the way yeah. well he said yeah. that like he lived through the glory days so he's good he doesn't the core need any more, four doesn't need any more world series titles yeah seems like a race fan pretty cheap guy you know right <laughs> wouldn't take him for the <laughs> yeah. big payroll team yeah no i wouldn't wow that's a teardripper steve <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll use we'll use drops instead steve what is your most vivid baseball memory of an mlb play you witnessed I haven't been to too many live games. Uh, I saw Robin Ventura jack a grand slam at the Sky Dome in like 
the early 90s i count witnesses as on tv too live oh really yeah count that as live. that's as long as you saw it live and not yeah. on okay this well, week in well, baseball. one of my one of my best sporting memories any ever raiders leafs blue jays moto bautista home run yes the bat flip home run by bautista cool. watched it live pretty and cool. like literally had goosebumps pretty cool literally had goosebumps it was amazing and the camera was like shaking because yep. that you know, stadium the was stadium was just was going nuts. crazy so yeah bautista back flip but live, yeah, not too many baseball games live. Boring. Oh, I saw uh, I saw R.A. Dickey throw a one-hitter. Oh, that's miserable. I hate going to good. <laughs> knuckler, yeah, one-hitter. Good knuckler. knuckleball pitcher. Right. I saw Bonds is like 499th or 599th home run. Like it was a oh, big milestone. Yeah. In close San Diego? To it. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Chris, we know AC will win all 17 rounds in 2022, but who yep. will be his biggest threat? I mean, yeah. Like, Do you know himself? any other racers? Yeah, himself. <laughs> <laughs> himself. Um, I don't, oh I'm, I'm trying God. to. I'm trying to be more present and real. Okay. Probably. Well, then not himself Coop. isn't. Okay, Coop. Yeah, that's what I. I don't. I think everyone else is like everyone else's strong suits. Kind of, he can get them on his best day, but like, Coop's really good at just kind of sitting back there and getting someone when they're still going really good. Right. So yeah, probably him. Okay. Twenty nine seconds. Thank you. Yeah. Final clock. Excellent work. All right, Kellen, last one. Uh, play bets, hype man. What can we expect when he gets to the show? Well, I keep telling him he's going to sign a huge deal with the Padres and be our catcher of the future. So We don't need him on the Jays. We're stacked. <laughs> you, are stacked. you got Kirk for days. He's the GOAT. Moreno? <laughs> no, we're already moved past Kirk. Um, Gabriel Moreno they, now. Those guys are both on the same team in 2019 together. Yeah, but Moreno's the guy. Right, now. I'm saying yeah. like that's how right. good yeah. they're stacked. But yeah, if Betts made it to big league, I'm 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 all hyped up. I don't care what team. Maybe not the Dodgers. I'll be a little bit. Uh, That's fine. Make it I mean, I, whoever's checks cash, we're fans. <laughs> I think that's the same attitude. I think like yeah, any professional guy yeah. would have. Yeah. 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 All right, thirty-five seconds. Uh, we're gonna get into your season later on the show. Pulp baseball is coming up. I will say like the pulp the pulp support during the season. Yeah. Even it's like when I haven't played a game in four weeks and people are like hyping me up on uh, go get him tomorrow like some guy was going to heckle you and he was going to get a t-shirt and everything and i don't think you even played uh yeah i didn't play a lot towards the end of the year we yeah, talked about this but uh one guy showed up tyler forget his last name in birmingham him and his wife were uh -huh. relocating yep and this is wild i felt so bad i left him tickets and hannah was on that road trip with me and she gets up to take me to the stadium and we're like 10 minutes away from the stadium on the road and like all of a sudden just she feels like shit. Our trainer came out to check her, thought she had appendicitis. She just had like two different cyst bursts. So like I was in the hospital with her oh. all day, all night in Birmingham, and then I make it back for the eighth inning, and the guy's still just sitting there waiting to see if I can make it back. And like, no way. Cool as can be. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Your people did come out and support. They were just yeah. kind well, folk. Well, I was going to stoke a guy up with a bunch of prizes. He was going to video himself heckling you. Can't heckle me if I don't play, baby. That's yep. all part of the I know. Plan. <laughs> I know. It was really bummer. Really, I was really looking forward to seeing the video of. Bets getting heckled. It didn't happen. I promise we'll you. We'll go for nothing, 2022. You're, no one that you could send would bring me anything that would make me blink. The things that I've heard would make you just <laughs> want to vomit. <laughs> Grown men are hurtling you insults had, at you. Or not, not even personal. Personal yeah. about like my family. Like they find shit out that you. It's like, did you go on my mom's LinkedIn? Like what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We're on a commercial break here. Aaron Plessinger is coming up. Adam Cincirillo may or may not be on as well. Perhaps you heard of him. We got a trivia game. 
Kellen, Kellen Brower is the host. It is a uh, motocross versus baseball trivia game between myself and Chris Betts. And uh, we got to decide how we're going to give away the weed whacker from you're Manscaped. Already, you're so giving away my bag. We're going we're to give away the bag. So um, we'll figure this out when we come back from commercial break. We've got lots more to talk about. Thanks for listening to Pulp Mix Show. Be right back after this. I needed help. I had two chicks. <laughs> Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work. Or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you when you call. You can save on the service. You can save save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. 
Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandez and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will be. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp Nation. Andy from Guts Racing. We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our, our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, we've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsport.com. Hope to see you guys at the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again to Pulp Nation for all the support. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin Motorcycle Tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. 
Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys that wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulp MX show, and they're there for you as well. Uh, they're just as passionate as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Vet Championships and one moto. Not so much. Worksconnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new. 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. 
to see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp Metro presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing, the folks at Decal Works. Kellen Brower and Chris Betts are here from uh, uh, Kellen Brower from Racer X and Chris Betts from the uh, Biscuits. Uh, just, Biscuits? Just give me free agent. Major League, okay. Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball free agent. Uh, we're going to get into that more later on when we do the Pulp Baseball Hour. Uh, first up, thanks to the folks at ProFilter. There's an alternative to uh, uh, a way that eliminates the time that chemicals required to clean and oil your filters. If you haven't heard of ProFilter, maybe been roosted too many times. They've been active in industry for the last decade and manufacture top quality air and oil filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side by sides, and everything in between. Pulp 20 is a code to save. Pick up a pre oiled, ready to use premium air filter or oil filter for your next service. Thank you to those guys. Also, Art of Sport. Uh, we're going to give, give Chris and Kellen some Art of Sport um, to take away after uh, the drive home tonight. Artofsport.com forward slash PulpMX. Artofsport.com forward slash PulpMX. Don't let me forget either one of you. I'll probably will Oh, forget. I won't. Okay. <laughs> no. So yeah. you're going you're gonna to get your free stuff. Yeah. Okay. And uh, more. Uh, our award over 7,000 five-star reviews and everyone from ESPN Sports Illustrated, GQ, Men's Health are showing them love. All products under 10 bucks. Get them at uh, CVS. Get them at Walgreens. Get them at Target. Or go to Artofsport.com forward slash pulp mx kenny roxon's a partner in this so thank you to art of sport guys jay reynolds was on earlier from the hoosier arena cross we've got aaron pleasanger coming up jason thomas of course phil nicoletti we're on eric pernard as well we've got a trivia game coming up between myself and uh chris betts you're so it's fucked. It's, it's uh it's odd kellen for me to be in the chair with like i'm the not the host right yeah so really i think this might show, show might get some good ratings from here on out then oh you think i think so all right um hey uh tits Yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> so ready. You Just enjoying some delicious meal. It took a little longer than normal. I'm sorry. All what right. can I help you with? We'll get back. To, we'll get back to you. Let me know when you're ready. No, actually, we're ready. Tits, run yes. a uh, run a poll on Twitter if you can. Okay. Uh, uh, the co-host, who is doing the better job co-hosting tonight? Chris Betts or Kellen, Kellen, Kellen Brower. It's, it's going to be him by a lot. And the winner will get the Manscaped uh, Weed Whacker. So I asked JT. We are giving a, 
if he has more consonants in Europe for jerseys. I think Kellen's doing <laughs> no. a better job. All right. Well, we're going to run a Twitter poll. I will uh, retweet it, and uh, we're going to go with the Manscape Weed Whacker, Electric Nose and Air here, Air Ear Hair Trimmer. Uh, this thing is really good. The Manscape Lawnmower, of course. Uh, Marks, uh, do we have an update on on usage of the? Uh... I'm a I'm a regular user. Do you like the light or the waterproofness better? Um, I like the waterproofness better. Me honestly. too. Or no, I'm sorry. I, oh. I, I take that back. The light better. The light. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I haven't really used it in the water much, but the light is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Congrats phenomenal. on casting shadows down there. That's killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Pulpum X twenty is the code to save at Manscape. <laughs> uh, go to Manscape uh, and hey, get it, get it, get the Manscape uh, Performance Package 4.0. Get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and air, ear. And nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant, and crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag. All available on the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. I'm in. And Pulpamex 20 is the code to save. You may win the Weed Whacker. We will see. Okay. Is the poll up? Let me know. Is the poll up? One minute. Okay. Who do you think is going to win between you guys? It's going to be him. Just because why people just because yeah, people like him better because people like him. Do better. people not like you? No, people are fine with me, but people know who you are. I'm I'm still trying to work my pull way up. Microphone. I put still I think, trying to pull the microphone up. I think more no, people know you. There you go. Okay. okay. I think more people know you than know me. Mm, I doubt that. You don't think? I, How many like Instagram followers do you have? Nine thousand. That's more than me. Right, but you like there's uh, there's got to be more than nine thousand people that read your articles on Racer X and you know like. You're on here. Like I don't know. I think it's pretty. But there's more than nine thousand people that go to Montgomery Biscuits home game. There's sure. absolutely not. Okay, I'm over a year. Let's say there's more than that. Over a year, and you know what? The lady who rented me my place had season tickets to the Montgomery Biscuits. When I sent her an email saying, "Hey, we got knocked out of the playoffs. Thank you so much for your courtesy. I'm so sorry that I can't give you 30 days notice. Is that okay?" She said, "Yep. Great job this season. Can't wait to see you in the pros." So I don't know if the Montgomery Biscuit fans are citable here, <laughs> considering they don't even think they're watching professional baseball. Well, right now, uh, six votes, 83% for bets right now. Yeah, that's just six easy votes, though. Is that seven out of – five out of six? Five out of six so far, I guess, yeah. All right. Well, the winner gets the Manscaped Weed Whacker. So let's you might as well just move to, it right here. Give you it to said you right already now. have one, though, right? Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm not sure if I have a Manscaped one or not, but I do have one of those. Well, if you don't have the Manscaped one, you need, then you don't have uh, one. Do pretty much, do, yeah. Like, yeah. Do they need photo testimonials? Like, sure. Okay. Yeah. You can, right. can you put it on your social if you do win the pose, uh, the prize? Can you both put it on social? <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's where yeah, I think yeah. I might yeah. get in more trouble than, than <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Why? Because put advertising deals? or If I... Are we not all talking about uh, – if I posted a picture of my before junk, after junk – I don't think that's you, what he's saying. No, oh, I just that's want, what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. I was saying a before That's where your mind went. Yeah. That's where your mind went. But I just wanted just a, a general all right. post. I, okay. Yeah, I'll post. I, you right. know I always post. Uh, thanks to the folks at Motorsport.com, of course. We're going to have the Motorsport.com Tweet at Tit segment, if he's still with us. The X-Brand Goggle Tariffs, <laughs> we have done. The Race Tech Rant will be coming up as well. Uh, I want to thank the folks at uh, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, ORW, Skosh, Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Skosh bringing you Kellen Brower tonight, and uh, uh, who's bringing you? Oh, Vortex. Fox. Okay. No, Vortex. <laughs> Stop. Fox. 
Fox of the Sox, baby. Atlas neck brace, works connection. Pulp Mex 20 is the code to save the works connection. Please check those guys out. Factory Honda uses the, the products, so so should you. Atlas neck brace, Pulp Mex is the code to save. Filthy Phil Nicoletti wearing the new Vision brace. FMF, Guts Racing, uh, great company. They're doing a lot of seats up in NorCal for a lot of teams. They got the Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam. They got the gripper covers. They got whole custom stuff as well. Uh, Guts Racing, Get Data, OGO Power Sports. Happy to give away an OGO bag early tonight. Art of Sport. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Intense Cycles, all on board with us tonight, uh, as are you people. And you know who else is on board with us? CTI. Since, 19, since 1983, CTI knee braces have been remained the trusted choice of professional athletes and leading physicians around the world. The rigid carbon fiber frame is streamlined and lightweight, helping to provide functional ligament support and stabilization of the knee. I'm sure you see these CTIs around uh, the baseball cage. All over, actually. Right. Yeah. Do they make ankle braces? Yeah. All right. I might. Okay. Sign me up. With this adaptable subshell, CTI provides a custom-like fit that conforms perfectly to your leg, providing excellent balance of comfort and support. Purchase the CTI off the shelf now at store.oser.com, store.oser.com, or contact your physician for CTI Customs. Thanks to the guys at CTIs. I wear uh, I wear mine and uh, absolutely love them. They fit great. They work a lot better. I had the, the first-gen CTIs, like, uh, mid-'90s. Yeah. You're old. <laughs> thank you. These ones are uh, a lot lighter and a lot better. So thank you to the folks at CTI for uh, for all the things that are happening for that. Uh, again, Aaron Plessinger coming up here shortly. Uh, I like that Jay Reynolds guy from Hoosier Arena Cross. So please yeah, check that cool. out. Um, and I like how um, there's not any like battle between like Hoosier and Kicker. They seem like they're like Yeah, he each said other. that they, they right. call each other. And stuff, right. Because so. there's, a, there's a whole – like we need an Arena Cross series. We need some place for these pro guys to go. You know, I'm all for people making money, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, when when Arena when Arena Cross was thriving, it was awesome. It was amazing. It was it was you know great for riders. Budman, well, yeah, those were the days. For sure, <laughs> they right? get some bank. Budman making fat fat money. Yeah. Um, if we, so, we got Chris Betts in studio, and Kellen Brower, of course, here too. But if we have Betts, then we have to go to Betts's friend, uh, who also happens to ride a dirt bike for a living. He's a friend of our show as well. Uh, happy to check in real quickly. It's Monster Energy Kawasaki, Adam Cerillo. What's up, AC? Oh, just watching some Monday Night Football. How you guys doing? I got the uh, fantasy uh, football win tonight. Thank you to uh, Kamara from the Saints. So I love that. I uh, Every year I tell myself I'm only going to do two leagues max because otherwise – the, the the leagues are one on the waiver wire. You know what I mean? I can't I can't pay attention to two or more leagues. Yeah. And yep. course, I, I I ended up in four leagues this year. So oh, we're, we're stretched a little thin. I'm only in one. Last year was the first time. I'm not I'm not kidding you. In 30 years, I didn't play fantasy because you know why? AC, I was commissioner of a league for like 20 years, and I got so wow. mad at people not respecting the bye weeks and the injuries that I folded the whole league. And everyone was yeah. mad at me. Everyone was mad at me. I said, I don't care. Fuck off. You're like Mark shutting down that server. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, if, like the, if you're in a fantasy football league, you're a jackass for not, like, pick, you know, paying somewhat attention to bye weeks and injuries. That's all. We're, some of us no, try to, I, I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get it. You never want to play somebody that's got, like, two guys, not, like, two slots not playing. People want to take this seriously. That's all. I went with sports betting this year, and it's not. Not. The football is just taking my money. <laughs> I just signed up for one this week. That's why Pookie and I had to go to Mandalay Bay because I, I had to physically show them my ID uh-huh. to get signed up on the app, and I am up big time. 
I'm gonna start texting you then because I, posted, I wanna you place see, I posted my uh my the slip. The yeah, Jonathan yeah. Taylor. That was the easiest money I've ever gotten yeah. in, my, in my life. Yeah. Anyways. Adam. Yes, sir. Thanks for thanks for letting us call you tonight. Yeah. Um, uh Chris, how we doing? How the, how how do we do on the tables? Uh, it was good when I sent you the picture and then I went to go walk to my car and then now I'm just kinda like I don't have that money that I was good with. Yeah, that's tough. So they that's got very me. Tough. But we're all right. I'm only I'm only three claws deep, so we're being super responsible. He's being pretty good, actually. I'm Adam, trying to yeah. tone it down. Three? What are we doing, dude? Tight off-season, tight program. I told you I lost some weight. I'm down Come three on. pounds. Got to keep it off. Do you feel pressure, Adam, because <laughs> – Do you feel pressure, Adam, because bets – 15 minutes ago, bets said you're going 17-0. and 0. No, Did I don't I? feel pressure. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I do like Chris's enthusiasm. <laughs> I, I will say that. I will say that. I love his enthusiasm. He, uh, 17, 17 and 0 is a bit lofty. Yes. I did back but, it down uh, and say we could do 10. That's true. That. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Cut it in half. Right. Well, I think it's like one of those things you aim for the stars, land on the moon. You know what I mean? Like, That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, if we believe in 17, maybe we maybe we get, yeah, maybe we get 6, 7. Who knows? We, uh, we're going to get into his baseball season later on, Adam. You can feel free to call back in, but what a shit show Chris Betts' <laughs> baseball year was, right? Yeah, it wasn't good. It was the, the, the finger really threw us off. <laughs> badly. <laughs> badly. You know what? And, you know, and we were – that was like peak uh, Call of Duty season. That was bad. For me. Yep. Yeah. And then Chris, he – he was on the injured reserve list when, even when it came to Call of Duty. I couldn't even hold the remote. Brutal. Time. Long time. I knew my year like, was going bad when I got like random texts from Adam, like, "We good?" Question mark. The, oh, the, After like rough nights. Like, Damn. Like those it are, is. Those it, are texts that I send to Adam. Eminent. I send those. I send those type of texts to Adam. Like, hey, bro. Yeah, you do. You asshole. Are you Are you on the ledge or like where Where are we at? <laughs> Uh, okay, Chris. So go ahead and take this interview away. We uh, we promised we promised our listeners a peek behind the curtain of Adam and Chris and, and uh, uh, you know things that go on and, and without you know without getting too personal. Go ahead, Chris. I I told this guy that like people don't think that we're just normal, regular, run of the mill adults, and he just refuses to believe me. Like he thinks we just burn it down. Like we we golfed at seven a.m. yesterday. Like adults got up, didn't drink on the golf course, mm-hmm. in the cars by noon, on our couches by two p.m. Just normal, yeah. normal yeah. Sunday. Tell him that, or carry on a conversation. Ask him about the prep. How, how's that? Ask, ask him how things are going. I mean, it's going great. He told me yesterday. We were okay. how many? What, what, how did it go today? There was no rain. I know we were expecting rain. You were supposed to come. All right. Yeah. So didn't. last night we shut the sprinklers off at. at uh, it's called K Four, formerly known as the Suzuki Track. Oh, uh, you guys have the Suzuki it, Track now? We do. Yeah, we do. We do. I did not know this. So, okay. Yeah, so we turned the sprinklers off. We rode it, so we got there, put a little bit of water on, and we got there early. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. Did some did some laughs with Jason. I was I was stoked that we were able to get a day riding in. Uh, it was nice. Big weekend for us on the course. I've Huge. been really trying. So, but some about baseball players on the golf course and swinging as as hard as possible. I was re- Sunday morning was spent trying to get Chris to back it down a little bit because he's gonna ki- eventually he's gonna kill somebody in the backyard. <laughs> I mean, we got no club face awareness at all. Spray and I will pray. say that Chris's attitude was fantastic the whole time. So I was stoked on it. Vibes were high. I think um, he beat me by 20 strokes, probably. 20? It was a lot. I can't <laughs> wait on we that We didn't even Venmo. have my score 20, up. 20 aside. 20 aside. I'm waiting on that Venmo still. 
Well, there, there's a third guy in there that also should split this with me, but I'll go ahead and Venmo you 60. Oh, yeah, I got TK, too. I got him. All right, so you'll get 30. Who, who was was TK better than Chris, or what was like, where's TK level at? I don't know. They they both had off days, but okay. they're they're honestly they both have better swings than me, so I can't I can't talk too much. TK can hit the shit out of a golf ball for a, not a ball sport player. Right, right. It was incredible. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, hey, when I go to Top Golf, my shit's strong. <laughs> better better or worse than the thirty six mile an hour throw that I better. hear all about. Better. Um, are you going to ask AC some more questions, or are you going to just play with your phone, Chris? Well, I'm sending him a Venmo right now. Okay, can you do that after the show? Oh, my God. Apparently not. Give me something, guys, for God's what? sake. I'm tra- hey, Adam, you, I'm go- I promise to, something. I promise I'm to sit back here. Do you, do you drive the Tesla, Tesla or the truck today? To the, the truck. The Tesla stayed in the garage. It's raining outside. Oh, man. man like, I just washed it, so. Yeah, it's in the garage. All right, Kellen, step, what in. Else? step in here, Kellen. Well, I just wanted to know what it's like with Jason in the truck now. I mean, you guys must be like almost two peas in a pod with the way you guys interact. Yeah, it's cool. Jason and I were were really tight when we worked with Eldon. Um, what was that? It had to be 2014, 2015-ish. So, yeah, I mean, we, we are pretty similar with our, I think, in our, like, in our personalities. We get along good. And, and we've been able to, like, we've been able to do motos and stuff together, which is – which is cool. Um, just keeps everybody like a little bit more engaged, you know. And yeah, everything's been great. He's ripping already on the thing. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I think it's going to be a really really fun year. Like genuinely, I'm excited. Well, now you get Tom chasing you around, so you got vlogception all year long. Tom will be vlogging yep. you. You'll be vlogging Tom and Jason and everything. It's going to be vlog party. Yeah, a lot of content's going to be coming out of the Cowie truck this year for sure. We both have, like, I have uh, Derek who, who does my filming for me, and then, yeah, we got Team Fried over there on the other side. And, yeah, between the two of us, there's going to be a lot of B-roll. A lot of B-roll. I, I'm I'm sitting back here. You're absurd. I, I told what? you, it's normal. I don't know what you want from me. I just want the fans to have your, you and Adam talking like buddies. God, it I don't seems know. like a Chris. You should have prepared for this. You should have wrote this stuff down. I, I told think. him about this segment. I said I'm going to let you handle it. It is tough, though. It is tough, though, because Chris and I are, are really tight, and it's there's a lot of things that are, you know, a lot of things he knows about me. We're not going to be putting them out on like the radio. You know what I mean? So his options are essentially his options are are your options right. when it comes to questions. You know, and like I'm not going like, to ask him like, how's the bike today? Right. I mean, I really like. I, I care about it, but like, I like. But, but the tires, the hot. Do the tires hook up? <laughs> oh, Dunlops, we're hooking up. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. No, I recently. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> okay. Uh, um. Can you? Can you please? Can you please put in a word or two with Team Fried uh, <laughs> about my situation? What's your? Yeah. How you guys doing? I know your relationship has been a it's, bit rocky. It's rocky. It's still rocky. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Someone that's tough. said on Twitter, because I guess Jason's on Cameo. <laughs> so, yeah. so someone said on Twitter that they were going to buy a Cameo from him wishing me well, and he, but he said he wouldn't do it. So he, he even turned down money, and he's cheap as fuck, as we know. Yeah, but it, at this point, he's probably playing into the fact that this is a talking point. You know what I mean? Like, right. This is good for his, this is good, her, good for his brand, and honestly, it's good for yours as well. Yeah. I see you guys keep the like little feud going. I don't think it's too personal. 
right, I, right. I don't pick up on that it's very personal. Right. And I, I enjoy following along. So. Yeah, it's not personal on yeah, my you end. Have to, yeah. You have to come over to the truck this year. We'll sort it out. Okay, yeah, we can try to. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where I went wrong with him. Besides, I think I called some of his passes, like, really idiotic. Or I may have called him an asshole. That's fucked. But, I mean, whatever, yeah. Uh, you you know. ever called me an asshole? Probably. I thought it started with the, the Baggett thing in 15 when they were, like, taking each other out every other practice session. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. That's I a think, long I think grudge. it did start with that, yeah. Why end it now? It's been six years. Yeah, it's, like, good for my brand. Yeah. His, too, like, like AC <laughs> says. So, yeah, um, it is. It drives the numbers up. How's Rango? Rango's a new mechanic on the team over there. How's Rango? Yeah, he's cool. I know I know Rango from, from Ryan at Stu's. Yeah. Um, yeah, and him being over there. And, yeah, he's, he's fitting in well. It's just our first kind of couple weeks. Right. It's only been two weeks. So just everybody's still, I think, you know, trying to get in, getting to know <clears throat> each other. But, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's, everybody's chilling. When yeah, do you, everybody's chilling. What do you think Chris can do to maybe have a better – a free agency season. Like, mm. what, what what does he need to do here to try to get some teams interested in some catching depth? The bat depth? needs to get hot. The bat needs to get hot. So I don't hot. know. Maybe a, maybe a, an Insta-banger, like, to get hyped for the season. You know how, like, guys will post videos of them doing quads? Yeah, uh, yeah, call, yeah. Call everybody, Derek down Everybody's down like, oh, my God, this guy's going right. to do some crazy stuff. We need, like, we need some BP, Yep. and we need some good angles, and yeah. then we're yep. good. Yep. Yep. Angles are everything, right? It's all about the angles. I think we're – we're one we're one or two angles away from the show. Yeah. I think no, I think I would break with the big leagues after I get insta banger. Yeah. One hundred percent. I like that. I'll call Derek down and just put I, it on Adam's tab. Do we do we uh maybe jump on some boxes? I, I feel like the big NFL guys yeah, we see jump jumping on boxes. I would like to see Chris get get like get huge in the gym. You know what I mean? Or do something like crazy like that. Like just attract attention to yourself some somehow. Yeah. He did say our cardio is is horrendous in baseball. Yeah. Bad. I have it's, so, yeah, it's yeah. really bad. I need it. Because you're you're kind of a bat first catcher. Right? Uh I mean, I mean definitely ah! not speed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's the what's, what's like a good first first base split time? Uh I think big league average is like four two. I'd yeah. probably hover around like Four yeah, six. They were freaking out because Vlad was four four. Yeah, Vlad. Yeah. Vlad hits the ball over the fence. He's fine. If right, I hit right. the ball over the fence, it takes me thirty seconds to get around the bases. Right. Good. Everyone's happy. Right. No, but I agree. I, like I need. It. I need to get in some better shape and get the bat hot, and we'll be good. No, no, no. listen. Nobody said anything about getting in better shape. We <laughs> I say. I say you just you. For one, it doesn't even have to do with the gym. Attract attention to yourself somehow. And then, then you go insta bangers. You get eyes on you, and then insta bangers, okay. and then big league contracts. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm there. So I, just, I, I mean, I don't know if you need to. I don't know if you need to like do some like some type of giveaway or I don't know like free batting lessons for people in Long Beach. I don't know oh. something to attract attention to yourself, and then insta bangers. Yeah, yeah, we'll go. I'll do free batting lessons, and then you do a free track day with a sixty kid, and. We'll just see how good it goes for both of us. <laughs> he's got a point. I've done it before. I've done it before. I've he's, done it before. He's got a point. Uh, Actually, you know what? You should give me batting practice. That that would go off, I think. We've been trying to get this thing going where I'm going to steal a base. He's going to be behind the wow. plate, and I'm going to steal a base on him. And we've been trying to get this. Kellen's volunteered to Yeah, I'm convinced or, it's not even going to happen because I feel like we've talked about this for a year and a half now. So we want to film this. So we can maybe yeah. make it all one day, one thing. Yeah, we can do it in one day. We can right. do an Insta-banger and a right. uh, stolen base deal. Stolen base thing, yeah. I'm all no, now that it, no, it's my idea now, I think. <laughs> yeah, so no, I you're think there I too. To, I, it needs, yeah, it's for my YouTube now. Okay, that's fine. 
Yeah, oh, hey, listen. I went through this with Adam with the Finding Stu video. Oh, my hey, God. You do not. <laughs> this, this fucking guy. They don't watch that video with you in it. No, no. This guy wants it on his. Like, this whole sticking point of the whole thing was it's on my YouTube, bro. Yeah. There's, <laughs> like, it's called generational wealth. We're building that shit. Okay. All right. All right. Absolutely. This, I, I don't have a YouTube that it's worth putting on, so we'll do it on his. We're good. Yeah. I like that. And then it's different content for me, too. I love it. I'm here. But can Adam listen? But let's pretend Adam's not on on the line right, right. now. Can yeah. Adam swing a bat, like shoulder wise? When we were on vacation, I oh. tossed him a football when we were on the beach. Yeah, and he literally said, "Like, bro, like, can't yeah. right, can't right. do overhand." That's I was like, I'm "Oh, saying. all right, whatever." But I mean, bat is underhand. Bat is pretty much golf. Like, if we throw him low pitches, he's just hitting a hybrid at that point. So I think we're good. All I'm saying is, show up at the LA uh, LA Fitness basketball court and. Get clapped in horse every time. <laughs> oh, not even one on one. We're just stationary, stationary shooting. No, I, I can figure it out. I can figure out how to swing a bat. I can swing a golf club somehow. So Wait, I can figure a bat out. Um, All right, Team Solitaire. Have you heard of Team Solitaire on Twitter? Sure. Yeah. Team yeah, yeah, Solitaire. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I think it, I think of Ryan Clark for some reason. When yeah, I, yeah. No, I he's the team it. manager. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So um, they just yeah, they just sent us a, a DM. Okay. Uh, they have belief in my uh, athletic ability. So much so they want to make a bet with you, Chris Betts. I love it. I need money. It's simple. Chris has to throw out Steve trying to steal second base like they've been chirping about. If Chris throws Steve out, they will run Chris's face on the graphics at a round at 250 Supercross. Done. <laughs> Done. But if Steve steals what? second base, Betts has to wear a T with Steve's face on it and be our promo model for one hour at the race. I think that's a fair bet. That'll be the, that'll be the second bike that my face is on. Why was the other one? I don't know. What's the other oh, one? Oh, yeah. The, what, what's the yeah. other one, Adam? Yeah. <laughs> we're going oh, yeah. I told you. Under, I said we're under going the underneath, We're going underneath, underneath the front yeah, fender. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Their plastics cost a little bit more to advertise on over right, there, so right, we're just right. going to go underneath. So are you are you, gonna, are you willing to do that bet? Yeah. Do I get, like, what, I mean, is it just one shot? Like, what are we? Well, how many shots do you need to throw me out? I'm just I'm asking, be like, is this, is this a best of three <laughs> with a full cardio reset? Like... Here's where I'm going to win, Adam. So he he does probably have a pretty good arm. I mean, he's a you know a professional baseball player, so he probably does have a good arm. And I'm probably not in the greatest shape of my life, so I get all that. Where my advantage comes in, Adam, will be he the pitcher throwing the ball to him will not be throwing it to him 95 miles an hour like they would in the main, in Fair. the minor leagues, right? So the pitcher will take a longer time to get the ball to Chris, and that's all my break I need to steal second. So let's let's what? say let's let me show you some baseball math. So the whole reason that a two second pop time from yeah. home to second is is good is because that means that the pitcher has to be one point four seconds or slower to throw out an average major league base stealer, not Chris Betts. Like yeah. like Bobachette. Just an average base stealer. So you have to be Within a whole second and a half of Bobachette getting a second base with a normal lead off a normal leg lift, to me, but I the, could stand the, up and wipe my ass with the ball and still throw you out. <laughs> but the pitcher, i.e. Kellen. Okay, we'll have him throw a batting practice fastball from 60 feet away. Yeah. It's not going to add more than three-tenths of a second to it at most. Come on. It'll add more to it than that. How right. slow do you think I throw? What if thirty-seven? Like second. What if you e-bike to second? That's <laughs> what we talked about too. <laughs> we, but we then intense would owe that. me a bike after that. We one. have talked about getting on my e-bike and also trying to steal second off my e-bike. Yeah, I'm all in on this team solitaire. I'm 
I'm down. Okay. I'm, I'm so I'm, here for that. I'm all in on this being on my YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all out. It's all Come, cares come down to Long Beach State. Right. Bring Derek. We'll we'll do we'll do an Insta banger and then we'll break for lunch. And then Steve will come out in his spandex riding clothes, and he'll combine it to second base. Oh, post lunch? Yeah. Who's catching the? Who's ca- who's standing on second? I can I can bring someone. I need someone who can catch the ball. The- what about me? Bring it. Let's do it. Okay, so Adam's gonna be play second. I don't know about that, but we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I I'm actually okay with that because I could throw a ball soft enough to Adam, like not like crank yeah, on one, right? And he'd be fine, and you'd still be out. Okay. What do you mean I'll be fine? You, you give me the heat, dog. I'll figure it out. All right. Even better. <laughs> even, even better. All right. Well, we got to we got to figure out best two out of three. Like if we go one of one, like I, mean, I, I think that's in, fine. We get there early. We warm up a little bit. We come prepared. Yeah. Yeah. I, hell, I, need, I might even be over in Long Beach sometime this weekend working on it. And I need to stretch. <laughs> I need to stretch. Yeah. I'm not gonna let you not do some calisthenics. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that would just be dangerous. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No. Exactly. This. This could. What if I. What if I come in like Ray Fossey and Pete Rose to Adam oh, and knock oh. him out? I think. I don't know. I think, <laughs> knock oh. me out cold. Yeah. What yeah. if I come in with spikes high? Ray Fossey just died too. Pulling yeah. out. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. I'd sue your ass. Yeah. And you would still be out at second base. I want, let's. I think. I think we should go. <laughs> yeah. I think we should do this over over the course of an hour, so you have time to. Yeah. Recover. Who's, and do two of three or five of seven or whatever yeah. you want to do. Yep. Because I think I, it's only fair that I get a chance just in case I actually throw the ball to center field. Well, you're going to get some warm-up throws. You don't need to throw cold. You'll get Cleats? some warm-up. All right. All right. Cleats or new balances? Uh, new balances. Oh, God. Yep. What yep. size do you wear? Yep. Uh, ten. I don't have tens. Okay. All right. Well, I'll get some cleats. Whatever. Yeah, go to Dick's. Come <laughs> yeah. bring it on down. Not a problem. Um, and we'll just get nope. the whole crew out there. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Kellen's gonna. Are you gonna pitch? Sure. I'll do whatever uh, you guys okay. need to do. All right. Or catch the second. Or Adam can practice on the pit Adam can't track pitch. in the, in the yeah. storm drain and right. behind and it, my house, and he'll just go to the stadium after. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Storm drain. <laughs> <laughs> All God. right. Uh, anything else for Adam Cincerillo on the on the phone here? Yeah. Thanks. For, you guys uh, you really nothing. That's it. I mean, do you want us to ask you stupid questions about your Supercross prep and stuff? Uh, no, <laughs> you know. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we're already intruding with your night. You know, I feel like. Hey, I, 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 I will, okay. okay. I got to meet the the Paris Supercross guy tonight. How much money do we need to show up? I'll try and get it. You, you don't have to. No, pay but Steve do you remember? Do you remember specifically? Do you remember specifically when the Paris Supercross guy said Kawasaki? Yeah, we'll yeah. Just not put the name on the back. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Adam, how much how much does it take for you to show up in Paris with no number or name on the back of your jersey? Nothing. Well, yeah, because like I mean, there's people who probably wouldn't be okay with it. So we'll just like say what hundred thousand. Adam's a hundred thousand dollar guy. Like when he leaves, deservingly so. If he leaves Kawasaki and goes to another team and goes to an overseas race, he's a hundred thousand dollar guy. With, deservingly so, at minimum, with a win bonus. Okay, minimum. Okay, I, all right. Well, I don't know about I don't know. I don't want to put a number on it, but I would like a first class ticket. No, you get first class with that. No, you do. That that that's so included. hundred. It's a hundred and first. Yes, it's a hundred and two first class. Do ticket. I have like a food voucher? For yes. Like on the daily. Yes. No. We'll get that in there. No. You the guy sounded like a very giving. Yeah. giving. You don't get a food voucher. <laughs> then no. you don't get the. Then you don't get the, oh, the like product. Forty-five bucks a day. Yeah, that's easy. Uh, uh, Steve will pay for it. Uh, no. Yeah, I like that. No. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, uh, How about this? I checked into my room today, and there wasn't even a gaming per diem on my fucking room. And I had to pay the resort fee. 16 bucks. Oh, yeah, you did have to pay the resort fee. I forgot to tell you about that. That pulp doesn't, pulp doesn't cover the resort fee. The team hotels <laughs> yeah, right that, down the street. Brutal. 
That is brutal. I mean, what else? What else can I do? Guy drives all the way to Vegas and can, he got to pay resort fee. <laughs> uh, Adam Cincerello on the show, brought to you by uh, who? Who's he brought to you by? Artist Fox Monster Artist Sport. <laughs> Artist Sport, yeah, sure. Artisport.com. He's always brought to you by Artist Sport because I always somehow work it in there. Yeah, but, yeah, sure. Like you didn't have it written on the paper before the show. Oh, do I? Yes. I already did the read, oh. though. I already did the read. What'd you do? Art of Sport read. Well, good. Yeah, my bad. Look at that. Artofsport.com forward slash PulpMX to uh, get involved with that. Um, Adam, so uh, when what what races can you make this year? Do you know? If I'm in Arizona spring training, okay. Pro, what when's Phoenix this year? Like February 11th or like, so. I should usually my report date for big league camps like Valentine's Day, so okay. I might be able to get out there before if I go to Florida. But if I sign with an Arizona team, I could probably make almost all of them until Arizona. Has Tampa Bay told you you're out? Like officially? No, no, Do they I'm, need to I'm tell you? A, no, I'm not a free agent yet, and they have a five-day window where they can offer me something. Okay. But I'm for sure going to test the waters of the other 29 teams first. But wouldn't they have not have told your agent, like, we're not going to bring them back? Or not yet? There were things that happened this season and conversations that were had that, in a, in a very good conversation, they were being incredible people about it, were trying to help me be somewhere else right. and get better opportunities. So it's a total mutual, like they know that there's better opportunities for me out there. Wow. All we need, all we need is some health and some at-bats. And I am That's not worried for. about it. Exactly. I am not worried about it. <laughs> no, nope. Tampa Bay can fuck right off with. No, no. Why did they get that Panaro guy or whatever? Who? Whoever that guy was, the guy that came and took your gig. Who? The guy, the, the Pinto Pinto. I don't know, dude. The guy hit. Why did Pinto? He hit twenty home runs this year. Maybe it'd be like, damn, it sucks. You weren't as good as him. Like he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, but I don't. He was way. I got hurt. He sees the opportunity, and I came back. He uh, was gone when I came back, and me being a free agent at the end of the year, there just wasn't many at bats for me. I, Adam, I downloaded the minor league baseball app and was I don't know, Kellen, if you had it, but I was checking the box scores like every day. And just not oh, yeah. not seeing our guy in there. The biscuits do this and the biscuits do that, but Betts did nothing. <laughs> Relatable, yeah. So, Relatable. All right, yeah. Wasn't happy. Yeah, I mean it's all right. No one was. Yeah. I felt bad for it's Hannah. It's coming. It's coming. I hope it is. Yeah, yeah. we're good. We're gonna sign not, somewhere. I'm not worried about it. You know, team. at one time, at one time, people said Adam Cincerello. He's never gonna win a championship. He's never gonna win a championship. That's, they said that. That's why we get along. And then. You know, look what look, yeah, what, look what the exactly guy did. We get along. Yeah, a couple of underdogs, just a couple of underdogs, just doing our thing. Just you know? not the basic normal underdogs, but we're still underdogs. Yeah, let's see. You yeah. signed a one point four million dollar contract, so you're not really an underdog, are you? Are you, Chris? <laughs> so, before we, we got, both, hey, we both we both didn't start out as underdogs, right? Like, quite the opposite. We, but when we got in our cars to leave golf the other day, yep. we were both talking about our houses that we have, and he looked at me and was like, you know, when you think about people who are like not in our positions and not comparing themselves to, like the super elite of our sports we're doing all right and that like that actually like the shocking like wow adam just said something that calmed me down and didn't like right. fire me up what are you right. talking about i'm very <laughs> philosophical 100 percent. but usually your takes are like wow i'm not doing enough like i'm fucked you adam or, or you Chris, he or said him? that he said that about was, you or about, about himself just, uh, about both of us like oh. man like nothing really stressed about we're doing all right we're good we play yeah. a game and no no we, whatever. but when you say he's not doing enough is he telling you you need to do no more? he's usually oh. just says some inspirational shit that oh. i'm like man okay. i want to run through a wall but i'm on a golf course fucking drinking like, yeah <laughs> yeah well i mean i like it adam i like that you're trying to keep him you know keep him ready to go i like to bring my friends i like to bring my friends up 
What can I you say? don't you don't ever send me any inspirational texts, so thanks. You're living in a mansion. A mansion. Really? A mansion? Adam, this it's place, pretty darn big. Listen, this place has ceilings that he can't change the light bulbs in. If you got a 10-foot ladder and, a, like I said earlier, a fucking fruit picker, uh, he still couldn't reach light bulbs. So I have a tall I ceiling, and now it's a mansion because I have a tall ceiling, Adam. I'll send you a picture from the loft. It's probably two of these townhomes that I'm in right now. Three. At three least. of those. Easy. Uh, 5,000 square feet. Easy. It's a upper middle class house. The house next door to him just sold for 1.1 in Las Vegas. Yeah, but that's not this house. That's next door. I mean, my God. My God. <laughs> okay, and Adam has what? Three houses? What are we, you know? Two. Smaller than this. I got two, and they both can fit inside that thing. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, one on the beach, and no. one on the beach in New Smyrna. So I'm sure. I'm sure it's not far. <laughs> no, that's coming, but I don't have uh, that yet. Uh, Kellen, any questions for Adam? Like any real questions? Uh, I mean, I. It, it's kind of just, uh, you know, you talked a little bit in the middle of the season before you decided to call it a season outdoors about, you know, your arm and, and dealing mm -hmm. with that. Since you've gotten back on the bike, like what's been the feeling since all that's happened and, and now you're back on the bike again? Yeah, it, it really feels good. Like it, it hasn't. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels pretty much normal. Like, I, I haven't gotten to a spot. Like, last year, for example, when I was riding Supercross, I, I could not go through the whoops and, and hold on to the bike. And I, I'm yet to experience anything that affects my arm. Like, I, I haven't been like, oh, I had to slow down because my arm hurts or, or anything like that. Like, I, I hasn't really even been, like, a talking point. Last year, I was – you know, Nick and I were just trying to scheme up on, like, how much we could do with my arm, like, trying to get laps in, like, we do motos going around the whoops or shorter stuff and always working around it in the gym and with stuff we're doing off the bike, and it's just not a talking point. So, um, yeah, everything everything's all good. And, and to be honest with you, this last, you know, before I got back on the bike was probably one of the most stressful times of my life because, you know, you you are just wondering if it's going to – you know, if it's going to be fixed and, and everything. And I, yeah, it was, it was a tough, it was a little bit of a tough time there for me, but no, it feels great now. And I'm like, honestly been in a fantastic mood lately. Cause I feel, I kind of feel like I have a new lease on life now that this thing's working. Next time you see Nick, can you ask him where my stand is? He took, <laughs> he took my works connection stand at Glen Helen. Remember when we lent that guy, my bike, Jace Kessler. Remember that story? Yep. Yep. Well, Nick, Yamaha. Took, Nick, Nick took my stand and I've never you're seen the type it since. Of guy, you're the type of guy that has one of those stands where you like put the bike on it and then you use your foot. <laughs> no, I'm not that. I'm not that guy. But I would like my stand back because my 500 is leaning up against the wall. And these guys. What got, shape is the stand? Is it a triangle? No, it's a works connection stand, square aluminum stand. Your other two bikes are also dirty. Are you sure? Are you sure it's not like a kickstand or a triangle? Yeah, I'm really sure. I'm really sure. So <laughs> ask your sick. trainer slash guru slash mentor, Nick Way, for my stand back. Mentor. And, 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 <laughs> and maybe maybe there'll be a finder's fee in it for you. He's lying. This finder's fee, I don't need a finder's fee after this YouTube check I'm going to get. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Actually, our YouTube's been doing good, too. Marks, you've been uh, doing a good job with it. Roto's yeah, on I it. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I see the branding's changed up a little bit. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, we, we uh, outsourced some help to a professional. Yeah. yeah. So clickbait headlines and flashy photos and, yep. and the checks are do. rolling in. Lying in the thumbnail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah lie. <laughs> I'll write lies. Adam Cintrello tells all. Yeah. Nothing. No, yeah. This one will be an Adam Cintrello bears his soul. On what? 
And I like that. But, nothing, like but there'll that. be no bearing of any soul. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll just be a golf. Right. <laughs> All right, AC, we got to go. We got Aaron Plessinger coming up next. He, uh, he just, oh, I love that. Tell him just, I said what up. He's, uh, he's awesome. He's, he, how could you not love AP? You can't. You, you, it's not possible, you can't right? not. Uh, you is can't there anybody, not. Is there any fan that would not like Aaron Plessinger? Like, for real? No, he's, like, he's the essence of what a motocross fan should root for. Pretty like, much, right? He, he's like a lot of guys. It looks like everybody's having a really bad time. Like we all hate this, and yep. he's like, "What do you well, like? Why are you guys thinking this so serious? This is pretty cool." <laughs> you pretty much nailed it. I mean, even after the MXDN race, which you know was terrible for him, I, terrible, I, I'm like, yeah. dude. You know, that that sucked. He's like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, dude, he was right? so, like, he was bummed, but yet, like, still kind of like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> it could always be worse. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's awesome. He, he yeah, is, he is awesome. great. Uh, all right, no, Chris, anything cool. else for Adam Cincerillo no, before we let him go? Hannah's stoked we're playing golf next week because now she's ordering fucking beds for the guest bedroom. So you better. Pelican if you, Hill, if Saturday. You, if, bro, Pelican Hill? Or you got a hookup over there? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, see you there. I'm in. Let, let me in. Uh, Steve thinks because he owns a golf bag, he can come with us. <laughs> I yeah, you can't. I have an OGO golf bag. I know. I heard that on the way up. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, all yeah, right. Well, absolutely. Okay. We'll see you then. All right. You, you guys have a great show, all right? Thanks. Thanks, AC. Thank you. Yep. All right. Later, boys. Peace. That's Later. Adam Cincerillo. Uh, good good guy. I don't know if he's going to go 17 and 0. I don't, you know, it's but, like shoot for the stars, land on the moon. Oh, now you're, not, you're just grabbing that one now, too. I mean, I honestly, when I said it earlier, I, I almost said shoot for the moon, land on the stars, and I wasn't sure on the okay. delivery, so I didn't. You I, just backed out. So of I it? got the confirmation that that's right. what it is, and I brought it back. Right, shoot for the moon, land on the stars. <laughs> but then, yeah, high <laughs> school doesn't guy. make any sense. High school guy, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it does make sense using decal works for your stickers. Uh, Pulpamex is the code to save twenty percent off your custom graphics. Decalmx.com. They're a proud sponsor of the Rockstar Energy Husky Off Road Team. And their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Quality, service, and knowledge. Besides uh, the Rockstar Energy Husky Varner off-road team, they also do all the graphics for the Red Bull KTM factory racing team. And speaking of the Red Bull KTM team, we have our next guest on the line. This gentleman uh, it just got announced that he's a two-year deal for the Red Bull KTM guys, and we're happy to have him on here. It's Aaron Plessinger. What's up, AP? What is going on, boys? We just hung up with AC. He says to say hi, and uh, we could not figure out if there's anybody who is not a fan of Aaron Plessinger. We we broke that down. So. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell him I said what's up, too, and tell him uh, he needs to hop on that, that Xbox and uh, get this work on Supercross. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So it, did you, does he play? I don't. I, don't, he... uh, I, I know. I, I played with him. Uh, what was it? for that like tv thing they did during uh, the covid deal but uh other than that i think he's a i think he's a playstation guy Uh, okay kellen brower is here from start your systems kellen the best motocrosser video game guy is jeremy smith is that yeah yeah is that where we're we're, yeah (laughs) he's pretty good he He is okay all right so jeremy smith's the the video game king right now all right yeah all right um AP, congratulations on the ride. It took a while to be announced. All of us were like, what the hell? Uh, were you wondering if they were going to ever announce that you had signed with the team like us? Uh, no, like I I knew it was going to be soon, but um, we were, we were, we had something in the works. You know? Ah, okay. We had, uh, yeah, yeah. we had that video going and, um, you know, we wanted to, uh, I don't know, be, be kind of the the outcast when when everything came uh, i know everybody did theirs on october 1st and and uh 
Mine kind of took a little bit longer than expected, but, um, you know, I think we, we kind of blew up the internet with that video. Yeah, it was really good, as as typical, your style. I think people really dug it. <laughs> 702-586-PULP. Um, you got a question for Aaron Plessinger, by the way. We have one call, one person on hold right now, and uh, give us a call if you have a question for AP7 on the uh, Red Bull KTM team. So I guess the easy question, and don't give us any bullcrap AP about, you know, you've never felt faster in your life, and it's amazing. But for reals, how's the bike? How's it going? Well, dude, I've never felt faster, <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> Great. No, uh, no, it's it's awesome. Um, right now, I'm I'm having uh, a really really fun time uh, working with uh, Roger, Ian, and and all the guys over there. It's um, it's been an unreal experience um, being being joined that team, and uh, you know they are putting it putting it all all on the line for me so um i can't thank them enough and yeah i mean i i told ian the other day that uh i've never had this many consecutive days that were really really fun for me and um it's only getting better from here so um we're doing a lot of testing and and uh a lot of riding so um, I'm amped, and uh, you know, to join the whole uh out baker baker's factory um you know it's uh it's a you know, dream come true. <laughs> the uh, the bike must take a little bit to get used to. Steel frame, Yamaha, bigger bike, backwards motor, uh, KTM, smaller bike, uh, steel frame. Was that a little jarring at first? Um, It was a little bit, but, dude, to, to tell you the truth, like, the the colors were, were the <laughs> biggest change for me. <laughs> like, I, I've been on Yamaha since, uh, shoot, 2008, and yeah. to uh, – before that, I was on KTM, and and uh, to come back and and see the uh, the orange bike, it was it was a definite shock at first, but it was, I mean, it's it's becoming natural to me now, and uh, and riding the bike too, like it it almost it felt right, if mm-hmm. if that makes sense, it felt like my body and my my style, it just fit the bike, and you would think it 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 feels I don't know it. You would think it feels a lot different, but it just felt kind of natural when I got on the bike, and um, yeah, it's it's great. Um, yeah, I was talking to a suspension chassis guy a couple weeks ago, and he was telling me, man, the KTM, just you watch Coop, you watch KTM guys, they can dive to the inside of corners. It's a real good supercross bike. It can really corner very well. Do you find that uh, as well? Do you, do you agree with this guy that was telling me how good they corner to the inside in the lower part of berms? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really really nimble bike, and mm-hmm. you can just put it kind of wherever you want to, wherever you're looking, the bike will go, and uh, and that's a, a big change because you know the Yamaha, although it, it worked unreal um, this past year, uh, it just it it doesn't have that um, you know point and go yeah. kind of thing. You you kind of got to work with it, but. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still getting used to it and uh still getting used to the the frame. Um although it doesn't really um flex as much as as I thought as as people people say, but it just feels comfortable throughout the whole track. 
Hey, Aaron, I was a little curious about your decision to, to move to KTM. Um, obviously, you're, you're focusing on the now and, you know, Supercross and Motocross and all that. But was there any part of the decision where you thought, like, if it works out well with KTM and I'm able to end my career there, you're, you're obviously a big off-road enthusiast and, and guy. Um, but that relationship with KTM and when, what they do in the off-road world, did that kind of, like, give you a little bit more of an appetite to come and, and see, you know, if it does pan out that you could maybe move to off-road post-racing? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, obviously that was, that was a, a small thought in the, in the whole process, but, um, yeah, I think so. It's, it's, they have a, a really, really high class, um, off-road team and, and they showed it this year with, with, uh, winning the championship again. So, um, it's, it's definitely a thought in my mind when, when that time does come, but, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get all I can in this motocross and supercross before I think about that. Yeah, probably a good idea. Yeah, Ben Kelly won the GNCC race. Uh, did somebody tell me he was 90th at one point in the lap one? He and Stu were way, And he way came from 90th back, to 7th yeah. or something? <laughs> yeah, dude. That that whole deal was, was crazy. I wasn't watching it uh, live, but I was – was keeping up with it um they do their little instagram posts and uh i saw that Stu was in with a with a clutch thing and then um ben kelly i saw he come in for the pit and he was like 32nd overall so yeah i knew it was going to be a a down to the wire kind of race yeah it's crazy hey so um obviously look you you turn it around uh early in the supercross season and really started riding well we had you on this show you talked about how ricky gilmore and kyb guys found some really good chassis stuff that worked for you and then you sign the KTM deal. At some point, uh, I hear that Yamaha wants to keep you, and they're going to match the deal, and you're a little bit in limbo as far as what's going to go on with that. Usually the OEMs don't match, but this is Bobby Reagan and Starr, and we saw how that goes. Um, was it stressful for you kind of say, thinking, like, where am I, I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know if I'm going to go orange. I don't know if I'm going to go blue. Like, how close did it come down to the wire, and how stressful was that process? Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty stressful. Um, not, I mean, I, I didn't let it get to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was it was definitely a, a toss up there for a minute. But I mean, overall, I I kind of I kind of knew a little bit that that KTM. I mean, they stepped up and they they did what they could, and mm-hmm. and um, I knew those guys over there were really really excited to work with me and. Uh, Coop even was really excited to have me as a teammate again and and uh, vice versa so um you know it was a it was a toss up there for a minute but mm-hmm. um when the time come I I knew where I wanted to go either way you're gonna make a lot of money ride a factory bike like you're good either way <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah, definitely yeah. Uh, things could have been a lot worse <laughs> right right exactly uh Dave's on one Dave go ahead and uh what's your question for Aaron Plessinger from KTM um so, second time caller, long time listener. Thank you. Uh, appreciate all you guys. Um, so, AP Seven, kind of talk about leaving a team you know and understand the day to day, and transitioning to a new team, more or less. Kind of like leaving the old, going into the new. What are your expectations? Um, how did you handle those days? You know, those last few days with Yamaha, to the first few days of KTM, leaving a mechanic, going to, to Jay Dungey. Kind of talk to us about that, that transition um, and how that was for you. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely um, uh, 
stressful uh, coming at, at first um, because you know I've I've been with Star and Yamaha for uh, shoot my whole career and it was just uh, you know the the time had come to um, to move on and and it was it was definitely a hard decision and in Yamaha they they've had my back since day one since i was on a, a yz85 and and um you know i can't thank those guys enough but um i was you know excited after the stress went away i was i was definitely excited because um i had talked to roger and i had talked to ian and and you know coming into there i knew it was going to be um you know one of those uh i don't know honeymoon feelings i guess and um it was it was a great it was a great sight to see them just step up and and uh see my attitude and and take my uh look at things and and kind of match that you know every day they've they've said you know keep keep doing what you're doing and and keep your outlook on everything we don't want you to change anything and um people were people were skeptical on uh if i was going to cut my hair or not and <laughs> and you know i i was excited to uh to reveal that video and i think that answered a lot of the questions that were were being asked but um overall you know i i can't thank yamaha enough um and star racing and bobby reagan and everybody over there enough for you know starting my career and getting it to where it is now and then me moving on um you know i'm excited to to do what i can for the uh ktm factory racing team well man i got to walk to the black pole nationals with your dad about 25 years ago scott summers Roddy <laughs> smith uh scott plessinger fred andrews back in just when i was 15 and now i'm 41 and my two boys ride but uh, best of luck to the plessinger crew man you and jade i hope you guys crush it um steve real quick to you um what are like what is jade is getting a brand new rider more or less and from mm -hmm. a mechanic i mean what is your guidance because you're you are a pro mechanic what's your advice to jade and ap and they're you know opening up lines of communication and what would you say hey guys this might work or look at this or you know what is your expectation of the new me new mechanic getting well, a brand new rider a new team all that yeah if i'm jade he's been there before right he worked at ktm before so he kind of knows the, the drill but if i'm jade i'm leaning on carlos a lot who's coop webb's guy to make sure mm -hmm. aaron has all the access to all the, the 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 changes that we could make right like so hey aaron how's the foot pegs and slash seat and bar relationship and how's the link and pull rods and what did you guys do? Aaron's a taller guy, so what can we do to make this part good for Aaron and make the bike suit him? And if you got to know sort of like sometimes, uh, Dave, sometimes things like, like the 2014 foot peg will be a little lower than the 2021. And so, hey, we got to know that the 14 peg will may work, so let's try that for Aaron. That kind of stuff, if you're Jade, uh, you just got to ask Carlos and, and really get into – you know that kind of stuff and make sure that the the bike and everything is Aaron has all the options on the table and everybody's thinking about every possible part that you used to use or that you could use to make Aaron happy you know what I mean well I'm so I'm I do and I'm stoked and I feel like it's a great way for 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 you Aaron in regards to I feel like you you love your suspension a certain way 
and it's like you go in there and you're open and honest, be like, this is what I'm looking for, and it sounds like the team's, you know, they can continue to push to to make the bike work for you and for the team. So, guys, thanks for having me on the show. Thank I don't you. want to take you a lot, but I uh, both my boys, Jack Jack and Lukey Bear, are up asleep, but they'll be excited that their their dad got to talk to uh, some big name players tonight. So, thank you all. Awesome, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, speaking of that, Aaron, uh, your dad, uh, Scott, went in the AMA uh, Hall of Fame. How cool was that? Dude, yeah, that was sweet. I was actually uh, actually got to be there for the induction. Yeah. And, um, yeah, to see, uh, to, to see RV and my dad go in at the same night, um, not, along with uh, Loretta Lynn. It was, it was awesome. You yeah. know, he, he was, he was definitely nervous up there talking, was but he? <laughs> um, he, you know, I, I couldn't be more proud. He's, he's put a, he had a, a hell of a um, uh, pro career yeah. and then to, to move on and do what he's doing now to, with, with amateur motocross. It's uh it's a uh, sight for sore eyes for sure. Did, did uh, RV keep it on the rails? Was he was he okay? How, how was RV? Yeah, yeah, he was he was definitely uh, he definitely got emotional there for. Oh, for he a did. Minute, okay. But, um, yeah, yeah it, it just it was it was cool to see um, to see how much he he appreciated everybody um, everybody being there for him and and uh, you know it's it's cool to see how much hard work that guy, that guy has has put in and to see it pay off and and him get inducted to to the hall of fame it's uh it's it's pretty sweet uh chris for you may not know but aaron's dad scott was a multi-time gncc champion off-road guy did know that you did know that (laughs) okay all right is that a question on your list Kellen? (laughs) for what for the the trivia you, so you knew this? Yeah, I actually knew that. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, Chris, Chris here is in studio, Aaron. He's a professional baseball player. He's also a, oh, nice. He's a big friend of Adam Cincirillo, so he doesn't like you. No, 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 no. Well, you, you, <laughs> don't, you don't like any back, of his competitors. Back. You don't like any of his competitors. I like the good guys. Not really. You seem like you want you know everyone else to, to suffer defeats while Adam wins. No, I would I would never ask for AP's head on a platter. Okay. There's other guys I totally would. Okay, all right, okay, <laughs> but not him. Right, all right. Uh, so Chris is uh, you know he's in studio with us and and uh, he's a big moto guy. So I actually got a question too. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, go yep. ahead. Um, so if obviously like a lot of people in your guys' sport, like the risk during your guys' career is ridiculous. So you're probably not volunteering to go ride at that level after the, your career's over. But if you weren't say like training someone or a brand guy like say jeremy how, like are you have do you have a bike in the garage would you be riding like would you want to or like when you're done are you kind of counting your blessings that you made it out alive and being done uh yeah i think um i think i would like to go back and and do um at least a year if not two of uh of gncc's after i'm done or just you know have a bike in the garage and, and go ride with uh with my boy if, if he gets into it um you know I, I don't think i will completely be done with motocross um after i'm done especially you know I, I can't get enough of trail riding so um i'll i'll definitely have a bike in the garage and and uh and go ride from time to time uh speaking of rv you mentioned it earlier baker's factory in florida uh, God, I hope this doesn't sap the fun out of you, AP. But um, <laughs> this is uh, this is a big change for you, a big step for you. Uh, Malcolm Stewart's going to be there, RJ Hampshire, Dean Wilson, uh, yourself. It's a good crew, I think. Uh, 
How do you feel about this coming in? Uh, you worked with, with Swanee for a long time. You've done some other stuff. But uh, this is going to be a, uh, a serious, serious step for you. Yeah, I think it, it's going to be it's going to be definitely serious. But I think with with me or myself, uh, Mookie and uh, RJ, I think I think we'll make it fun. You know, we'll we'll change the vibe there a little bit. You know, as long as it's under uh, Alden's guidelines for sure. <laughs> but um, I think uh, you can't really take the fun out of it when there's two uh, two of the most fun guys yeah. in in motocross there training and and. Uh, with each other every day so i think it's going to be a good change i think it's going to be uh definitely hard at first but once i get the hang of it you know um a lot of people have done it before a lot of people have been successful with it uh so i think if i stay on the right path and uh keep my head down and just uh charge i think um we'll be good yeah it's in some in some way for a guy like you and this has happened with other racers there it takes all the guesswork out of what you're doing off the track. It takes that whole part of you wondering whether the program's good. It takes all of that off your mind. You know this this program has won championships. You know it's won races, and that that you can rest easy at night knowing that that end of of your career is is handled. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I've been thinking about. Um, that's what I'm going in with uh, thinking about, and it's kind of helping me already. Yeah. You know, uh, just being that I know everything is what it should be and everything i'm doing everything i should be doing and i really can't do anymore Mm -hmm. yep yeah aaron along those lines you know this year was obviously a a huge step for you with with results and everything you were uh running up front quite frequently i'm just curious what about yourself you learned uh this year whether it is with the training or or with the mental side um you know to kind of carry into trying to make championship runs because now you you know uh, that you can run with those guys, you can battle for wins and such. So what did you learn about yourself this year uh, off the bike? Uh, you know, um, I think I I learned that, <clears throat> you know, being myself is the, is the most important thing and uh, not to stray from that. And I think having fun, um, having even more fun when you're doing good is important because that takes – it doesn't it doesn't uh take the fun out of it you know um most or more guys seem to just kind of when they're winning not really have like i don't know they they have a great outlook at it but they don't i don't know realize i don't know they they just they just take it differently i guess than i would you know i would i'm going to once i start once i start winning i'm gonna enjoy it even more mm-hmm. um than even this year when i was having fun doing good i think next year when i'm doing even better i'm gonna have even more fun and just you know ride my wave nice nice i like that anything else um when are we playing mx sim again ap come on gotta get back on Dude, dude, I I actually uh, uh, bought a gaming laptop and I was gonna start to uh, download it. So hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. <laughs> the kids get in the way of that sometimes. Right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Seriously. Um, AP, so you signed with Thor again. That was another thing that was up. Was your clothing deal? And I know some. 
people were talking to you and trying to get in. Uh, what's your dis- decision to uh, stay with Thor? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Thor guys, they, I mean, once again, they're they're so good to me. Uh, they have been so good to me, and they, I mean, if I need anything, they're right there on it, and uh, Andy and, and, you know, Hilton and the whole crew over there is, is such a good atmosphere to be around. Um, you know, I, I just uh, figured it was it was the right thing to do to take them along with me um, on my journey. And, um, yeah, I couldn't be more stoked that they stepped up and uh, and uh, wanted to keep me. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think that's a good decision on this year, and, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have some – good colors to show off i know I've, I've already got a uh uh neon orange kit that i'm i'm really stoked on and i've been wearing a lot so nice. hopefully throughout the year we'll uh we'll get even more of that to come same helmet and goggles or is that up, was that up too uh yeah so i um signed uh with 100 percent for the year so mm-hmm. they're uh they're once again my eyes for this year so um pumped on that uh kuzo and, and bevo and everybody over there uh i can't thank them enough to or for everything they've done for me um and then uh helmet um i can't say okay um, all right yeah so uh it's still in the works so um Wow. Yeah, okay. we're working on that. Well, just uh, the money just raining down on AP to wear <laughs> helmets. Uh, it's, it's a nice position to be in. We got Shane on uh, number one. Shane, what's your question for Aaron Plessinger from Red Bull KTM? I want to know how his uh, how he likes his graphics from Decal Works. How's your graphics looking from Decal Works? Our guys there. They're looking money, dude. They're looking fire, and I think. Uh, with my uh, imagination and uh, their their creativity, I think we can we can make some some good stuff throughout the year. Uh, DecalMX.com. Use the code PulpMX uh, to save twenty percent off your custom graphics, just like Aaron Plessinger. Thanks, Shane. Thanks for the call. Uh, AP, looking forward to uh, to this. This should be really cool to see you on on orange. And uh, man, I think it's a I think the KTM is a really good supercross bike. And you're gonna you're gonna find out just how great that is, and Coop, you and Coop back together as teammates. That's it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a good year for you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm 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 more than stoked to uh, to be on this team, and and yeah, like I said, I think it's gonna be a really really good year. Um, and with Jade too, he is um, you know one of the best mechanics out there, and and he knows how to have fun too. So. I think it's going to be a really, really good year, really fun year, and I uh, can't wait for it. That's going to be good, man. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. I'm sure we'll be in touch down the road, all right? All righty. Thank you, boys, for having uh, me on, and you guys have a good night. Thanks. That's Aaron Plessinger, everybody. Uh, what do you think, Kellen? Do you think he uh, What do you think he steps up, or what's your thoughts on him on Orange? I think he does. I think um, you know he made the right steps this year with just kind of, the, I think, his mentality, which is why I wanted to ask him about that. And, and you know, I think he's – like found a little bit more of what he was doing well in the 250 class. And if he can carry that mindset into this new program, he's got the right training, mm-hmm. as we know, underneath of him. And um, 
you know, I don't, I don't know necessarily. I put him in like in a title contender role yet. Uh, but we saw with Cooper, like you know, jumping from the Yamaha to the KTM worked well for him. Yeah. Getting into a different environment, maybe getting a little more focused or what have you. Um, I think he could, he could challenge for wins this year, easy. Like I said, man, that bike's really good Supercross bike, yeah. and it, he's, I think he's going to find some success in that right away. Isn't it crazy though? Like coming into this year, he'd been hurt. He hadn't done anything that you know his contract was up. Everyone was looking at J-Mart as grabbing that spot. J-Mart signed with Star because they had a 450 spot open. It was all going to be foregone conclusion that J-Mart was going to get Aaron's ride. Aaron was going to struggle to find a factory ride. And, you know, boom, Aaron starts riding better, starts getting some confidence. Yamaha and KTM are now fighting over Aaron Plessinger to ride a factory bike for tons of money. And here we are. Just, no no one's know. questioning it, though. Like... Like, he just had, like, his best career year. And, like, he's kind of the opposite of, like, what goes on, I feel like, at Eldon's place. And, like... Yeah, yeah. But, and that's where, but like, that's in, any sport, mentioned her, right? in, yeah. in any sport, it's, like, we're all, like, guilty of, like, wanting to be the best or wanting to get better. And sometimes your weaknesses are your strengths. And, like, in this sport, it's not as prevalent in that category. But, like, he just had the best year of his career by far, like you said. Yeah. And now he's kind of going, like, reverting back yeah. to the things that... And yep. like, who knows? Yeah, like, yeah, but, yeah. No, yep. It's. I mean, if. Oh, there's definitely some question marks with this move. This isn't. Yeah. This isn't a. Uh, this isn't a home run. Right. Where right. like you saying about? See, I said home you, run because yeah, you baseball. You mentioning Coop though, like yeah, like Coop went from having underperformed, like AP's two, two years, beginning yeah, yeah, career, yeah, to leaving and then figuring out where he underperformed and then found something yeah, where yeah. he was at. Coop and never left. did anywhere near exactly. as well as AP did the last. 10 months of the season. And that's where yeah. I just... And that's you know, the hardest. On the Yamaha. Coupe on the Yamaha. But he had two podiums in Supercross. AP has two podiums outdoors. It, you know, statistic-wise, like, they yeah. found peaks and valleys sure. with the Yamaha. And a and Coupe was injured more. Yeah, but yeah. AP, like, you yeah. know, we I feel like often it's, like, third year is really when everybody figures it out in the 450 class. Like, or are the first year, two years usually that bad? Uh, not that's necessarily a question, that bad, I don't but... Know. I, uh, I don't. I wouldn't say it's necessarily always that bad. I mean, some people figure it out quickly, but I would say by the third year in the 450 class, like you've you've either figured out your footing or you haven't. Right. Yeah. Uh, so with AP figuring it out in his third year in the 450 class, I feel like that's like the springboard that he needed to keep making these positive steps. Yeah. It's just it's hard though. Like any. I mean, you and I talked about it a bunch during. I mean, that whole group text. I would send you the videos of all this advanced data and this and that and like maybe a blessing in disguise for me was that I got less than 100 at-bats because I didn't like when I was feeling good how certain things went. So now I'm trying to take all those things that I've acquired in the skill department and revert back to more of like the brainless what I did before I was aware of all the stuff of XYZ that I wanted to accomplish. And I think that the routes he's going is kind of similar to mine of like, oh, I had success and I'm really close to being at like the upper echelon I want to be. I'm plenty good enough right now and I went and I turned over every single stone and pretty much threw my program on its head. And, like, again, I don't know if I failed or not because it was 70 yeah, at Yeah, you don't really know, right. But it definitely, I think, that stock me how I was before would have naturally progressed, whereas now I'm kind of – I created this new person, new athlete to have to learn. And that's where, like, it's always great to go to the best, and Eldon really doesn't have many guys that aren't that good. But it is just, like, when you whenever you change scenery, I don't think we talk about that enough in sports, is, like, you're also – kicking to the curb what made you, Where you really are. good yeah. Yeah. For, for a while yeah. or for one year no, absolutely. or whatever it is. I think if you're Aaron, you're looking at your buddy Coop, Yamaha, Bakers, mm -hmm. and being like, I can do that. Like, I'm pretty close to Coop. I won a 250 national championship. So did Coop. I won a Supercross championship. So did Coop. 
I'm Coop, and I could get that result. Yeah, but for I, every Coop, there's a Jason Anderson. But yeah. Jason Anderson won a Supercross title. <laughs> but then in the demo, like, at, like it just things go haywire when you change stuff or when you do stuff like. I'm just playing Anderson, devil's advocate. I yeah, 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 I wouldn't use Anderson as an example, but I know okay. what you're saying. I yeah. know what you're saying. Yeah. I think it's just tough to bet against Alden's program right. on any level. I mean, I, I think that, yes, he can wear him down maybe a little bit, and that'll be tough for Aaron to manage if he's never been kind yeah. of like, you know, worn down by a trainer, I guess. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think that, you know, like a huge catalyst that isn't talked about much in this is that, you know, DeCoster wanted AP out of 250s. Like he wanted AP back when he was moving up. And, uh, you know, DeCoster went after Webb because he felt like he saw potential. And, you know, a lot of people either don't like DeCoster or like him or whatever, but he, he does have a knack for figuring out the right things that work for guys, I feel like. Um, so this could be a move that, you know, yeah. he saw what needed to be done with Plessinger, it, and he'll make those changes. It's fascinating, and we're going to talk – we're going to spend endless hours talking about this. Uh, Osborne, Webb, out of Baker's factory, going to 83 compound, and then is AP and Mookie – going to become amazing because of Baker's factory but like there's so there's many no, questions Eldon's such a professional there's no way that anyone in their right mind would treat those two on a daily basis like they would treat Webb and Osborne on a daily basis because like mm. I mean and if they do yeah. I think that's just like you're if you're not moldable as a coach or a trainer yeah. like great that's great Alden kind of makes it seem like from the outside and just listening to what you've said that yeah. it feels like the rider works for him to an extent yeah, which yeah. is a little to yeah me, it's a little different and, and not not because i'm an ac guy it's just that's the relationship i know between him and nick you really get the feeling of like they're together it's bouncing stuff off of each other it's not like right i'm here look at all these things that i've done and mm -hmm. you're all the way down there yep and at the end of the day like they're to be a coach like you have to be a people person and if there's he doesn't a, adapt to his clients there's a lot of talk of not much flexibility with ab program which it's like you yeah. got you got different different people yeah yeah, not everybody's the same. I right. Don't know. Uh, by the way, the, it was fifty-six to forty-three for for bets, the votes. Hey, Cinderella story. I it's mean, maybe you can I make thought. this thing happen. <laughs> no, it's not over yet. We're uh, trying to shoot some threes. Speaking so. of Cinderella, uh, Dark Side. Oh my guy. <laughs> oh shit! That's David Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. Uh, Dark Side, what's up, man? What's up? Good, good co-host tonight. Yeah, uh, very good co-host. Uh, did you hear earlier when uh, Betts was talking about your soul was getting crushed? <laughs> I did, I did. Yeah, uh, are we good? Are we on good, the ups? Man. Yeah, man, I, I wasn't as bummed as everybody thought I was. I was just listening to the uh, to the offer on the table and taking it all in, man. I, I wasn't as bummed as people didn't think I was. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, fair. I mean, he's usually on a 10, and like, so it was just weird to hear him right. <laughs> down at the Steve level. It's a huge moment, dude. It's the I pony. Know. He's really. That's what take I didn't. I didn't there. know. I didn't know. But it, you're it with was, us on the general look of a pony needs to go. Chris. Put it this way, he's he's got a show called the Pony Pod. I'm all about people no, making money. It's not called no, the Pony Pod. Well, that's what I know it as. <laughs> and I have a blue check mark on Instagram, so like that's yeah. got to go for something. Yep. And uh, I like point. he's also created a brand for himself with the pony. So you bought him a depreciating asset for cutting off something that might be bringing him in some dough. You I don't think know. the pony brings him in money? It could in the future. It's his thing, it, to be fair. He could move into the podcast neighborhood with you and Rogan, and but, he could have the Pony Pod house next door. But <laughs> but uh, would you not agree that I helped create a big part of this Pony persona? I came in when Pony Pod was here, so I'm not really all that sure. Oh, okay, you're not sure. Okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. Switzerland. Because I was going to say, like, maybe I can make something out of this new haircut he's going to get. 
Look, I don't. I've listened to it on the way up, and I want. If there's anyone who I have never met anyone who wants every single man in the land to get laid more than Chris Kiefer does. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. he wants yeah, yeah. everyone to have the most incredible sexual relationship right. for their yeah. personal needs. Yeah. Like he ain't gonna screw him over. He's gonna look. No, yeah, he's yeah, looking yeah. Look no, great no, no. Yeah, no. Kiefer's Kiefer's not gonna. So it is a win-win. I was just commenting on it. it. Did sound like he was pretty hard. Do you have any baseball players that you've been around with ponies? That's the. That's the. Th- it's not ponies, but like, is the flow, and like I no, got guys. No, the flow is different from. Nah, a pony. but I mean, they rock. They roll into the to the clubhouse with it in a bun. I mean, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Donaldson had a man bun. Yeah, forever. I saw Donaldson. Do I that, had. Yeah. We had three guys on the team that were rocking. Like Aaron when Rogers, we would when Aaron we would Rogers. be in the gym, they would throw it up in a bun. Is that a hard no? I'm not for it. I also, I mean, my face looks do 30 they, pounds heavier with long hair. So I don't do know they I do they get ragged on? No. No? No. Because no. you, can't, you can't talk, like you truly, her, haircuts are too personal. If you got a bad haircut, I'm like, oh, Steve, you can't polish a turd. What are you doing? Yeah. It's not that bad. Like you don't actually make rude comments about bad haircuts. It's too personal. So like, I, don't think, I don't think he looks awful. I made a lot of comments about JT's hair when he had a terrible haircut. <laughs> That's different. That was like. He looked like Kate from John and Kate plus eight. It did. It would like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but no, I think Dark Side's good either way. Okay, all right. Dark Side's called and I brought to you by the folks at Off Road Warehouse to get your bike to the track with style and performance from Off Road Warehouse. Find the nearest location. Check out offroadwarehouse.com. Uh, stores in San Diego. Uh, that's where you are, Kellen. San Diego. Oh, we don't hear anything it, different. Okay. Temecula. <laughs> yeah. Georgia. Uh, Arizona. What uh, part of Georgia? Vegas. Marietta. Okay, I got some people there. Okay, well, they can right. go to offroadwarehouse.com. Stop in the latest truck. Stop in to check out the latest in truck, Jeep, Overland, UTV, and racing products from the industry's leading brands. Offroad Warehouse stores are staffed by the knowledgeable, expert, experienced team. Plus, they install everything they sell. The code is PulpMX to save. Offroadwarehouse.com. Carson Mumford and Cody Shock ran the ORW butt patch, as did Phil and March Banks. I think I like him a lot. Who? Phil. Yeah, you and Phil would be we, gross. Yep. I. He can stay at my house for A1 if he wants. I'll okay. put him up in the <laughs> I'll, guest room. I'll, I'll he can that. save his travel money. Yeah, like yeah. we're all, I'll give him one of my two cars. Uh, he will just complain about the drive from Long Beach to Anaheim. Yeah. That, that's fine. That's okay. cool. I complain about it too. Okay. Right. But he'll complain about it all weekend. We'll complain together. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So can we put that on Twitter, Tits? Uh, Bets offers Phil a place to stay for Oh, my poor fiancé. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Phil's new best friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we race Ryder D. We'll oh, get that's there. the wrong drop. I I meant this Are one. Are you kidding me? That one. For what? Phil. No, Are I mean he's cool. Me? I like his energy. He keeps you in check. He calls you out. It's good. He's it's a good dick. stuff. Uh, Dark side. What uh, what else is up, man? Uh, well, I got a question for you, man. You uh, you were talking shit a little while ago. Said AC has two houses. I uh, do you not still own two houses? That's whose phone number. It's you who's been texting me. I sent it to you. No, and you said you didn't know. know. You jackass. That's not me. I texted it to you and said, whose number? And you said, don't know. I don't know. It's Dark Sides. Oh. He doesn't have my number memorized. No, I just got a new phone. It's been do- I've been doing this yeah. all week. It's Dark Side? Yeah. You- yeah. How, How do you know it's Dark Side? Because he just, the, the text I got was, let's do this shit tonight. And then what, what have we been working on to help with the front end washing out, assuming about AC? And then Steve has two houses. So it's Dark Side. Oh, Dark Side's. 903 number? Here's the thing we, fi- here's the thing we figured out about Dark Side. Whether it's Pookie, whether it's Marks, whether it's Tits, just like fucking little text, Kiefer, little text, like jab, 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 little, like, ah, I'm going to be funny, ah. Remember when we busted him with trying to help Pookie with the answers? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> okay. That's the stuff he likes to do. He, you you make a joke about the guy. How many listeners we got right now, Marks? Uh, 20? 
Yeah, 20. 20, yeah. So you make a joke about him in front of however many people are listening 20. right now. And he just texts one of your buddies making a joke. I mean, nah. no. No. Yeah, man. Like, no, can't you, have don't, you don't know necessarily all the ins and outs of the show. You don't listen all the time. So, yeah, I'm trying to give you a little, little fire to fire back at him a little bit. Uh, I have another house, but it is a rental house. So I do not make any money on that house. It is what? strictly a rental house. That's the... The rental covers the uh, the mortgage payment. Is it appreciating in value? I'm not sure. Every time you pay mm-hmm. the mortgage, you pay down your, your loan. That's an income property, by definition. I'm not making any money on the rental payment. You're making you're making money every Am single Am I, month. though? Is the market... Maybe as the market crashes. It, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, we, nobody knows where the market can go. Nobody knows. That it's same house... Crash anytime soon. That house that I'm speaking of... That's the definition at one point, of an income property. That was, the house I'm speaking of at one point was 50% off what I paid for it. So you never know. That's the definition of an income property. You have zero zero dollars in carrying costs. No, no, no. I do. How much you pay? I have a lot of carrying costs. Yeah, a landscaper. Oh my god. A home warranty. HOA is it gated? HOA. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I got a lot of costs for that thing. All right. We can talk finance later. Okay. Uh, Dark side. Yeah. Who's on the wrap up this week? Uh, we got Cade Clayson and Checkers from Race Tech. Oh, nice, good. Well, are right you gonna? Ma- so that means Cade has to listen to this one, which means he has to hurt Phil say that he doesn't want to watch Cade at all because he scares him. Yep, that is absolutely in my notes. I <laughs> cannot wait for that. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's gonna be yeah, tough yeah. to do. Yeah, tough. Poor Cade. They were they were scheduled to be last week, but you know our boy Daniel Blair screwed everybody out of a show. So yeah, yeah. Can you believe Tits not showing up till six? Thinking the show That's started hilarious. Like you, I, I think we all know that feeling of like being late. For people that hate being late, like myself, and I, I assume Tits, that is the worst feeling when you realize, oh, I just fucked up. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He's the reason we moved the show to 5 o'clock, and then he, right. he thinks it starts at 6. It's, it's only been that way for, what, two and a half, three years? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's, but, the po- yeah. what's the poll at, by the way? Did you vote, Dark Side? On the, on the co-host? Yeah. I did, but I, if I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna tell you who I put pick. But if I'm gonna be honest, I think they're both really good for Just different reasons. But I pick bets. Uh, oh. I told you, bets oh. is almost fifty-eight percent. Uh, Browers at forty-two. I'm losing. Well, I saw the Manscaped I, weed whackers closer to Chris. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's diamonds are made under over. pressure. Yeah, yeah. It might come back. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly thought Kellen would probably get more votes, so I, I picked bets for that reason. I, I really thought Kellen was gonna kind of boat race me. Well, here. we'll see. Dude, he has. So many fans. That's what I'm saying. Why don't you get your 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 minion, the Kellen, Kellen Army? Army. Kellen Army. Because on. last time they they were on you and you wouldn't stop texting me about it. Do you have a mailing list for them that you can send an email to? What, I don't have. Were a they on list. me about that critical? Like were they getting? I don't remember me? what it was, I, but I do know that I do get people because uh, I'm in Discord that DM me all the time and they go like, "Why was Mathis such a dick about like?" Uh, your MX Sim stuff, and I'm just like, I didn't think he was that bad. Exactly. But the, like, so, exactly. You know. Just the YouTube people and the Sim people. Yeah. Just, people that play the, those like alternative video games, though, take them very seriously. I know. Um, I know. Are you in the Pulp MX snowboard? Are you? Yeah. You're in. Yeah. What's that been like? Uh, it's you know just casual talking, a lot of talking about Moto, talking about okay. you, whatever. Is Talk- it anonymous? Like Reddit? Like or- um, you can no. use a you can use like a a, a tag. Is, a different is Pony tag. in there as Pony, or does he? Is, I don't remember what Darkside is. In Pony, there. are you in there as you, or are you in there? It, it's Darkside MX, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Marks, are you in there as you, or do you, how many counts do you have? Um, Boy, that, that Marks guy is really great. <laughs> not sure. Vegas, should, Vegas. Should get a raise. Sure. Vegas 69er says Marks is really great. Vegas 69er. 
How'd you know? Yeah, see? Yeah. Uh, it's totally what Wild. You, you would you would put as your name. 42069. So. Dark side, gun to your head, your least favorite Star Wars movie, least to favorite in 10 seconds. Oh, I don't know if I can do it that quick, but the, uh, God, Steve, what was the episode eight, the next to the last You're one? Dead. Um, Rise, Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> you died. You died. Um, no, that was the last one, I think, Rise of Skywalker. Was the one it? before, the whatever, the last, Jedi, the oh, fucking... Terrible. I just want to get yeah, more. Yeah, one of the worst stuff. movies I've ever seen. Wow. And, and Dark Side, yeah. I can relate a little bit because I love the Indiana Jones movies. Absolutely love them. Yeah. And that last one just tore the heart out of me, where I was like, what the yeah. fuck is this shit on the screen? <laughs> like, yeah, you're just I like, agree. you're just like, what were they thinking? Yep. So, yeah. I, I, that, was a, that was a cash grab, but the Star Wars one, I don't, I don't know, man. I was, fucking, they ruined it. What was your favorite one, though? What's your favorite one? Empire. Give me a number. I just watched them for the first time a couple months ago. Uh, the second in the original trilogy, so, so technically, five, though, it's five. like okay. five. five. Thank you. He just, okay, he just wanted a number. <laughs> What sorry, about, man. Sorry. Five. So what number is Rogue One? Is that not a number, right? Would that be... <laughs> That's like 1A? Rogue One is the second best one. That's good, too. Yeah. Goes Empire, then it goes Rogue. If we don't lose all these listeners by the time we get to baseball talk, it'll be a Christmas <laughs> right, 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 right. Hey, I'm uh, not even doing a wrap-up on the baseball talk. I'm you out. You don't have to. I don't. It's 10 minutes of action packed into three hours. I don't know how people watch it. How's Tony Gwynn look this year? Dead. Uh, All right, Dark Side. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. Wrap up show. Michelin, Guts, Motorsports, Seal Savers, all on board. Thanks, Seals. Thanks to those guys. And and by the way, Dark Side. No, he's gone. No, he's out. Um, Michelin has come back and renewed their deal for the wrap up show for 2022. (sighs) Randy's awesome. As has Guts Racing. Pulp fans were on the edge of the seats, dude. They were right. Yeah. Was it all the talking snowboard? Yeah, everybody was wanting it to be coming back, you know. Uh, by the way, the uh, 2021 Michelin Fall Promotion ends in six days from now, October 31st. Receive up to 150 bucks back on combined purchases of a new Michelin motorcycle tires, the scooter tires, or select Michelin bicycle tires by purchasing qualifying tires from a participating dealer or online retailer like motorsport.com. Between the dates of October 1st and October 31st, michelinman.com, click on the promotions tab, so you get 150 bucks back if you buy a pair of tires, not just one. Need a pair of it. Uh, so thanks to the folks at Michelin. Uh, Kellen, it's time for the uh, trivia contest. Let's, trivia uh, contest. All let's right. do this. So it's Oof. it's uh, baseball trivia for myself, and it is uh, motocross trivia for Chris Betts over there. The winner gets uh, – I don't know what the winner gets. Kellen, what, what are we going to get? Uh, he, free, he can just win that. And we're, we're do we get a free year to start your systems? Uh, sure, but you don't need you have to, to pay. pay anything, uh, I don't know. So. I'm just kind of winging it. <laughs> Marks, do you have a prize you could give me or Betts for winning this? Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a high five. Take the the Damon Bradshaw bottle. <laughs> Don't no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, uh, you want me to keep track of this then? Uh, sure. Do you, are we just going to go back and forth, or do you want me to go one like all questions for one and all questions for another? Uh, back you, and forth. You, yeah, you, back and forth. You, you, you tell us. Okay. okay, we're going to go back and forth. Right. Uh, I'll start. With, radio. I'll start with bets. So I, I split this up into four categories, and then Mathis just ignored my four categories and said just eliminate all of one category. Yeah, they were dumb. Anyway. Um, so, first question for bets. Ready? <laughs> oh, do we have time limit? No. Reasonable amount of yeah, time? Reasonable. Yeah, reasonable. I'm not going to okay. go crazy. Okay. Okay. Which 1970s motocross and supercross champion had the nickname The Hurricane? Oh, Bob Hanna. Boom. They only say that every single fucking <laughs> pre-race show on the, the Hurricane Bob Hanna when they're replaying races and shit. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good job. 
I thought you would have missed that one, actually. So I'm locked in. I, I, I would have him missing that one, too. Okay. Mathis. Yes. Have there been more no-hitters or more immaculate innings in MLB history? More immaculate innings. Eh, wrong. More no-hitters. Really? Yep. yep. Immaculate There's innings like are... like 200 no-hitters or something? Yeah. Only like 90-something immaculate oh, innings. Oh, wow. Okay. For those, I feel, I, I I feel like I we just heard of uh, two immaculate innings like in the last couple weeks. Immaculate this, inning is three strikeouts on nine, nine straight pitches, pitches yeah. yep. no more. Right, nine pitches. Yep, nine strikes, inning over, inning over. All right, all right. Bets. Who is the oldest race winner in Supercross? Justin history? Brayton. Oh my Man, god, he is, is crushing so these. easy. Daytona, bam! So Give me that easy. tone. <laughs> that's uh, that's tall. All right, Mathis. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher Doc Ellis threw a no-hitter in 1970. What was special about it? He was on LSD. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Drugs. Drugs. <laughs> drugs. Nice. Drugs. That, was, that was a little alarming <laughs> if you are a drug tester for minor league baseball. <laughs> All right, bets. Where is the doghouse located on the track? In the middle of the Stargate. Oh my God! Man, three can for get three. Any you can you can did, find you can you find eight hundred right next to it every did time. Did you guys know this? But Pookie could get those. Thank Come you, on. thank you. That first wow. one was good. That okay. first one was real good. All right, tits versus tits. <laughs> All right, Mathis. Once a base runner reaches first base, what is the minimum number of pitches a pitcher must throw before the runner can reach home safely? What? So you get the first base, right? Okay, well, it would just be one, two, three wild pitches, wouldn't yeah. it? No, Wrong. give him the X. Give him the X. You <laughs> could go zero. Yeah, he could pick you off at first base, throw it in the outfield, and then you just score. Ah, oh, fuck. Or three box. I, I mean, feel like that's a trick question. Totally. <laughs> that's that's yeah, exactly. Throw it the first throw in the throw in the fucking. I would right have field. said I would have said one, not having thought that through. But I think it's a good question. That's a bullshit question. <laughs> okay. You right. blew it. All right, bets. Ricky Carmichael is the only rider to have two perfect motocross seasons. What years did he do it? This is. I'm going to say, was it back to back? I'm not going to give a hint. Okay. Um, oh, five, oh, six. And all right. What was it? 2002 and 2004. Damn. You had the, yeah, you're in the right area. All right, Mathis, if a player hits for the cycle, what is the minimum number of total bases he will achieve? Oh, my God. Well, one, it's just two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> ten. <laughs> the cycle. You got it. No, it's in an 11. No, it's 10. Ah. Four. Three. You're right. You're right. You nailed it. I, I was thinking 11. For those at home, um, I did give them the questions beforehand I saw that. Uh, for each other. Yeah, so, that they so could I got a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I just counted one. Since I saw two. that at 11 a.m., I was thinking 11 all day. <laughs> 11 a.m. Okay. All right. 11 bases. All right. I am one behind. All right. Bets. How many Supercross championships did Jeremy McGrath win? Eight. And Damn. Idiot. <laughs> How many? Seven. Oh. That's for the tie right here. All right, Mathis. <clears throat> a runner is on base. The pitcher comes set but throws a pickoff before disengaging with the rubber on the mound. What happens? That's a balk. Yep. Yes. <clears throat> I think my easy ones were front-loaded. 
Maybe that one was pretty easy. <laughs> uh, all right, bets. We are currently tied. Bets. Uh, two riders have won the Premier Class Supercross title in their rookie year, omitting the first year of Supercross. Uh, name them. Dungey. Oh, man. Mm. Timmy. Ricky? No. Eh. Was it Poto? Thank God. Thank God. Okay. That was my other guess. I'm just glad it wasn't that. I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't say Adam. <laughs> like I wasn't there. <laughs> All right, Mathis. Yes. How many warm-up pitches does a pitcher get when he starts an inning or enters the game? Oh, is there a set amount? Oh, yeah. I thought it was like, sort of like 10 minutes or high five. School, high school to the big leagues, there's the same amount. 36. Huh. Oh, that's way too many. Oh. Eight. Eight. I never knew there was. I thought it was uh, like, <laughs> like, hey, man, we got two minutes till we're like, we got two minutes. So however many you want to get in there. All right. We've done six questions. What's the Ooh. score? It's uh, three, uh, three. Yeah. How yeah. Many All right. Three right, three wrong. So we got four left. All right. And this is four questions for bets about Adam C. and Cerullo and four <sighs> questions for Mathis about the Blue Jays. So Damn. fandom put to the test. Yeah. All right. Bets. Adam Cianciarillo is tied for the most titles all time at the Loretta Lynn's Amateur National Championship. How many titles does he have? I mean, what? Are you a fan or not? So he probably, what, turned pro at 16? Either one of you guys know this? Probably one when he was five. I feel like I have a guess, but it's probably wrong. So I'll say 22. <laughs> How many? Jesus. 11. <laughs> And I actually should have I should have rephrased know. the question because that Kevin Walker guy actually has more titles. Yeah, I guess but as an amateur though, like yeah, that, yeah, 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 the vet classes don't count, kind of. Okay, all right, Mathis. Yeah, the Blue Jays last won the World Series in 1993. Yes. Who was their manager? Come on, bro, Cito Gaston. Oh, nice. Oh God, <laughs> dude, that's that's like what color is the fucking sky? Well, I guess it can be different sometimes. <laughs> I bets. I'm ahead now. What number did Adam Cianciarillo use when he made his professional debut? 292. That's correct. Thank you. Uh, break it. It's only right behind you. <laughs> all right, Mathis. Who is the Blue Jays' all-time home run leader? Carlos Delgado. Ah, yeah. damn. Did you know that? Yeah. Uh, again, easy. <clears throat> all right, bets. Who has the all-time single-season record for the Blue Jays? <laughs> Batista, 54. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, How bets. many MVPs have they had? Only two. Donaldson, George Bell. At the 2014 Toronto Supercross, a viral video was born when TV cameras stomping in the Adam Cianciarillo doing what? Stomping in the tunnel. Jumping up and down. It's not what I wrote down. Popping his shoulder back in? Yeah, I'll give it. Hold on. I mean, it's look, the same look, video. Stomping look, in the look, tunnel. It's the same look, video. No, the it's video. The if you go video. look it up on YouTube, no, the, it's the, in the, the same the video. The video on the race is him in the infield right. trying to put his... Then, then that's Ralph, not stomping in the Ralph tunnel. Ralph and Jeff are doing like a post-race. Okay, but that's not stomping in the tunnel. That's the video I've seen. <laughs> okay, well, that's the wrong answer, so no, that's cool. No, 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 no. It's the same video. On the one it's that I've seen. It's not the same video. It is in the same video. It's him popping out his shoulder, and then he they pulls out, and he hits the finish line jump. That's like me saying. And then he roll, no, listen, like, listen. And then he rolls the oh rhythm section, we, and then they, they talk about him, and they're like, but the youngster or whatever, da, da, da. And then they show him stomping in the tunnel after. Same video. Judges. If it, judges. If, if the video is continuous, then that's the same video. Thank you. And I got it without hesitation. I'm, I'm just saying. Fuck my ass. I think you'll get all the Blue Jays questions. I think you got I hope you, me. I hope you die. Oh, God. Wow. Okay. 
I'm kidding. I'm joking. Wow. I don't know if you can pull that one that, back. That's bullshit. That's bullshit because <laughs> Kellen has the answer. Where's Except Augie? Putting his shoulder back in. HR complaint. <laughs> I'm taking that it. That is bullshit. <laughs> All right. Controversy All right. reigns. Mathis, who is the last Blue Jays pitcher to win the Cy Young Award? Well, I know who it is, but was it the other guy before him or after him in the years, right? So that's the thing is you got to think about the years. So I'm going to go uh, Roy Holiday. Fuck. I got it right. Okay. I, was, I thought about Henkin. I'm like, when did Henkin win it? <laughs> All right. All right, last question, Bets. Okay, well, hold on. Hold on. You're ahead by one. Six. If I get this, I tie it. To four. No, six to four. What? Right now. I thought it was he up got, by one. He got two right so far, and no. you've gotten three in this. Six to four. No, he should have. He should have five. Yeah. Nope. Right. He doesn't. He has four. What? Which? Which one are you not counting? The last one? The AC video one. <laughs> Fine. Fuck. I. I think I forgot to write that one. Okay. Yeah, hold uh, on. Hold on. Let's go back for a second. Okay. First three he got right, right? Yeah, and you guys are tied three three going to the last four and questions. Then, and then he, he got, got the, the first one wrong, and, and then, the second. Oh, he two got two ninety two right. Yep. And then he got the video right, which right. is still controversial. <laughs> no, not really. Okay. All right, bets. To date, Adam Ciancerlo has one professional championship to his name. Oh, my God. What is it? Jesus. Murphy. <laughs> the uh, 2019 Outdoors, 250. Bang. Got it. Okay. All right, Mathis, last question. For the win. For the win. In what year did the Blue, Gi- Blue Jays sign Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? I'm not good with the year stuff, okay? So... This is Vlad's third year, so that would make it 21, 2020, 19. He debuted in 19. He was – he's 21, 20, 19. He played in the system in double A. He went to, to 18. Today, Junior! 2015. Oh, my God, he's good. How did he pull that out? Wow. Well done. Don't fuck around with my, my Blue Jays knowledge. Well done. I was Steve. going back to the leagues, and th- when they signed him, dude, he was skinny. Yeah. <laughs> skinny Vlad. <laughs> skinny Vlad when they signed him. Sounds gay. Well Shut done, up. Steve. Thank you. Seven Thank to you. six. Thank you. Score. I am the champion <laughs> of whatever this was. Trivia. <laughs> fuck my ass. At least I did better than I did against Skip. And chip. Oh, yeah, a lot better, <laughs> a lot better than that. I forgot about that. Skip has I, I a did. brother named Chip. chip. <laughs> True. Fuck. That was bad. That, that was good. That wasn't. It sucked. No, that was great. Skip couldn't get it together either. No, he couldn't. No, he couldn't. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was great. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for the trivia contest. We have a lot more coming up here. We have the. Um, Motorsport.com, motorsport.com tweet at tit segment, as well as the race tech rant coming up, which will be uh, mostly about my baseball uh, feelings. Motorcycleindustryjobs.com. You want a job in the industry? Go to motorcycleindustryjobs.com. Uh, motorcycle sales manager for uh, Alpine Stars. Big job in Torrance, California. Not far from Long Beach. If they need to rent my house, uh, I got a place in Long Beach about 20 minutes from Okay, so uh, if you're at A Stars. And you want to rent a house in uh, Long Beach? Let uh, Chris Betts know. It's a motorcycle sales manager job, full-time job in Torrance, California. Alpine Stars USA. Looking to hire a dynamic leader to manage the motorcycle sell-through business. Good job. A-Stars, good company, good product. Torrance, California, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Please go there and check it out if you can. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, Also, Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works. 
Vortex Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Pro Filter, Skosh, ORW, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF, Guts Racing, Get Data, OGO Power Sports, Art of Sport, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, WUSA. Uh, thank you, W, for the wheels they just sent me for Blue Crew. That uh, are they look amazing. They are they are Cerakoted hubs and blue rims. I think they're DID rims, and they look great. So thanks to WUSA. Ride-Engineering.com. PulpFan20 is the code to save with Ride-Engineering.com. Uh, probably out of all my codes that we have, I think the Ride Engineering one might be doing one of the best ones. You people really, really like it. So uh, PulpFan20 is the code to save. Intense cycles. Too bad we couldn't go for an e-bike ride this time. Tell them to send me one. Just a, a dealer loaner. Winter, get sent back in mint condition. Great deal. An e-bike or a regular bike? I don't know, just a mountain bike. Oh, okay, all right. Well, we, I took you out one time. Yeah, it's great. I want to start. Did you have fun? Uh, so much fun. I just okay. don't want to drive to Vegas and do it on Mars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on for, Mars. Fair enough. I'll uh, go to commercial break here on the show. We'll come back. We got a motorsource.com tweet at tits segment, and we have a little bit of baseball talk as well before we wrap the show up. So if you're not into baseball... Maybe you will be after you listen to this segment. <laughs> All right, everybody, right back after this. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. It's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. 
If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Starcross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning, may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Racetech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Racetech, the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, if you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or as Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt Bushings. in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blows uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Racetech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. 
For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and Rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Hey, Pulp Nation, Andy from Guts Racing. We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our, our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, we've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsport.com. Hope to see you guys at the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again, Pulp Nation, for all the support. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsordeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys that wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulpamex show, and they're there for you as well. 
Uh, they're just as passionate as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Bet Championships in one moto. Not so much. Worksconnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new. 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing. Decal Works. Kellen Brower. Oh, wow. Sorry. Kellen Brower and Chris Betts. <laughs> Pookie made some good cookies. It tastes good the second <laughs> yeah. time. Pookie uh, Snacks. Pookie Snacks. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Chris Betts and Kellen Brower here. And... Uh, Kellen, I guess you were just saying before the break, like what there's threads on Vital about the co-hosts sometimes. Yeah, because I think it was, um, you know, someone something started with Kiefer, uh, and people were talking about whether he's a good co-host now or something, which I think is ridiculous. I think he's always been great, but um, yeah, like people were saying, like co-hosts that they don't enjoy listening oh, to. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I made the not you, enjoy list. Oh, you so, did. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen my name on Vital, and I cannot be happier. About it. <laughs> I'm sure you've been on Vital. I hope not. I'm positive. I I, I don't know for sure either, but. Uh, my brother uh, listens, and then he'll he'll drop me a note and be like, "Hey, there's a final thread about you," and I'll just be like, "Fuck!" Like, <laughs> it's never it's never like, "Hey, man, that guy's a really good guy." Like, it's, no, well, they, they hate you. They did like your uh, Carmichael interview, though. Oh, you they got did. Some, you got some okay. props for that well, one. Yeah, they like Carmichael. It wasn't they, me, uh, but, but I mean, you did a, a good job with the interview, so they liked what you uh, let in with questions. All right, well, that's good. Uh, it's never usually good though when you hear your name is on Vital. <laughs> no, like never a good thing. So. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Race Tech Rant still to come up. Motorsport.com. Tweet at tit segment. Uh, our guy came in a little late, so hopefully he's got enough time to pour through all the questions. Uh, let's do this, tits. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from Motorsport.com. It's the tweets at tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Tits. Motorsport.com, whether you uh, ride a dirt bike, a street bike, drive a UTV, they've got a dedicated team of gearheads there waiting to uh, help you out. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com and uh, go to Motorsport, get a little uh, order going, OEM and aftermarket parts, and it helps us out as well. Uh, please check out motorsport.com. Great return policy, free shipping, anything over 79 bucks. motorsport.com. Uh, I've ordered a bunch of things from there for my Project 500, and I love the service and the prices, and it's been great, man. So thank you to the guys at Motorsport. These are questions submitted to at Show on Twitter. Tits, you've uh, had enough time to go through them all? Yes. <laughs> okay. I have four or five. Uh, of course you do. Uh, did I just see Joe Flacco is going to start for the Jets? I wasn't looking. Okay. I wasn't either. I just made my bet earlier today. Speaking of my app, on heavily on the Bengals because they, but I figured the quarterback was going to be garbage to back up to that guy Zach Wilson. Yeah. And now they got Flacco, and now I already bet. So, 
Hang with them. Run yeah. the streets. Win some, you lose some. Yeah, all right. All right, here we go. Uh, let's do this. Uh, tits, tits, make sure you ask all the ones that, like, just hammer bets. Yeah, bring it. <laughs> Please. Yes. All right. Uh, we'll start off. We'll come out firing then. Uh, okay. From BG Hot Rods, uh, Chris, are you going to give up baseball soon since you can barely hit a 200 batting average in single A and not even that in double A this year? So, Steve and I talked about this one. This guy's savage. Earlier today. Um, there's a lot of things that go into it into like why I had my bad year and like obviously injury is one of them but if I've learned anything it's that people don't care to hear excuses so like I keep that for the for the people who uh who I talk to or who are in my corner so no not giving up baseball anytime soon but yeah it was a rough year I don't know what you want from me you, you this guy we clicked on his profile following zero people zero followers one tweet so so he made up this account to yeah. just hammer you so i mean Strong. i'll be at the i'll be at the kawasaki 10 at a1 if he wants to come talk baseball let's uh <laughs> let's hash it out wow. are we sure it's not an inside job one of these guys oh marx is a big up? baseball guy i could see marx marx is a huge, baseball <laughs> huge guy. guy baseball guy he's yeah. all about stats and everything like yeah. that yeah absolutely <laughs> and you, hey and think about and think about how who in here could create a twitter account Marks. Oh yeah. yeah, he could, he could <laughs> open an email. Just him. Yep. Just Nobody think else. about the computer and, email and addresses yep. and creating yeah. an account. Yep. Travis Marks. It's got my name written all over it. But yeah, it was yep. it? It was a shitty year, but yeah, let's let's talk about it at one of the supercrosses this year. All Fuck right. My ass. Uh, from Brandon, if Randis won the 450 title before Tomac signed with Star Yamaha. Would he have had any say as to whether or not the team could have signed it? No. Mac? No say. All right. Kellen, this is from Fresno Smoothest. Uh, there's been chatter that Europe is facing a talent drop-off in the coming years, a lack of EMX talent and whatnot. How do you think that potentially impacts the dynamics between American and European racing, if at all? Um, I think it'll sort itself out. I do think that right now we're seeing a maybe a bit of a down year with the EMX 250 class. Um, but there's been times in the past, like maybe even like five years ago, I can point back to that the EMX 250 class and below that looked weak. And then slowly but surely you had these kind of stars rise out of them and end up on factory bikes in the MX2 class because of that age rule forcing the older guys out. And then suddenly they're developing on a factory bike and, and getting very strong and um i'm not saying it's a perfect you know system or anything like that but it does seem to eventually feed into those guys really developing quickly and uh you know battling for a world title before long okay uh the next one's from lacrosse defense coach uh steve do you think chris betts could start project 500 no oh wow we're gonna no. try it why not mm. yeah let's try it but why not uh, do you have any experience starting a two-stroke in yeah. general? Okay. I had the KTM 50 with the forward kick. Okay. And then... Uh, You're all set. Like a year and a half ago, two years ago, I ripped my dad's uh, KX250 around the block a couple times, started that. Okay. Um, Is it like, are we talking like fine motor skills, like a little bit of throttle, this yeah, and that? Uh, yeah, you got to get it to the top of you, the stroke. If and you coach me through it a little bit with the throttle stuff, I could do it. I'm not, I wouldn't coach, I would, because it would be... That's a, fine. I, so I bet Aiden Kiefer... Right. 20 bucks that he couldn't start it with 10 kicks, within 10 kicks, and he didn't even come close. I mean, then I probably couldn't, but I'll take okay. a crack at it. Well, you can't now because there's no gas in it because Aiden Kiefer put a hole in the tank. How? <laughs> <laughs> what? With his knee brace. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I'll show you after the show. That's impressive, by the way. 
No, it's not. It's not impressive at all. N- not in a good way, but it's impressive. You're really upset about that. Well, yeah. I mean, it was a beautiful Brand looking new. bike. Yeah. And then this kid put a hole in the tank. How do you, did <laughs> and he then fall? Kiefer, Kiefer just laughs and goes, ah, I'll get you an IMS. <laughs> no, he didn't fall. He didn't have the gear guard on the inside of his knee brace. You know, those the braces that nope. has the... Okay. Nope. <laughs> and he had no gear guard, so he just he carved with his knee brace from holding onto the tank. He carved through the tank. And then the carving into the tank made it just go collapse and start spewing gas out. At him? No. Oh. That would have been even better. <laughs> and then if he would have caught on fire, even better. Oh, hilarious. Yep. All right. All right. The next one is from Tyson Jorgensen. What are the chances we see Reed line up at A1 with his recent announcement of Paris and all that stuff? Uh, what do you think? I think he does some super crosses, but I don't know about A1. I don't think so either. I think he'll, he'll do like Indy and some of the ones that he couldn't get to yeah. in his retirement tour in 2020 right. just to kind of fulfill fan and all yeah. that stuff. So. Yeah. I, so I think he lines up, but not for A1. Uh, this next one is for Kellen. It's from the Motocross stuff. Uh, when will we see adaptive AI in Moto games? Currently, they can't even figure out how to navigate a custom track on the Supercross game. Sad. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we're a ways away from stuff like that. I mean, they they've got us. First off, a lot of these arcade games have to f- figure out the physics because people are complaining. There's no to the there's about no it game and, that does it well, right? That does no, it, like, I mean like if you're willing to put in the time the simulators do feel really good and like i've talked to ap about this and stuff like that and he says that like he used to use the game to like just kind of feel things out uh but yeah the arcade games are like nowhere close and it's going to take a long process for them to even get close enough and that would be them starting to think about adaptive ai and all this other extraneous stuff at that point and they don't even sell enough games to develop that right to really get into it well the problem is um not at Mixers ATV, but the Milestone guys are under contract with Feld and with uh, Infront Moto Racing to produce a game every single year. Yep. So they're like Madden or yep. they're like MLB The Show. They can't make these massive overnight changes yeah. because they have to get a new game out every year per their you know contract with the series. Yep. So it, it's just a slow grind. It's a, a long time to get the game where they really want it. It's like five or six years no, down the road. Nothing's going to touch ATV Fury. So you mean nothing. repeatedly slamming L1 while holding the gas isn't realistic enough for people? Because <laughs> no. that's like the greatest part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this next one is from Rich for you, Chris. Uh, what is your win record on Warzone? Solos and quads. He wants to know the if he can hook he you up about? with a pro player, would you do it? Pro player meaning like probably sure. probably pro Warzone player. Yep. Um, so like Adam said, before I got hurt, we were playing every single night during spring training and like during the days before I'd go to the stadium. And he's probably above average at best. Uh-huh. And I'm not even any – like I was just an absolute liability. <laughs> I felt like Adam was playing like a make-a-wish kid. Like I could not stay alive to save my life. Like – what not was your good. KD? Not uh, like 0. 0.47. Oh no! Like I was getting it was I was costing the team a lot of money in revives and not good, not good. And if you sent me with a pro, do you player, have the headset on? Are you guys talking? Oh yeah, full, he's oh. trying to coach me through it and everything. And the port, like I can hear it's. He's not getting frustrated. He's getting disappointed. Oh, <laughs> he's yeah, like, yeah, oh that's worse. come on, man. like just yeah, yeah. breaking his heart. So not good. What's not KD? Good Kill, Kill death. death ratio. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, the nerd one. store called. Yeah. 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 They want you guys back. Yep. <laughs> uh, good one. Good huh? one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's strong. 
uh, from Dr. Papa. Steve, since uh, Bradshaw was kind of to let Darkseid ride his bike once upon a time, can we arrange for Darkseid to return the favor once the pony is gone and he has his new 250? I guarantee you Bradshaw will be like, yeah, oh, that's a good-looking guy right there with no pony. Let <laughs> me ride his bike. Yep. For sure. Sound a little whatever. It's 2021. Yeah. yeah. You're going to look so hot, Darkseid. Who is that? that? It's Kiefer. That's Kiefer. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't sound. That like was literally the last show. No. Like, where, where? That does not sound like Kiefer. It does even, even Kellen. It does even it Kellen. It was like he was half asleep when he said it, or something like that. That's All FaceTime right. Kiefer. Yeah. Oh, mm. oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one is from Mike Funk. Uh, with their move to Alden's program, who do you see making the most improvements next year in Supercross? AP or Mookie? Neither. I feel like it a lot. I feel it's a lateral move. Yeah, I, th- I think they get they stay just as good. Yeah, they have some shining moments, and then they have some moments that aren't shining. And if I had to pick one, I'd say Mookie because I feel like have a little bit you know more longevity in a main event now. Okay. Uh, this next one is from Troy Dog uh, for you, Bets. Give us behind the scenes updates on your progress in the minors. What can we expect in twenty twenty two? We'll talk about that in a second. Hold Later. Yep. Okay. Okay. So I'm not allowed to answer. Nope. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, Bets, this is from Ryan Roberts. Uh, what is your take on banning the shift in baseball? No, hold on. Talk, uh, not allowed to answer. Sorry, Ryan. All right. It's coming up. Uh, from Mass CJ7, Bets, what do you think goes into building the app and why is it taking Travis so long? You can answer this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I think that it's a. Uh, Lack of incentive. I don't. I don't know where mm. bonus structure is or, around or here. Punishments. But one of the is there two. is there a is there a is there a bonus for meeting a deadline? I mean, does Marks get can a I, new house if he can, gets it out? Like, can I? Can I just put this to you and? Can I ask one more question? Okay. Yeah. I. This is honestly a new phone. I'm not sliding dark side. Okay. So I up up here to listen to the last show. I downloaded the Pulp yeah. app, and it says Pulp MX 2.0. Is that a joke on the App Store, or is that actually your second app? Second app. Okay. Because I don't remember it being 2.0 when I downloaded it years ago. Yeah. So I laughed my ass off this morning driving up here, and I thought you just changed the name on the app store to no, make people no, think no, it was no, new. No, no, no. <laughs> so if you made people pay for the app, he would be a lot more inclined to get that thing rushed out since it's a free update. Mark's, uh, Mark's was actually the driving decision behind that. Uh, I believe I, I was like, should we make people pay again? And Mark's was like, no, no, just update it. It's all the pulp fantasy money that's I mean, uh, uh, making you feel generous. I don't huh? know how into details you want to go, but I don't. I don't really. Yeah, I'm not incentivized based on app purchases. No, I know. Yeah, I know. But y- but you 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 take care of me. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, here, here, let me <laughs> let me put this to you. Okay, now you um you like Lowe's, right? The store. The store. Yeah. Yeah, they contacted right. you and everything. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So let's say you're working at Lowe's. This is this is what. The kind of guy I am. Are you ready? <laughs> so, I, I'm excited for this. I'd okay. like to hear it. Yeah. So you're working at Lowe's, right? Let's say you work in the, uh, I don't know, lumber department. Probably. And, and you, you, you know, you give a lot of, out a lot of wood. Yeah. And um, so you're working in the lumber department at Lowe's, you know, every day, eight to five, just grinding away. And you have to, you have to work for, uh, you have aisle four and aisle five and aisle six. Those are your responsibilities. Okay. And there's plywood, and there's two by four, and there's uh, plywood and two by four, and then there's plywood Laminate and two by four. And... Okay, so and these, this is your department, and you're running up and down that aisle, like you know Frogger, just 
trying to help people out right. and, and you know you're wide open right and you're just doing your job your manager at Lowe's comes to you and goes Chris doing a great job uh, at aisles four five and six here at Lowe's and we're moving a lot of wood and man I really want to ease your burden a little bit on you and so I'm gonna hire Kellen here this gentleman named Kellen he's gonna look after aisle four and five and I just want you to work at look after aisle six now okay just do your regular stupendous job but just on aisle six now and and don't worry about it Chris like I'll I'll you know I had I hired Kellen because right. I see how hard right. a worker you are pretty nice guy that boss of yours so but what you're leaving out though is that you're asking him to work on aisle six only but also like hey oh by the way like can you fucking make this new app for me <laughs> no aisle six is the app no it's not aisle six <laughs> has been six. neglected for aisle years six. and years the biggest aisle in the aisle story, six aisle six, aisle six, was aisle split. six, aisle is, six is usually in most industries split between five people and aisle six <laughs> is the app and aisle four and five that's kellen's job now I just imagine Mark sitting there at 3 a.m. before he goes to his real job in like a dark room and just looking at a massive white screen of just letters and dashes and symbols because that's what I think making a website is mm -hmm. <laughs> in like the notes app and then just copy paste. It doesn't work. Fuck. Do it again. And not like like I, I is he looking at a screen or a whiteboard? <laughs> no, he's not good. Well, hunting fucking screen. <laughs> okay, all, right. <laughs> all right. So that's just I okay. think you're a great boss. I just like. Yeah. The app's pretty good. It's all right. Like <laughs> the guy created a whole fantasy sports game. He did. Like that's aisle. That's twelve. Been on can we? Can we also? Aisle twelve. I have an idea. That's Home, De that's home Depot. That's home <laughs> Depot. <laughs> can can we like find a way to get licensed and make Pulp MX Fantasy? your own like niche sports betting where instead of Paul and JT setting handicaps, they also work on aisle six and they set odds and, and over unders yeah, and spreads. We've talked about it. We've talked about it. That's and a whole what, thing. It but, is, but it's can, also can, a profitable okay, thing. Okay. Just can you fucking just what a guy I am I took for, the for hiring. AM. You're not keeping me in one line. What, here. what, what, uh, what a guy I am for hiring Kellen for aisles four and five. Yeah. You gave him home Depot to run. Who, who took over <laughs> aisles four and five in real life? Roto. Oh, okay. I, I didn't. I didn't know any of this. Part, so. You know who Roto is? No. Okay. So he goes okay, and then he doesn't know who Roto no, is. The stat oh, okay. guy, right? that guy. Oh yeah, okay, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Roto. Yeah. Not Clinton. Uh, whatever. Roto does They're like fantasy stuff, like yeah. uh, cheat sheets. Roto's for a PubMex employee, you know, to stuff. take things off of Marx's table because he was doing too much. I'm still waiting on my cut. For what? I laid out my projection of what I think I'm worth to the company. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. For one hundred, right. yeah. for four hundred eighty-first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The there's, there's been four hundred eighty-one shows, yep. and you've been on five of them, or whatever. You want point <laughs> five four hundred eighty-firsts right. of his net worth of your net worth. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I have no net worth after hiring Roto and hiring all these other people. You were so. in your net worth. Roto's already paid for himself. Don't lie. Um. All right. Next question. Um, from Travis Longname, uh, if a rider could have one part on their bike that didn't have to follow the AMA rules, what part do you think most riders would choose? Uh, bore and stroke so they can have a bigger CC displacement. The timing sensor. The timing sensor? The one that like tells you where you finish, just notch that thing up a couple seconds. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that was on the I bike. I don't know. Think... Isn't there a little sensor on the bike somewhere? That... Yeah, but you know how you notch that up a couple of seconds? Well, it's not AMA controlled. You fucking so get marks not... on it. Get That's aisle seven. I mean, anybody who can create, <laughs> anybody who hacking, create a yeah. Twitter account can surely <laughs> do that. Ugh. All right. Uh, Chris from Graham Heron. Uh, AC is in a burning building. If you save him, you never make it into the big leagues. If he oh. dies, you become an all-star. What do you do? Oh, I gotta save him. Oh my God! You're I'd, I'd probably do that for everyone in this room because you know what I would do. This is what I would do. You would not do that for tits. I no. would. No, I would. Listen to this. You're Listen to this. You're a maniac. I would save anyone, and 18 months after, 12, on the 12 month anniversary of the one year anniversary, I would go on a speaking tour about that decision, uh-huh. and I would write a memoir. And I would make just as much money as I was if I was a big league all-star on this book tour, memoir, speaking tour, inspirational speaker. Fucking fast forward, I'm David Coggins (laughs) because I saved my friend out of a burning building and sacrificed my career for it because that's how my elite brain works. And we all win. But how do we know that you sacrificed your career for it? Like you can just say like, oh, I would have been an all-star, but no, no, you you don't know that. (laughs) That's the way he'll spin it. No one can prove that. Well, it's like, yeah, no, I mean, but like, Okay, if it's if I don't if that know all Twitter that, guy's on board, he's going to show everybody your if I if average. I don't if I don't know all that and Adam's Tesla seizes and his seatbelt's locked and the thing's on fire, like I'm going in there to cut him out. I'm not going to just watch him burn. Okay, that's where a stranger I might choose a different scenario, right. but like one of my best friends, like yep. I'm going in there. Okay, yeah. Right. Uh, from hard. Parker Fellish, uh, with Rod Bell getting into boxing for training and Hill being his teammate. Can we expect tag team boxing against tough blocks and staging this Supercross season? <laughs> I'm here for Justin Hill's comeback. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I love it. What a wild ride. Right? Do you think he goes back to doing the boxing the tough blocks is behind the starting gate thing uh, again? Though? I don't know. That was pretty yeah. pretty tough to watch. <laughs> it's a tough watch. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, what are you doing? Like, yeah. I, I don't know what he's thinking, but good luck to him, I guess. We'll see what happens. He's got work. talent. He can ride a bike, but... Now he's going to have no supervision on like working hard and training, like no one's going to hold him accountable. So how's that going to go? Maybe we see Tampa 2018 though. I think we've all been talking about that since. Yeah, yeah. uh, It wasn't even. It was Tampa like three laps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So all right, all right. Last one's from Brad Street Racing. Who wins a Supercross race first? AC. AC. Sexton. AC. Or Ferrandis. AC. I'll go AC. We got yeah. I think I'll go AC, AC too. Marks, what do you we got? We got we got the experience indoors, and no, we got the mental Chris. game. Don't listen to Chris. We're good. Ferrandis. Oh, you cocksucker! <laughs> See, we just said AC because it's easier. Mm. You don't got to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, so, I want it to be different. Right. I'll go Ferrandis. All right. That's old news, right? Do you think? Do you think uh, if Sexton was like a little more mature, he wins Houston too, though this year? Yeah, probably. But that's all part of it. That's all part of it. Yeah. 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 Motorsport.com. Tweet at tit segment. Uh, surprised no one. Well, what's the poll, by the way? Oh, one moment. Sorry. We got to award the uh, the winner at the at the end of the show here. We can't wait till tomorrow or anything. <laughs> These gentlemen are going to be going home with the Manscaped Weed Whacker. Okay. Right now, according to this, with 21 hours left, <laughs> Brower is at 41%. Oh, I've dropped. Betts yeah. is at... I see the minor league baseball fans came out to play. (laughs) Start your systems. What up? When we were, we, uh, Adam invited me to a golf tournament. And when I showed up, he's like, Hey, yeah, your name's on the other golf cart. Like you're riding with Twitch. And I had no idea. I was 
playing with him that day uh-huh. and so like we rode together but the whole day on every hole like there's pretty much a photographer yeah and we'd roll up to the hole and like they'd be like twitch kenny adam like can we get a photo yeah i just ended up sitting in the cart i was totally cool with it but i'm like there's no 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 one likes minor league baseball yeah. on this hole yeah. <laughs> all, right. No, all right i'll get you on the next one no minor leagues <laughs> yeah. all right uh thanks to motorsport.com again free shipping on anything over 79 bucks uh thanks to those guys oem and aftermarket parts um all right so we're gonna talk a little baseball here to round this show up so if you're not you're gonna call jt yeah, we call the yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a part of this. This is <laughs> yeah, the whole, right, whole right. crew. Um, so if you're not a fan of baseball, I know Marks and Tits are huge fans, so they're they're going to be glued to the to the. Tits is about is to it, walk out. Is this out. like your key for after dark? Yes. Like, you know the thing, the segment saying, "Hey, if you don't like this, then go ahead right. and just turn it off now, and move along." Yeah. Yes. Should he play the key for after dark intro into this too? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's pulp baseball talk. Our buddy Chris Betts here. You know, we we want him to do well, and we got some questions for him, and we got some questions, general questions about baseball, and I love the Toronto Blue Jays, and Kellen Brower loves the San Diego Padres, and yeah, it's go time. Bring it. Okay, Betts. <clears throat> drafted second round yep by the tampa bay race yep uh blew out your elbow to like before the draft yeah before the yep. draft blew out your elbow then blew it out again correct different surgery but i blew okay. out the bone not the not the ligament. okay kind of working your way up got a little bit of a break today got a little bit of a break got invited to spring training camp yep. they needed some catchers you yep. probably learned a lot they got you got got you in front of some coaches things were on the upswing Double A now, yep. which was a step up from where you'd been. Two steps up, skipped a level. Okay, Double A, we're coming in hot. We're basically we're Adam Cien Cirillo, rookie rookie year type okay. of vibes, and it went like shit. Broke your finger. Yep. yep. Twenty at bats. This fucking Pinto guy. No, we like him. He's not, good dude. It doesn't matter. Okay. He came in, he stole the thunder and the position okay. for Tampa Bay. You didn't get in very many games, even when you got healthy, and when you did play, the you know. OBP was okay, but yeah, whatever. Not good. Not good. right. Now you're a free agent. Not yet, but you this will off- be. Right. I just I'm still employed by someone, so I can't just. No, you're you're gonna be a free agent. Okay. Your contract's right. up. All Your right. contract's up. Would would Eli say he's riding for Yamaha the last before the last race of outdoors this year? Probably not. No, but we all know it is. Right, we do, so. but he just won't say it. So I'm Eli here, and it's like I okay, can't say so that. Where are we at? We're good. Like, like we're actually good. Like. What are we worried? No. Like, will we get a contract from somebody? Yes. Has, has the agent told you that, or, yes. or like, there's some interest, yes. and someone will take you on, and like, even yes. with your shitty year, catching is because always... the minor leagues have been contracted. You know, right. so things are scary. Catching has always been in demand. Yep. Number one, um, and catching is not a good position for baseball right now. And I've, when I've been healthy, I've done things that profile as exactly what teams like as a catcher. So, like, I drive in runs, and when I am healthy, I'm serviceable every day, and I don't – I avoid the nicks and the, the bumps that keep you out for, like, a night off. Like, I can go catch five, six games in a row, which to your listeners sounds like nothing. Doesn't seem but like you can, it's though. on night five, feels like you've ran a marathon the last four days. Like, it's a lot. Right. Um, so, I do things that profile really well in baseball and where the game's going as well with matchups and stuff. And, like, you're always going to have more than one catcher on a roster. You have to. Um, Me being left-handed and hitting right-handed pitching really well, I profile to at least split time. And I'm one of my biggest goals is to hit left-handed pitching better so I can be in there more consistently. Right. So we do feel good. I'm not worried about this year because, like you said, the lack of at-bats. And it happens so quick, too. It's not like I got 100 at-bats consistent 
or I got those 80 at-bats and they sucked and then I missed the whole year, I got five at-bats and then I got hurt the third game of the year and that's when I started playing sparingly at the end. Right. So there's a – again, all excuses because it still sucked. You made me delete a tweet. I had an angry I did. tweet. I did. Ready to go in the holster and you made me delete it. Yep. Multiple, actually. I think two. Maybe, yeah. Spring training, and I think there was one why I was Well, spring hurt. training, I was just trying to get the bets bandwagon going. <laughs> I, just, I don't think you understood in spring training that, like – That this... Mark Tompkin guy needed to be, be informed. Okay, but you're in and spring training. And I've heard training. him on many radio <laughs> interviews. He seems like a good guy. Great, dude. I so, love Mark. Okay, so I'm just trying to – If it was a guy that had said things about me, true or not, that I didn't like in the past, would have let it go. But Mark, even when I've, like, had surgeries and the Rays have stuck behind me – has always written things about me to the okay, fan that's base. Fine. So, right. so, so that's the only reason I shut it down. Why? Why? Because you, you want people, you get Mark Tompkin, excited about Chris Because Betts? baseball is like, it's so much of your image. Like, you can't have a bad image and be an average player. If you have a bad image, you better be one of the best fucking players in the game. Like all of his Padre guys. <laughs> right. And like, but, like, yeah. Manny, yeah. Manny isn't a bad guy. Manny is an incredible human. Bad image. In the heat of the moment, he's done some things mm -hmm. that have given him this reputation that he might not ever climb out of. Right. But within the game and guys that play with him or against him or people that have been yeah, around him. Terrible team. Good dude. But okay, so so you made me delete these tweets. <laughs> I was trying to pump up, pump you up to yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark Tompkins. Yep. And you made me delete it. Yeah. And then when you were not getting playing time, when this Pinto guy came in, you made me delete another angry one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. So Pinto, though, like when I got hurt, Renee had a year, career year, more of a gap between dude, what he, he had done in the past. hitting everything. And, and AP. Like – Whatever AP did compared to the year before, Pinto went another level up. Pinto was winning races. Like, yeah, right. And he ended the year in AAA. He ended the year on the taxi squad for the playoffs. Oh, he so did? he was a reserve he guy did. for the playoffs. Okay. Um, and, like, literally, he's just next Fucking man up. Fucking Zanino had a good year, too. Zanino, <laughs> Zanino really Crushed. did it. He did. He had um, a good year. Fuck him. So, but, yeah, it's worth So, it. okay, so you may not be playing for Tampa Bay next That's year. That's a possibility. Correct. Right. Yeah. But, but, but you're going to you, – you, you feel confident that you will get a double-A deal. At least. Yeah. Is this a situation, though, where, like, y you could feasibly go to another team and be, like, their third catcher on the depth chart, or are you still, like, far enough down that you're for sure going to be double A? So, like, third catcher on the depth chart where? In the big leagues? Just period. Like, uh, you could end up with the triple A backup or something. So that's always a possibility, and that's where, like, there's no chance. Yeah, this no fucking chance. Riley Adams guy came out of nowhere for the Jays, and all of a sudden he, now he's in the Nationals. Like, you're so that's like, the thing about, like, guys like Riley is Riley went under the radar because he didn't produce all the numbers he always did a couple things really well here and there which as a catcher if you're serviceable defensively it's such a demanding position you don't have to hit that much yeah and riley did plenty and he was a he's a great defensive catcher so when he did come on it's like he figured that one thing out mm -hmm. it's not like he tied a ton together it just all came to the surface I can't believe they traded brand hand brad hand hand is that his yeah. name the lefty yeah he was so good with the potter dude things. do you know how terrible he was with the blue jays i know he's been awful this year for Riley Adams and Riley Adams started just fucking hitting it at the Nationals. That happens. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so I'm not you. worried about signing, and and that's why I say I'm I'm not worried about signing because worst case is if I go somewhere as the third guy and I'm healthy all year, I'll have the opportunity like say Pinto did to earn playing time. Right. It's not like it's not like Moto where like if Adam would have beat the doors off Eli every week for a whole season, he's not all of a sudden going to start getting like the amount of free reign or the certain things that like the top guy at a factory team does compared to the second guy. Like, right. there's things that – and it, it's, it doesn't so work So what you're saying is all performance. And it, right, yeah, and yeah. it's what it's what have you done for me lately. Yeah, like and tonight. Since, <laughs> right, yeah. since I was hurt, um, when I came back, for instance, I hit a walk-off home run and didn't play the next day. And, like, that's just kind of – it was kind of predetermined what the rest of my year was going to look like playing time-wise. 
but, bullshit. but sports are a business and like that was the worst part of it all was that it made sense like the worst part was that the Rays weren't really fucking me as much as they were just they're just taking care of like their organization and they were giving at bats to guys that were going to be there longer than I was and they 100% are going to retain the guys that they gave those at bats to where for me they know as a minor league free agent I'm going to test the waters and they're probably not going to get me back next year so it's it was a total it made sense on there and I wasn't shocked I was just bummed like ridiculous <laughs> I feel you but it was just it is what right. it is I got so, I got dealt a card cards um, that sucked when so well obviously with, does the does the 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 CBA have anything to do with you or no no so the the union only represents the yeah. forty man roster right. guys but so when does your season start then when does your contract start I mean like the so I'm does... a free agent five days after the World Series so oh. I think at the earliest possible end date it's like November fifth yep. and at the latest possible end date it's like November so 9th. when would you sign for a guy like you when would like January I could I could sign. November 10th yep. or I could sign January 20th okay. and that's like the worst part of it yeah. and my agent when he says it it makes me feel better because he is a big name he's got some of Kellen's guys he's got some of your guys and like who's he got for the Blue Jays uh, right now actually Donaldson can you give me a, 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 a bat maybe okay Um, but he, he always says like you don't don't panic until I tell you to panic which oh. is like the most assuring and un right like most nerving thing ever yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I'm just trying to treat this like a normal off season we got to we got to get got to get our magic We're gonna be back. Good. We got to be like Rocky 3. When you know Rocky 3? Yeah. I've never seen the Rockies. Oh my god. I know the story like he comes back, ah, oh, underdog kills guy. <laughs> we we win top of the Philadelphia steps. He, I watched many warriors on repeat growing up. That's all I he, did. He 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 gets a bunch of money and a bunch of success and then he gets beat down by Clubber Lang. And he goes back to the old gym. Oh, Rocky Three is the one that everyone hates, right? No, Rocky okay. Three is the second best one next to Rocky Four. Okay. Well, I'm doing Rocky Three. Yes, I'm. I'm reverting back to going back to the old yes. old ways. Yeah. The guy, the hitting coach that I not necessarily hired, but that I used for the first time I ever used a hitting coach, trying to like we were talking about advance yeah. this and that, and I went to the Elden of hitting, and he told me at the end of this year when I was talking about things I wanted to do this off season, he's like, stop, like. I'm going to be your eyes. You're going to send me video. You can fly out or you can fly me out if you want. But it's you and your dad in the cages at night. Same schedule as you were on in high school. You two go hit every day. My dad's really good at staying in his lane, like the opposite of a moto dad. Okay. And like he knows baseball. And just like you go hit with your dad and do what feels good and like let your athleticism kind of come to the surface. Like I'm doing Rocky Three. I'm totally going back to the old, old everything. What if you – well, he won't be the Jays. What if it's Padres? That'd be cool. Again, Adam Adam, actually, everything he said about my career, he nailed. I'm just trying to get at bats. Wherever it is, we don't care. We don't need money. We don't. We just want at bats because in the minor leagues, there's teams like the So Yankees. you'll take a worse offer if you have to see playing time 100% because yeah. I'm not trying to make my money in the minor leagues. Right. Like the Yankees will pay guys $15,000 a month to catch bullpens as the third guy. But then you might get an offer from the Padres to make eight thousand dollars a month and get four hundred at bats. And right. I'm taking that eight thousand dollars right. every every day. Right. So. All right. Well, <sighs> we got to get back on our. We're back, good. You know, it was okay. a rough year though. It was long. It was, it rough was year. yeah. And Shout I, out. Well, I couldn't even do my Pulpamex uh, bat sticker program well, I had you with can't you. Put it on if you don't play. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Tell you what though, this year Kiefer's home life shit came to the surface. That's Hannah carried me all year. Oh, Hannah, yeah? Hannah, and and. Uh, I would get a call from Adam, which was like he doesn't usually pick up the phone and call people. Right. And when I like I was saying, when I get a text or a call from him, I'd be like, oh shit! Like either Hannah was like, hey, like, not yeah. good. And like we were going through some stuff with the team when this was kind of all being communicated to me, and like 
I would just come home and if I was in a dog shit mood, dinner would be ready. She'd sit on the couch, watch TV with me, like go to bed. Like right. if I wanted to go out and have a drink on a Tuesday night, it's like, all right, cool. Like let me shower and change. We're downstairs at the bar. Like right. she was going with me on road trips. Like she was grinding it out with me because I was not in a good place. So that team, was the team was okay with that. So she went on road trips in the sense of like, she would drive our travel this year was really yep. good. That's one of the perks of COVID. So she would drive my truck. Like we would leave day of the first game of the series mm -hmm. and take like the two to four hour trip yep she would generally the next morning leave really early and get to the team hotel mm. um and there was another wife that would travel kind of like the same way as she yeah, did yeah. so me and that guy were roommates we asked to be roommates and we would just split the cost of one room for the whole week ah and one of us would get the team issued room yeah. and one of us would get the room we bought and we would spend 200 bucks each right. just to have our chicks with us which was awesome it was killer Wow. And then we had a car on the road. But anyway, like having her with me this year was awesome because that was the worst. Did, did you like being a biscuit? It was cool. The front yeah. office was killer. And yeah. like the front office for minor league teams really like. They, it's like three guys. They right? market. Right. They do promos. They make sure the guys have what they need. Right. And they could not have been cooler. They were awesome. So, yeah, being a biscuit was cool. Montgomery was really cool. I liked it. There's a lot of cool like American history there. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't get to go to that Moto Museum in Birmingham. Oh, yeah. But Birmingham was cool. We went to some cool cities for it being kind right. of a weird part of the south right uh okay so some of the bit some of the changes in baseball uh want to talk about that a little bit robot umps where are you it. at hate it because that's like i can get paid pretty good because of how i catch and like what they see on tv like i can steal strikes pretty well yep so that's a perk is for that me. a thing though one million percent yeah. I, I have i have a hundred videos okay. in a folder of like called receiving yeah and it's all like the best pitches via data that i caught this year for strikes so, like, pitches I caught that got called a strike yeah. that have no business being called a strike. Because they already know what you're doing. You're just moving your glove they, into the zone. It's, they yeah, but know that. It, it's, a, it's just about, like, setting up and giving them, like, a target. And if, if the pitcher hits that, even if you're, like, a couple inches off the zone, right? Like, they're like – Yeah, and it's all, it's all angles and timing. So, like, I present my glove in the strike zone. Mm -hmm. And if I make contact with the ball out of the zone, if my timing is good, like, where the glove ends is in the zone. Yeah. So, the umpire doesn't – he doesn't know if I made contact here or here if it's one move. So it's like it's it's really hard because you have a hundred mile an hour fastball coming yeah. right at you, and you're not putting your glove in front of it. The only time yeah. your glove's in front of it is when it hits uh, it. The moment, yeah. And so like you have to commit from going all the way to the ground. Your whole body's exposed, and here comes a hundred at the bottom of the strike zone, and you just you better time it up. Well, I like the robot umps because some of these umps I see a fucking garbage. Yeah. And that's the big leagues. The big league umpire. The big league umpires do not get enough credit for how good they are. Yeah, I know. I I read something the other day. Like the worst one is at ninety six percent or something. Dude, you know what I mean. The worst ump is ninety six percent. Right. Well, do you follow that ump scorecard? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's there's some though that are like. Well, they, once they have, I'm talking about the average. But the, oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Some games are like seventy five or something. Like yeah. I, I think it would. And you there, could disagree, but I think it'd be better if there was like set home plate guys and not so like my, a rotation. My thought to fix this is is kind of. Like that is the umpires need to know what's coming. If we told the umpires what's coming somehow, if yeah. there was some wristband button and they get a like whatever, yeah. like the buzzer theory, right? I think that they would have such an easy time because a lot of the missed strikes when they call balls that are strikes is like I get a hundred mile an hour fastball on the plates, twenty three inches something, and I'm set up all the way over here, and they miss on this side. Yeah, I'm gonna catch it like shit. Yeah, they, they that those almost always go for balls, right? And yeah. it and it's it's. The umpire, it's like he's not only thinking he's going to get drilled, but he's also trying to make the call. Yeah. I'm super far away from the strike zone. And it's like – Yeah, he's just like it's, – it's out of – The worst thing that baseball did was put the strike zone on TV because now you 
when I watch a game, I'm like, oh my God, what a good call when mm-hmm. he calls a ball. Like Will Smith for the Dodgers is one of the best receiving catchers. And he's got pitches that if you take the strike zone out, the people at home are going to be freaking out that they're not called a strike. Oh, yeah. But when you have the box on there and the pitch is that far below the zone and it gets called a ball, everyone's like, oh, why don't they do that more? It's like, no, that looked like a strike even from TV. Yeah. And the umpire nailed it. So, I don't but know. But then the flip side is that people get pissed when it is in the zone and it's caught well, but it's still called a ball, like that Evaldi right. thing in the exactly. night. Like, exactly. And they're just like – there's it, it feels like not enough consistency i think is what people are upset about that's why my solution is like you you have each umpire crew has like two guys out of the four or in the world series case like three guys out of the six or whatever that are really good at calling balls and strikes it's yep. like why would you not use your best foot forward with the crew so the the best answer i can get is that even in like the old days when guys played every day unless they were dead is catchers still don't play every day so, like, when Johnny Bench – Johnny Bench never caught 162 out of 162. Mm-hmm. Maybe he did. I might be wrong. But, like, probably 150 to 145 out of 162. So, there's an off day every other week or every three weeks in there. For an umpire, an umpire's catching two games. He's in a three-quarter squat for 18 innings. That's my nine. Like, yeah. I'm out there for a half. He's out there for two of those halves. Yeah. So, that's the, the contradictory point is, like, they also have a rotation for, like, freshness. And, and them catching or them calling a game, it's like if it's hot, those home plate umpires walk out of there in way worse shape than I do. Because in between innings, they're standing in the sun yeah. roasting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They have it really tough back there, and I think they do a good job. But it is a conversation. Like if I wasn't a catcher, I'm probably the ringleader for robo-umps because I have a really good plate discipline. So, like, I understand the strike zone as a hitter. and So not in favor of this. How often yeah. have you been livid about a call and got ejected or not? But then went back and we're like, oh, that that did clip the, the black I've or something. I've never gotten ejected on a pitch that came out as I was wrong. But e- have, you, have you gotten, like, upset and yeah. then went back and saw, like, oh, that, that did catch play? Yeah, but it takes a lot for me to apologize because, like, at the end of the day, like, <laughs> they missed two. Like, they're – Yeah. And if – there's certain things. Like, if a catcher's set up, like I was talking about, and he catches this, like, shit in the strike zone – it's never been called a strike until recently because umpires have gotten so good. So it's like you're so used to getting rewarded for a catcher catching a pitch bat. Yeah. So like when you track it in as a hitter, even if it's down the middle, if he catches it like shit, you feel like it's a ball. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest thing is like what Kellen touched on, like the robot umps, whatever, but just this pitch is a strike in the first inning, no problem. But now it's not a strike again in the sixth. Different pitcher. Yeah, but I, I don't care. That's where I, That's where I'm like as a fan, I'm like – Hey man, that's cool that like that's cool you call that a strike or a ball, but keep it that way for the rest of the game. And they don't. And yeah. I'm I'm not an umpire or, or anything like that, but I do feel that home plate umps sometimes set up in bad spots. Like that is like they set up in the same spot every time. Mm, they get into certain pockets depending on where the catcher's set up though. So and, it looks like that, but there so if it's a left handed hitter, so this is when I'm hitting, I, I chirp, I get upset about strikes way less when I'm hitting than when I'm catching. Like, I'd rather have them call those, those strikes when I catch and get fucked when I hit. But the Just prob- because, like, I'm involved yeah. in more of those plays and I need more of them. But the problem I have with that, though, is that, like, you'll see an overhead of an ump and he's watching, like, the inside corner, but you the catch to. is set up on the outside corner and it's, like, eclipsed it's- outside corner, but they don't call it because they're not looking at that specific corner. So they, so they set up there because – so they're always going to be on the inside corner. So for a left-handed hitter, they're going to be in between – they're always going to be in between the catcher and the hitter. So And we call it the slot. So, like, the umpire, if I have a pitcher who's really accurate and I set up away, 
I'm going to try and give a look to the umpire and yeah. let him see it. Right. If I have a guy who's all over the place, I'm going to try and block him out so if he misses by a ball or so, I can get him. But they set up on the black because hitters react to inside strikes all the time. If you throw me a fastball in and I'm not looking for it, I'm going to feel like it's going to hit me, and I'm going to bail out. And if you're not sitting right there, it, you're going to call it a ball. So the rule of thumb is if it's to the right of your dick, it's a ball. <laughs> Or if it's to the left of your dick, it's a ball. Like, and that's where that's the rule. I get so upset, though, is like if you call a fastball inside that's off the plate on me for a ball, I'm irate because it's like you're right there. Yeah. You're standing right there. The ones away, you don't see a whole lot of big league hitters argue on breaking balls away or even some fastballs away because you always give leeway out there because even we don't know sometimes. Sometimes we take a pitch for a strike and you're like, I'm not sure. Sometimes you take a pitch for a ball and you thought it was a strike out there. It's just there's sometimes that like this year specifically I've seen ones that are like almost in the opposite batter's box and it seems like it's because they're on that inside slot and don't move. Like if they moved even a little bit, I feel like they could see those pitches better. These guys are still awake, so that part's good. Yeah, it's it's hard, dude. It's so like I'm not saying it's easy and no. I do agree with you that they have a like they do a way better job than they get credit for. But I just like these little subtle movements I feel like sometimes can make a huge difference. Welcome to Pulp MX baseball, everybody. Yeah. Um it's what tough. Else, what else you got? Uh shifts. Hey. Double A are limiting shifts or, or Yeah, so for so like I was telling uh so, Jay um help me here. Kick or uh Hoosier. Jay Reynolds. Jay Reynolds. Oh, yeah. So like when we were we got experimented with the rules. And so in to save people in the two a ball leagues it was like a bunch of base stealing rules and yeah bigger rules. bases right no and, not down oh, there okay but it was like complex it was obnoxious i heard it went awful double a AA and triple a um triple a had the bigger bases that was their only rule yep. change and uh, us as it didn't really change much i saw something on the no, ringer it, the other it day, didn't yeah. change much but like this is where we have an issue with even the guys who played this sport it's like why are you going to complain about them changing the bases it's a safety thing like How's the safety thing? The base is small, dude. Like, I think they widened it four inches, so okay. probably that much. Yeah. Like, you got our first baseman's trying to catch balls that aren't – they don't know where it's going, and you got a guy running as fast as he can trying to stick his foot on the front part of a bag with this much room or else he steps on the guy's Achilles. Right. And it's just nerve-wracking. Like, a lot of times on bang-bang plays, some guys will, like, peel off a first if they're going to be out because they don't want anything to do with, like, stepping on someone. Right. So the bigger bases is not a base stealing thing or a game speed. It's a safety thing, which was great. But the the bigger bases didn't really yeah help the stealing bases. No, and yeah. it's it's three right. inches or right. it's it's six. Right. It's three right. on first right. and three on second. Um. So shifts. So the shifts in double A for the first half, uh, you had to have two infielders on each side of second base. I like this. So you could right? you could still play a major shift. Yeah. Like the shortstop just couldn't be on All the, the second baseman right. side. Right. So they would stand right behind the base, shaded to the right. Um, and then the second baseman could still be in right field. And then on the second half, they maintained those two guys on each side rule, and you had to have both feet in the infield. All four infielders had to have both feet in like the infield that one better. at the pitch. I think I like that one better. I do too because you can't you can't shift as extreme. Right. You have to kind of play it more Because you can up. still – listen, if you are able to get that ball in, in, in shallow right field, cool. But at least it's gonna be more of a like you know of of a play, dude. Manny has like some catches at like three fifteen down the yeah, right field. Yeah, because he line. plays that rover yeah. position. And <laughs> and for the other part too was the Rays do it with a lot of like fly ball hitters. They'll put a fourth guy in the outfield. They'll like yeah. drop the oh, second yeah. base. Jays, out there. Jays are doing that too. And and it's just like when Kevin Biggio hits seventy percent of the balls in the air, mm -hmm. 
why not just try and play to get the majority? Like, yeah. you're, so it's you, not earth shattering. What did the shift end up being though, or helping or hurting anything? Do you remember? I honestly, like for me, I'm a guy that gets shifted on. Yeah. Um, and during my at bats, the, the field of play looked the same. They were still trying to play me in a shift. It's not like they're just playing me stock straight up. Yeah. So they're still, you're still allowed to shift. It's just, it prevents from the circus shifts of like, why is there three guys in the yeah. infield? Why is there, yeah. you know, I, I think it's a good idea. I, I like it. And yeah. I, I think again, like you guys have this issue in moto, like old school people or, or people just don't like change. It's like, if you really look at it and read it, it's really not, it's not the end of the world. Uh, pitch clock for it, but there's some science and studies that say it's not really good for the health of the arm. Like if you make a lot of high leverage pitches in that short window of time, you put more stress on the arm and you're more susceptible to injuries, but that's kind of few and far between I'm for it. But like also in the minor leagues, like they, they teach you to, to get on the rubber and go because it's better for the defense. Like, right. You don't want your defense staying out there for 40 seconds. So the best pitchers get up and go. I, I don't know. I don't think we need to really focus on speeding well, up the game as much. That leads me to my race tech round of the night. Pulp 21 is the code to save race tech, race tech.com. Get your motor work done, get suspension work done. They got suspension seminars going on. They got motor seminars, race tech round of the night. These fucking postseason games, dude, they're oh, too so fucking long. They're so long. Like they're four hours for these games to be completed. And I think it's like 30 minutes longer than a regular season game. And it's something like, no, I'm sorry. I think it's 20 minutes longer than a regular season game, these postseason games. And then they're 40 minutes longer than games 20 years ago. I just okay. read this article on uh, The Ringer, I think. It's insane, these these postseason games. Like, and I, I try to watch some of the Red Sox. And I, the Red Sox are notoriously slow. I know they are. They, they always are. But, but, dude, come on, man. Like, once a guy gets on base, it's fucking over. Now we're on right. a minute between pitches. Like, they got to do something. Pitch clock. That's it. They, so, these games are too long for kids to watch. The they, 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 they call on my red made a great point. It's like it's over at like midnight Eastern. Right. Like if you're some kid and you got, you know, you got to work the next day or whatever, right. like you can't stay awake for that shit. And again, they're like an hour longer than they used to be in like in the 70s. Yeah. You know, like I just. How much longer you say they were compared to the regular season this year? Uh, 20 minutes. So that to me is on Major League Baseball because you're getting every single game has national ads. Every single one. Yeah. So it's like hard end commercials. If you're watching the Padres on Valley or like the regional network, they have no problem cutting away from a 76 gas station commercial. In the in the playoffs, there's a guy with a headset in front of one of the dugouts standing like this with his hands up. Yeah. yeah. And then as soon as they're done with the commercial, he points at the umpire. The umpire gets in. They go. So to me, the delay between our regular seasons today and the playoffs, that's on baseball. But also – Base runners and runs are so important in the offseason. Right now, like postseason. Thank you. Uh, hitting is so good that when you slide step and you try and like control the running game by alter altering your delivery, there's not many guys who can maintain the same quality of stuff. Right. So to combat that, the best way to prevent a guy from running if you can't speed up to home plate is varying your times, and if the hitter doesn't want to call time. The really the best defense of running is holding the ball on the mound. So now you see pitchers, they're holding the ball for a couple seconds more every time a guy's on. You don't see anyone go, come set, go to home plate. That's why Ricky Henderson stole 700 bases or however many he stole. Ricky Henderson doesn't steal three quarters of those bases in today's game because they didn't watch runners back then. So now we pay attention to runners, and by doing that, it kind of prolongs the game. 
which is why I didn't like that lower level rule change stuff because it gives more of an incentive to stealing bases, which gives us more of an incentive to hold the ball. So I think a lot of the delay in the game is like us but, trying to control the base runners. And wow. but I agree. Like it's I think, too long. I think I think Dude. it is too long. It's boring to watch. I mean, baseball already has a boring to watch issue, right? Like for people. I mean, I'm a little bit different of opinion though, because the postseason, like, it's so stressful and intenseful that, like, I when I watch, I feel like I'm almost like involved in the mind games yeah. that are going on with that. So I get more into it because it's like slower and they're they're holding the runners and stuff like that. I get what you're saying, yeah. but if any time, I would be fine with the postseason being long games because. It's I think you're, you're too hardcore like of a fan. I, I think I'm for sure four am, hours is a little much I, to ask for people to sit down and watch again. I agree with you, but there's also like – this is where the the old school baseball crowd is really who drives this – the today's game's bad. Like the guys who you watched playing growing up are sitting on Twitter now just losing their minds. Like turn the fucking TV off if you hated that. <laughs> just like with what you would say to the, the people who hated Ralph with all their yeah. guts. And so like – the games play different. Like they don't. There's no Greg Maddox throwing 80 pitch games anymore because hitters are better. And like we just we're we're more intelligent. We try and pick and choose our opportunities, and that leads to longer games. We're not like we're not being slow as players. We're it's just more, there's more they, thought going strategy, into it, yeah. right? Yeah, but they and I get it. The hardcore us, fan yeah. is cool with it, and I totally I know, and I and I like to consider myself a pretty big fan of baseball. But dude, it's just. You know, when it's four hours and you're just like, it's enough. Come on, I man. I mean, dude, like NFL postseason games, it's the same thing, though. Like right. every commercial break is super long, and then suddenly they're, you know, stopping the clock I don't every think down at the hours. end of the game. I don't think any game is four hours. No, it's not. But it's, it's not. longer but it's, than the regular. Yeah, because there's way more strategy involved uh, because they don't want to be eliminated. I don't think NFL is. I think it's the same block, same three-hour block. Okay. I don't think so. But yeah. regardless, I think that you're still going to watch your, your team, and by the time you turn that TV off in the sixth or seventh inning – Major League Baseball already counted your view. So they're not losing revenue. They're not losing fans. They're not not growing the game because, like everyone says, I love baseball in person. So attendance is going to stay fine no matter how long the games are. Like, I That's where it's like baseball, I don't really understand. I don't think they're forced to change. They're making more money than ever. More people are watching than ever, even though these games are long. Like these playoffs have had unbelievable ratings, and it's been exciting, but it hasn't been massive matchups. Like Mookie Betts played against the Giants for a five-game series, and like the Giants don't have like the superstar, right? And then Mookie Betts went and played against uh, the Braves, and it's like the Braves have Freddie Freeman, but Freddie Freeman isn't on the Mookie Betts level. Like Canadian, is he? Yeah, I was a California guy. Yeah, he's from California though. No, he's from Canada. I okay, whatever. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna doubt you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, weird I just, deal. I, I think I, agree that, with I, got, you. I think they got to shorten it up. They got to do something. I get the strategy. I get everything. Everything's amplified. It's postseason. All of that. They got to figure it out, man. They're gonna lose viewers. They're gonna lose people. I, I, to, I know what you're saying about ratings yeah. and all that. And I just to tie the time thing together, though, the changes that they're trying to make to speed it up. All that those equal is us needing to take more time to defend what they're trying to create. Like, they want yeah. to create more offense. And part of creating more offense, if you have more runners on, that's stealing. Well, they can start with the batters stepping out of the batter box every single pitch. They can start with that. But they do they that in the minor leagues. Yeah, we, but we they do that in the minor leagues. You're, yeah. only allowed to take, you're only allowed to take two feet out of the box if you swing the bat. Oh, yeah. If you take a pitch, yep. you're supposed to take a foot out. The umpires will let you hover unless yeah, their yeah. supervisor's there or their yeah. evaluator. Yeah. Um, but 
at the end of the day, like I find myself like not really waiting for pitchers. Sometimes I get in the box after being in there and I need to call time because he's way more ready than I am. And that doesn't really happen in the big league. So the, 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 yeah, when you don't swing and you step out and you do your gloves and you do your wristbands, I think you what you're going to see, though, Nomar. Yeah, <laughs> I think what you're going to see is like that's going to come in the next five to ten years because the generation that's going to be there in five to ten years has grown up in the minor leagues, right? Not being allowed to leave the box, yeah. We play with pitch clocks in the minor leagues, right? Like, right. It'll just be it's going to get there. It's like fighting in the, the NHL. Like fighting's almost all gone, yeah, because it's just been weeded out over the time. So, right. It's going to uh, get there. Travis is actually listening here. And Freddie Freeman has dual citizenship due to his parents, but he was born in California. He went to El Medina High School, I think. Okay. In in uh, Orange. His parents are in Cal- Canadian. Nice. Good for him. So, all right. Future Padres. Uh, first anyone on hold for baseball questions? No, 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 not yet. <laughs> Can I make two suggestions, though? Bring okay. it. First off, please either put the runner's lane inside fair territory or move the bags outside of fair territory. Couldn't agree more. It's so stupid that yeah. this runner lane violation yeah. continues to happen, and they're just like, whoa, that's the rule. What can you do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the right-handed hitter has to run in the grass to yeah. start his trek to first base. Yeah, like you're you're going right at the bag, and then the catcher just is like, well, I hit him. Oh. It's, one of those, yeah. it's one of those calls. What are you though, supposed like, to do, right? Yeah. It's one of those calls where, like, no matter what, if you call it by the book or if you enforce it how it should be, which is even further than what the book states, you're always going to piss off one of those teams. There's never a base running violation unless it's like, oh, he's out of the baseline. Like in a rundown, if you go out of the baseline, eh, you probably went out of the baseline. There's little baseline rules. Like if you don't try and tag me, I can run to the fence. Like, you know, when people stop in between first and second, yeah, we're taught to stop and like drop step about three or four steps and start the rundown on like a triangle apex. Because when that guy makes the throw, he's going to be an extra four or five feet away from home plate. Oh yeah. But if yeah. he were to try and tag me and I take those steps, I'm out of the baseline. So the base runner dictates the baseline anywhere but first base. But I agree, first base is in fair territory. We're supposed to run and foul. Left-handed hitters are the only ones who can really do it down the line. Otherwise, right-handed is like it's, yeah. she's making yeah, the you're turn. Making a, you're Almost making a every every good bunt that a right-handed hitter gets hit on, they fucking call him out. And the, like what pisses me off about it too is that, you know, umpires will call you out if you hover past first base into fair territory but your your trajectory is already taking you there if you do the runner's lane because you're like in the runner's lane and then you got to go left yeah. to tag the bag and then back out it's like a weird running form that is not good if you're like trying to like lunge yeah. at the last minute at the bag you're gonna like rip a hammy because you're going sideways diagonal right. at the bag from the runner's lane baseball baseball so that like so weird though and like the things that happen every day you watch a baseball game you're gonna most likely something, yeah. see something yeah. you've never seen before and it showed up in the Rays Red Sox with like that weird ground roll double. So dumb. And it's like we were debating that on a group text. Yeah, yeah. But and I was telling you guys like yeah, I agree with you it's fucked. It doesn't make sense. But it's they enforced it how the rules written like they got it right. It's just that's never happened before. That rule should be changed. If he's not running on the pitch, yeah. That's no one would argue that he can't go home. But since he was running on the pitch and he was so close to home, yeah. They do. It's just I don't know, man. You go to play the ball, it bounces off you and into the thing. Sorry, you missed the ball. You should have got the ball. Otherwise, it's a home run. People people apologize to me about not liking baseball, and it's like shit like this, shit like the time. It's like if you don't understand it on a level that – like the average, the amount that the average fan understands Supercross is equal to more than the way that Kellen understands baseball, which is as high as you can get without playing it at a high level. Like the amount that these people know about their sport – Yeah. 
feels like the average fan for them that watches every weekend indoors and out and follows all the guys on social media, et cetera, and listens to the show yep. knows 10 times more about dirt bikes than baseball fans do about baseball. Right. right. There's people who go to every single game yeah. for major and league teams clueless. and they still fucking scream when the ball goes in the air to the center field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like our, yeah. it's just so in depth and it's so hard that oh. it's where are you at with better. the extra, the runner on extras on second and extras? I'm fine with it. <sighs> I think uh, maybe wait till like the twelfth or something. Okay, I, I, I would. Could, I could be good with that. Like a couple innings of like straight of up baseball. baseball yeah. But at that point, is it is it extra innings? Like it's just. I liked it. I, I aluminum hate, bats. I, <laughs> I hated. I hated when the rule came in, and now I've I've grown to like it. For us as players, it's it's except when Charlie fucking if, bunts. If I could change it now, I would say run on first. Second is like too easy to like bunt them over, and then the next one is a sack I th- fly. I think and, the best like, option is first and second. Because if you fuck up a bunt with first and second, if you pop it up, that's a fucking triple play or it's a double play because they're not going to call an infield fly on a bad bunt and the pitcher's going to drop it. He's going to throw it to third. He's going to throw it to second, two outs. So the incentive to put a good bunt down is there because if you don't, you fuck everything up. Where with a runner on second, if you hit a ground ball to start, you did your job. First and second, you hit a ground ball to start, that's two outs. Can you tell me why Charlie would bunt as the road team in extras? You always you play. Me? You always play for the tie on the road. No. Actually, wait. No. You play. no. How's that saying go? Yeah, you play for the tie on the road. Well, you or, shouldn't be bunting. No. You shouldn't be giving up an out. <laughs> I got that wrong. You do, I think you do. <laughs> I do too. You, you, you should be giving yourself an out, an out as a visitor when the team has to play. Like, it's not walk off and win. They have yeah. another chance. So you're playing for one run? Why, don't, why would you play for one run? No, like, I hear you. I get it. Ridiculous. Can we talk about how stupid it is to bring your starters in high leverage situations? No, you're ridiculous on that. I think it's stupid. You're ridiculous on that. I I, th- I don't agree with it, but with Urias and Evaldi, it's okay. With Scherzer, it's not. I just don't think it – but it's okay if they are recent relievers. If Evaldi made a relief appearance in the last month of the year and actually like set up for it, prep for it, Played a tie like at home and win on the road. That's what Marks just okay. said. But Evaldi's like Thanks, a year and a half removed from that. So he go he trains as a starter. He preps as a starter. He goes five days, get right. ready for his next start, and then they pull him in but two games later for a high leverage relief. He's inning. he's not like Fenway. Everyone in the stands would see him running to the bullpen. He was in the bullpen from the beginning of that game, and that whole day of prep, he knew he was going to be in the bullpen and getting ready for a Major League Baseball game as a bullpen guy. Like They have to figure out how to get warm in five pitches because sometimes it's like, wow, that guy looks really bad, like get Evaldi hot and tell him he's got the next hitter. We're going to take a mound visit, be ready. So for Evaldi, like he's figured out at the highest level how to be a reliever. I don't think that you, you don't lose that. Where like Scherzer, Scherzer didn't get ready how he usually does. And he's not hurt. He has dead arm. And like they they fucked him. I know. That was, that was pretty gnarly that they knew that. But I didn't worked. know that at the time. It worked and they fucked yeah, him. Right, but they, he knew that going in. They knew that going in. That his arm wasn't good, and they still put him in. But at that point, it's I like guess they were just all when, when it's when it's when it's winner go home. Like right. you have to you have to do it. Well, uh, I think I think Kellen is completely wrong. If you look at Randy Johnson, Baumgartner, uh, Evaldi, two years ago or three years ago, baseball history is full of starters coming through in extra innings. In you the just clutches. said three times it works. I can point to another three times it hasn't worked. Like it, it's the same thing. It, but relievers are failed starters. So your starters are your best pitchers. Would, not anymore. Uh, yeah, not, not anymore. anymore. Come on. There's guys that are like, they're drafted as okay. relievers pretty fucking much. Fucking the dude from Milwaukee? Sure. Yeah, he's a reliever. He's a great reliever. Who? 
Hater. Hater. Yeah. He, you know, that guy is not a failed starter. Right. That, but okay, that, that's pretty rare to find those guys. Generally speaking, one pitcher on your staff is the closer, and he's a he's a really elite pitcher. The other guys are failed starters. I just I don't agree with the call personally. I I think that you you rely on the guys that have done it all year long in high leverage situations instead of calling the one guy that hasn't to do it. It's just throwing a ball, Kellen. It's just warming <laughs> up and throwing a ball. Like they they've done it a thousands thousands of times. This is why get I warm. hate this one because you guys both are like get you're warm, both right. get warm, and be ready. But you gotta understand those starters like get warm routine takes forty minutes. That's fine, but they like you said they're in the bull. They know what the deal is. Yeah, I'm going in the bullpen. I'm a reliever. I'm not like, I'm not. It's like hey, it's your off day, and then they're calling. Hey Max, you're in the you know you're in. They're they're telling him, hey dude, you could be in a reliever tonight. You could be in the bullpen. We could need you. So whatever you need to do, do that. I, to be only, ready. I mean, they're not, not chilling in a clubhouse with a beer when they call him for bullpen. Not to bring him up because I think this guy's an idiot. But if I learned anything from Bauer's vlogs, is that there are like ebbs and flows with his fitness I think level. Tyler Bauer's. I forgot we're on baseball hour. No, Trevor there Bauer, are ebbs Trevor and Bauer. flows with his fitness level post start, the day after recovery, right. coming back up to the top level so you can be ready for your next. Sure. Start. And I get that you say, oh, Evaldi, like. You know, game two, you're going to go in the bullpen for game three. But he only has, like, what, then a 24-hour window to turn his lows into highs. And they're it's not just not throwing on these guys. They're Regardless, at the end of the day, it's if it if it works, you're an evil genius. And yeah. if it doesn't, people call for your job. And it's just one of those things that, like, yeah, you really notice, notice yeah. that, like, they don't – this never happens in games one, two. Like, they do it when it's, like, nut-cutting time. And they probably already, like – in in the Dodgers instance, when they used Scherzer, Kenley had thrown a ton that series. Trinan had thrown an unbelievable amount, and Gratterall, who hasn't had that many big league innings and had a injury filled minor league career, had been used a lot. So like, they don't go to it when it's not like do or die. Ne- not necessary. Yeah. When so what they do though, like when you're losing or when you have a big situation, the reason you see closers come in earlier is because it's like that run literally cannot score. You have to win every single inning. You have to stop them, and you have to use your best guys and piece it together after that. But they went to Evaldi in, what, game four of a 2-1 series? Like, that swung the tide of the series at that point because then the Astros won three straight after they won that. That wasn't, like, do or die. That was, let's bring in our relievers and try to finish this one off. But they were like, let's go to Evaldi in game four. If the ump gives them that pitch, the whole thing is different. Yes and no. He'd already basically almost loaded the bases to that point. Like, he had built himself – right. A bad spot, and he was expected to start Game Six anyway. I think so. Like he had already, he Dude, was going to be prepped for guy, Game Six. The guy throws ninety-eight. He's fine. He's good. It's not. It's not the ninety-eight. It's a very hittable ninety-eight. Well, I'm just saying, like he he fits the pattern of a reliever. He's got speed. He's yeah. got velo. You know, he's he fits. He's done it before. You know, all that kind of. You stuff. You guys are both right. It's like there's no right okay. answer because if it it's one it's if it works, you're right. a genius. Yeah. And if it doesn't, I like you're your, your point about that is correct. Yeah. So if, it's if, one if of it those. Doesn't where, work, if it doesn't work, then everyone's screaming. Exactly. Yeah. And if it works, it's like that pitcher has got the biggest balls in the world, yeah. and that manager is a genius. And it also comes down to like the Braves guy that came in and shut down the Dodgers, Matzik. Matzik, yeah. Everyone was like, and I the, I follow these old big leaguers who just hate today's game. <laughs> And they talk about the computer nerds running the teams, and these guys are idiots because this guy, this lefty, comes in and strikes out like what? Yeah, four right, the side, four right, right on eleven all, pitches. Yeah. All yeah. right-handed hitters. Okay, yeah. Tyler Matzik is one of the best reverse split pitchers in the game today. He is so good against righties, and he is average against lefties. And so you have everyone like who just 
shits on the game or shits right. on like they're coming out like see what happens when you let pitchers pitch it's like no they're still fucking playing the analytics because <laughs> he's better against yeah. righties yeah well, what so, do you what did you think about cash's decision last year with snow you have to you have to lose doing what got you there you have to pull him because they pulled him at that point every single game if you don't, even if the analytics didn't agree with it though the analytics do agree with it that's why you pull him you don't let someone face him the third time around when he's like well i'm saying the specific guy that he was going to face there is worse third time through and he's snell is better against him but now so that's like the nitpicking version is like you don't you don't make that decision off of one guy you kind of do it off of like the matchup of the next one and nick anderson and the guys that they brought in at the tail end of that game were the best relievers. Wasn't there two outs? Is two outs in the yeah. sixth or something? Yeah. If he just gets through bets, and if he doesn't, then you bring in Anderson for Bellinger, whoever's coming up. Right, but there's guys, like, when you look at a – so, like, in our scouting reports, whether it's game 40 of the season or the playoffs and we're about to get knocked out, every day there's one guy who cannot beat you. Like, at the end, like at the end of a Supercross season, like, the, this mm -hmm. guy cannot beat us. I don't care where we finish, he can't finish ahead of us. So with a lineup, you have one guy who cannot fucking beat you, and it might be the eight hitter who's had your team's number all yeah, all whatever, year. whatever number, so whoever, like, whoever does, right? Yeah. And Mookie has had a hundred at bats, two hundred at bats against the Rays, probably up until his career with the Dodgers there, and for their whole time of facing Mookie, that's the play: is to get Snell out, or get the starter out, or get someone out and get a guy who fits this profile in, and when you get to that point as the Rays who have done things by their book all year, you have to like, the ship's got to go down with how it got there. That's yeah. how you get you, fired. That's the exact same thing though, that you're saying about bringing in a relief or a, a starter in a high leverage relief situation. Why would you change from what you've done all year long to get you there? And then suddenly go with, I, I'm, I'm saying though, that like but sometimes the only that time they bring a starter in is when they don't have the fire, fl the, the, the good reliever, like Jansen, the Red Sox kryptonite was pretty much their bullpen all year. Like, if the Red Sox had Trinan, Urias, Urias is a hybrid. Was like, Hauk still on the bench? Yeah, they but like, could have brought him in. He's also got hit around pretty good in the playoffs this year. So, like, if you're going by recency bias, like the Red Sox were like back up against the walls. I don't know. Like up what two we, one in the fourth game, but with their bullpen, like <laughs> yeah, like their future, like looking at their your usage usage rate going forward, yeah. they're like yeah. But like you're both right. It was the wrong move because it didn't work. But I don't know exactly what they had left. But they brought it in strictly for the matchup of, like, we can't worry about if he doesn't get this guy out because we fucking need this guy to get out. Uh, Pulp MX show. Slash, slash baseball. Slash baseball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, – anything else? Padres, Jays? Who, who, who do you like bats better right now? Whoever's going to give me 300 at-bats this season. Jays? Whoever's going to give me 300 bats this season. I would hate to be Kellen's Padres. I can't believe they collapsed and didn't make the playoffs. That's, I can that's, that's... because I've been a Padres fan my whole life. Okay. It's amazing. It's they amazing. still retain pretty much everyone, right? Uh, All the important guys? Yeah, I think we – And they get their rotation healthy. Melanson's a free agent. A couple other relievers, Simeon I think. Simeon and Ray are going to be free agents. We get Jay. Clevenger back. Darvish? Clevenger, yeah. Darvish is still with us. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah Clevenger, every Clevenger the, had TJ. Yeah, uh, yeah, You're right. Yeah, e everybody, fans <laughs> and pundits, are like, get Eric Hosmer off our team. And I'm not saying that he's the worst first baseman ever, but if we had a better first baseman what right now, I think he he was a negative WAR player. Really, Hosmer was sure. a negative WAR. Jeez, because a couple of years ago he was pretty good. Yeah, yeah really, it was yeah. an All Star Gold right. Glover. Like he when he came to us and we signed that big deal yeah. with him. 
he was a great player. And he was like probably the only good player the Padres yeah, had the right. first two years there. But he's been a liability at the plate because he refuses to change his swing. He's not he's a still- liability at the plate. He had he had a, he had his career average year this year. His career average is two seventy seven, three thirty six on base, four thirty one slugging for a seven sixty seven OPS. This year he hit two sixty nine, three thirty seven on base, three ninety five for an OPS thirty points lower, which an OPS isn't that much. And he struck out a hundred to- ninety nine times playing in one hundred fifty games. That's it's just not great for a first baseman. He hit twelve homers and twenty eight doubles. Like. That's an average big league player. Like, you guys just expect him to be an all-star, but that's, he did. That's Kellen's Padres. What about, give, give me defensive metrics then because that's another part that he's I mean, not very good basement. at. How bad, how bad can it be? So, fielding. 131 games at first, 994 fielding percentage. He made seven errors in 131 games. Point being is – he grounds into <laughs> double plays all the time. He doesn't change his swing. Like at the beginning of the year, he was swinging up a little bit more. You don't Beth, change your swing when you're in the when you're in the big leagues for ten years. You're doing something right, dude. dude he's got a point. He's Eric, been, Eric, he, Eric, has, Eric, Eric Hosmer. He's <laughs> a right side ground ball double play machine. He hit in a thirteen double plays. It's bad. He hit in a twenty in twenty seventeen when he was an all star. Kellen, I get it though because he. You're also thinking about like his peak years. Like, he just had a very career average year, but, like, the ability to be in a lineup every day and, like, know who you're going to plug in at a certain position every single day, there is some value to that. Uh, he just was not good this year, and it and it hurt. Go, Jace. You don't think it was the revolving door outfield that hurt them this year? Oh, it was 100% our outfield. Like, I stuff, think that that's, it's that and the pitching more than Eric Hosmer. I just I, think people blame him, and not necessarily you, because I see the hate on him all the time, and it's like, you don't even have to say, oh, well, he's a good clubhouse guy because he had a good year. Yeah. And he's a great guy, and he's reliable and one of the healthiest guys in baseball. Like, he played 162 games one year, which is mind-boggling. Vlad played 160. Which is awesome. Right. That's so cool Simeon played 162. But, yeah. No, I get it. Anyways. I don't know. Recency right. bias. Like, Well, go Jays, go. Go Jays. <laughs> Are they going to open the season in Canada next year? No. they're. Yeah, they'll be in Canada all year. God, God willing. Who knows? Going to win the division. No, but <laughs> I think the Yankees are just going to spend a bunch of money, right? Because they're under the cap, so they'll be fine under the threshold. So, I don't um, know, man, they still got Boone. <laughs> yeah, true, they got Boone, man. Super um, weird that it's just him that they retained. I know, right? Everybody else deal. is fired. Everybody else got a three-year <laughs> deal for Boone. Uh, all right, is that it? Yeah, guess so. I just want you guys to know over there. I didn't. I didn't want this. This wasn't my doing. It's all right. I, it, it wasn't his doing. I, it really I, was Kellen and I. I'm on punishment for being late anyway, so I can't really right. see much. I did not push the baseball stuff that much, so you were the one texting us. You, every you day held it the whole sit. the whole time. We're good. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is seriously at the point where it's like if someone complains about this, you could have turned the show off because it was over. That's what I'm saying. I'm glad we made it to the second commercial and said, look, yeah. you guys could shut it off if you right. want. We're going to talk about baseball. After okay. This. All right. Fair enough. I like it. Pulp baseball. Welcome to the to the world to the new world order of our pulp show. Can we um, figure out how big my face is going to be on the team solitaire bike? <laughs> yeah, we can figure that out. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. We gotta work this out. We gotta do it. We gotta figure out like rules and like. Yeah, like we, two cool. we need a camera crew. We need bases. We need a pitcher. We need I, Kellen. I we need AC. Fields. Yeah, we got bring we, Derek. Bring uh, Tom. Bring Spencer. Filmers are all there. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. Bring Jason. Yeah. <laughs> he can boo you from the stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good point. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. 
That'll be the World Vet Show. God help us all for that one. Uh, Metals up. Metals up for that. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our guests, Aaron Plessinger, Jay Reynolds, Eric Pernard, uh, some guy named Adam as well. Love thank him. you. Thank you for that. Uh, Kellen, thanks for coming up. Appreciate thank it. You. Good Appreciate job it. as usual. Thank you. Chris Betts, always fun, man. It's Had good. a blast. Maybe we, get you in. maybe we can get yeah. Maybe we can get you in before uh, spring training or something for one more time. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Right. You gotta bring him and AC in studio together. That would be fun. I don't think Adam Adam wants gonna come up here and then there's been no no Use him as leverage. Give me a heads up. Give me enough like time and we'll try and figure it out. Didn't you say he might have come up today or something? No. Yeah, it was he, when we were thinking there was gonna rain, he was gonna Adam's ride. Not coming he ended up riding today though. He was he's been in the studio he, two or three times yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. When he was, you know, Young, no pressure, Adam uh, Cincerello. Okay. Now he's same guy. corporate he's guy. He's the same guy. Uh, no, I hope so. Hope so. Hope so. We, that'd be great. Uh, Marks, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Kits? Yep. Great work tonight. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> really, really great, great work. Thank you. It's great. Yep. We got this guy playing the show back through the volume. That was electric. We got you not coming <laughs> it, in for it, an hour. It, it made me feel – it was a half an hour, but oh, it made had, me feel better. We had last week's show – or the last show that was a complete shit show. It's the off season, Dude, we are – That's when you should have all of your problems in the off season. We run a loose <laughs> program over here. <laughs> to say the least. Uh, thanks to Swiss Corps and Moser and Pookie as well. Uh, thank you, people, for listening. Appreciate it. Always fun to uh, to talk to Moto here. And we got lots more coming up in the off season, of course. Uh, show 500 coming up next next year as well we gotta start making plans for that but uh i'm steve mathis for kellen bauer chris betts we's out of here there's something i want to get off my chest and it's about that summer when you went away to community college i got an offer to do playgirl magazine and i did it i did a full spread for playgirl magazine i i mean spread man i pulled my butt apart and stuff and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.